Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas, featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Live from Las Vegas, here we are on a Monday night. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are live on in Las Vegas, not far from the lines, Dan. This is the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Thank you, everybody. And we are jacked up for tonight. We have a great show coming on. We have James Stewart. We have Will Hahn, Evan Ferry, and Cody Gilmore. Yeah, that's right. The three winners from uh, Atlanta Supercross. They're all on the show, all right now, and, uh, and, and it's awesome, and we're pumped to have everybody on board, and thank you for taking the time on Monday night to listen. Thank you to our sponsors also, btosports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brop Bars and 810 Solutions. Thanks, everybody, for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it, and if you guys could support our our sponsors, that'll keep this janky show going and going and going. And uh, super happy to have everybody on for tonight. We got a, a good lineup coming on, and uh, some great guests. We also have some cool contests that we're going to do. And uh, the first one I want to talk about right off the bat is uh, a Race Tech suspension contest. And thanks to the guys at Race Tech, they've absolutely lost their mind on this. Um, Chris at Race Tech is giving away. Uh, a free rebuild, a free suspension rebuild uh, tonight, and uh, <clears throat> it's uh, you're going to pay the shipping, but uh, everything else, labor and oil, is free. And uh, what you have to do is tag at Race Tech Suspend, S U S U S P E N, Race Tech Suspend um, on Twitter, or hashtag Race Tech Contest on Instagram with a photo featuring the Race Tech name, logo, or one of the riders, and uh, it's going to go till next Sunday. And uh, the best one will win the rebuild. Um, Race Tech, them, those guys have uh, supported the show, and Cody Gilmore is one of those guys that is uh, coming on to uh, to talk about Race Tech. And uh, yeah, very excited to um, to have them on, no doubt. And we are going to uh, go to uh, our next segment. Apparently, there's a mix-up on times as far as the other co-host, but I'm here. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about you. Tits Legendary. Yeah, I'm just waiting for a mate. What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? I'm just glad to be here. Yeah? Yeah. What, what, uh, how's everything going with you? Everything's fantabulous. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Tits. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a question for you okay. on, the, on the show. Okay. Um, and maybe you can address this. And I know you're not, you're not in charge of Apple products or anything like that. Um, That's uh, fair to say. Right. But I am wondering exactly... What Apple is doing with the uh, short power cords? Could you please explain that? I'm assuming this is with your iPhone five or is this <laughs> the with chargers? Your just the chargers in general. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know that with uh, any MacBook, there's a they have the short one, and then they actually comes with this extension that you can add on to it. That's you know comes with it. Uh huh. But as far as the iPhones go, yeah, your cable's only two and a half feet, maybe three feet long, or something like that. Bro, they need to change it. Okay, I'll pass it along. 
and uh, I'm sure they'll get that. They'll get right on it. They'll get that into the grade into the next one. Oh, jeez. So. All right. Well, hey, um, <clears throat> thanks to the race tech suspension guys for 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 that awesome uh, contest they're doing. Um, can you please explain the Andrew Short butt patch contest, the rules, the regulations, and when we're uh, when this thing is wrapping up? I know you're a big stickler. Yes. For this stuff, the rules are there are no rules. And actually, that's not true. There are some rules. Um, what we're doing, the deadline is tonight at 11.59 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, which is our local show time. What you have to do is send in your submission, which there has to be some sort of a drawing, whether that be an Adobe Illustrator Fire file or Photoshop or a hand drawing that's scanned in or taken a photo of. We ask that there be some sort of a drawing, just a text blurb saying, hey, this is what I want. Not going to do it. So send that in to pulpamexshow at gmail.com. We will compile them. We've already got a number of good submissions. Number of one that are eh, maybe not so good. Maybe not right. so good. And, and it's uh, midnight. 11.59 p.m. Yeah, we know. We know how, we know how this goes. <laughs> Don't push it. Right, right. Don't push it. And, We've been uh, here before. <clears throat> you think he's going to get one in? I don't know. He's pushing the limit already, and the later in the evening that it goes, the more drunk he gets. Mm-hmm. So he's, the odds are not in his favor. Right. There is a clear-cut favorite right now, I think. I believe so. Right. Yep. Hey, stay with us while we're having some streaming problems on the new site. Uh, very frustrating, I know, but uh, these are the type of things you can't f- figure out until you have a ton of people hitting the site all at once. So Ah, yes. I was uh, on my list of notes to talk about was uh, the fact that uh, – you can get the brand new site and how bitching it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just wait on that, though. It's still good. It just apparently doesn't hold up to the, uh, the traffic just yet. New pulpamex.com site, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of them are good. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe are you happy with great. it? Are you okay with it? I am. Yep. I give it my stamp of approval. Well, for you, for you um, that's saying something because I know, you know you're very particular for your... Yes. Um, I have an eye for design. Yeah. And an eye for uh, you know things that go and don't, and I think that Swiss Core and then uh, whoever else—I'm not sure yeah. who all the parties that were involved—they did a good job. I think it's good. Well, that's good. Um, we also got a new video on the pulpmex.com uh, site uh, from the show. Did you check that out yet? I went to pulpmexshow.com and clicked on the videos tab. Is that what you're talking about? Is there another one that I'm no? Aware there's of? another one. Yeah, it's oh, not okay. up yet. Yeah, you didn't you didn't check it out? I haven't clearly. seen it yet. Then. Nope. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's uh, let's thank uh, all you guys for sticking in with us, and uh, those of us can, that can hear it can hear it. And if you can't, you can't. But uh, we are archiving this show for Stitcher and iTunes and all the apps across the boards. And uh, looking forward to uh, an exciting show um, tonight. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see James Stewart won this weekend, which is uh, super cool uh, for him. And um, Ryan Villapoto, and we got to talk about these tracks. Uh, when's our, our host, uh, our guest host coming on? Um, Do we have an idea? I don't know. I just asked him to let me know. He thought not until 6.30, so I'm not sure where the uh, you know, confusion was. Hmm. But I just asked him, and he will let me know when he's ready. So until then, you're stuck with me All or right. any callers that happen to call in. Yeah, well, let's open the phone lines. Uh, 702-586-7857. 702-586-PULP if you want to call in and, uh, and see what's up with, uh, with what's going on. And uh, uh, a very exciting Atlanta Supercross. I feel like I deserve some credit, Tits. Uh, I'm sick. I, was sick. I can tell. I was sick all, all weekend. Mm-hmm. Not my 100%, but I gave it all. 
Um, I worked really hard. Um, it was it was you know all I could do for my team. Yeah. So well, you, you got to put your head down. You got to charge. I did. You know, don't give up. I felt I felt like I deserved some sort of medal or pat on the back or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hear you. Um, what did you think of the race this weekend? Well, where to begin? I thought that the track itself. I liked some of the elements of it, but as you've covered in your, some of your other podcasts and I think general consensus is that uh, not a lot of passing. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I did want to ask you about, and you and your, your infinite nudge, what could you have done to the track? And maybe we can ask JT this if or when he decides to join us. What would you or could you have done to the track to make it so there was more passing, you know, possibilities or you know make it so that they're not limited their speed wasn't limited to the track uh yeah Any ideas <clears throat> what you got to do is uh you got to make the jumps bigger i think you got to slow the bikes down um really make it so that the uh the 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 bikes ha- the bikes are so powerful nowadays that it's it's pretty pretty insane and i think what you need to do is build a little bit bigger jumps slow the bikes down a little bit a little more technical and yes, some of the other guys in the pack and the privateer guys will struggle a bit uh, with clearing things, and, and you'll see maybe the separation of skill come in. But that's a good thing because right now it's it's not uh, it's not ideal any way you look at it. And um, basically, I, I just don't think we're where we need to be as far as ex- making exciting racing. And uh, with that, let's welcome to the show, and it's presented by Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA, the choice of gear, Trey Kennard. Andrew Short, Jimmy Albertson, and more. Jason Thomas, what's up? What's happening? How are you? I'm good. And you are where? I am enjoying this fabulous St. Louis weather. How is it, by the way? The weather? Not good. Not good? Because we, no. we, uh, we are going there this weekend. We, uh, yes, you are, and I am already here. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, this it's snow the next couple of days, but it's already cold and snowy. So. Oh, man. I was wondering about that. I, it was it's it's a little earlier than usual in the schedule. So, yep. Uh, how's things at the at Western Power Sports um, fly racing? Doing good. Doing yeah. Good. Just uh, yeah, working away. All right. Wife of a t- retired motocrosser. <laughs> no, actually, uh, um, maybe not. Maybe not retired because you. The wife of a motorcycle racer who quit. Um. Yeah. Really. Right. So. We're talking about the race on the weekend. Okay. The tracks. We I haven't ta- really discussed the track, the race at all yet with anyone. No, not really, right? No, um, definitely not. Um, hey, do you get do you get recognized when you walk into a dealer? Uh, it's hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's typical like dealerships. Some guys are just really into moto, and then some guys are just not at all. Like literally nothing. Right. Right. You know, I so. found the same thing when I did the parts unlimited thing. Like, yeah, the guys that are into it are way into it. And some dealers are just like, you know, all I want to do is uh, basically move tires and oil. Yep. Move tires or sell an exhaust for a CBR 600 or. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Outfit your side by side, you know, right. with accessories. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. And sometimes you can just tell that they're just uh, they're just not into it, you know. Yeah, it's just. Obviously, uh, different dealerships have different interests, right? Um, and they're and you you find a lot of their sales are dictated by the the parts managers' interests. 
which is strange. But, <laughs> you know, right. they, yeah. they kind of steer the direction of the whole dealership a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. And you're, like, thinking, yeah, so if the guy's into, like, um, I don't know, UTV roll bars. Yeah. There, there's going to be a lot of UTV roll, roll bars everywhere. Oh, and accessories for side-by-sides <laughs> and canopies and all kinds of, you know what I mean? It's crazy how yeah. Yeah. they basically determine what direction they're going. Yeah, really, right? Um. Uh, so what I miss? What you guys been talking about the show? What have we been talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't even talk about the race, but yeah, talk talk about the tracks, man. Not that good. I know we touched on the race podcast. They've been awesome. Really? Yeah. Let me. Well, let, you can tell I've been talking with Feld quite a bit. So they've been. I thought they've been great. Yeah. Have you Have you really been? Yes, I have. I have. Okay. Well, no. I mean, look, they haven't been great. But here's something. Here's a difficult. Here's a difficult. Uh, question I have for you. Um, and I don't want to offend you a little bit with this. Do <laughs> it. Um, I feel like there should be obstacles on the track, and not always, not every week, that a guy like you, who was a 10th to 15th place, place main event guy, maybe better on, on your good days, you know, but, and maybe not even you. Maybe now that I say that, maybe it's not you. But let's just say it's you. All right, let me, now let me get to the question. I feel like there could be a um, – the, there should be obstacles that a guy like you either can't do or is pretty hesitant to do. Am I, am I right? right? Is that it? I, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. I felt – personally, I felt like that was my strong suit. Like the, the more difficult the track was, the better I was going to do. Uh, but I, I, get, I know what you're getting at to where – um, not every person on the track in the main event is doing the exact same thing every lap. Right. And the guys yeah. who are really good at this thing called Supercross, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Are, are really good, and we see it. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, and that, that's part of the talks we've been having is what, you know, what's better? Is it better to have incredibly difficult tracks with, tough rhythm section, steep jumps, slowing the tracks down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's going to create, I think, uh, better racing to a point. You're going to have a lot more passing because uh, guys are going to not be able to do the same sections or not be as competent at doing the section. There's going to be crashes. There's going to be a lot of things. But then on the other hand, uh, you're going to have a lot of injuries, and it's going to be, you know, very possible to be similar to last year where a lot of stars of the sport are out. Or do you want to have all the stars of, you know, a majority of the, the stars of the sport finish the whole series, but the racing just be incredibly boring like we've seen the last two weeks and no one can pass anywhere? You know, what is better overall well, for everyone? I don't think you can automatically say the injuries would happen, you know? Um, well, I, I think you have, to, you have to agree that if you make the tracks more difficult and jump, steeper jumps and more penalty for mistakes, that's going to increase the injuries. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, potentially, anyways. So I, I just don't know, you know. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research this week and and ask riders that exact question. What would you rather have a track where you can't pass, or would you have a real rather have a really difficult track? But to be sure, I want you know I'm gonna tell them this. Yeah. To be yeah. sure, you guys are the one that's you know you're some of you are going to the hospital and some of you are gonna get docked and pay this year. 
you know, because that, that's the, that's the facts. I mean, right, that's, right. you know, very directly right. putting it, but that's, that's how it is. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're going off to war and the guy tells you, you know, half of you are coming back, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. If you guys want more difficult tracks and steeper obstacles, well, some of you are going to the hospital. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to be that dramatic. I mean, in 2011, we had a great season. And of course, there, I mean, there's injuries every single year. Um, right. You know, so, but, but mainly my only reason for saying that is because if you bring that up, they're going to say, oh, yeah, of course, we want more difficult tracks. But I want them to be reminded of the consequences of having more difficult tracks as well when they factor in that answer. Right, right, right. Um, so. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. I think that, uh, I mean, you, you, we had some awesome racing in 2011, and the tracks were, I don't remember being this bad. And, I mean, like last year, there was so many injuries, but I, and I and I said it over and over. We don't need to be overreact, you know. Well, there's always been injuries in motocross and supercross. Right, right. I, I can't remember a year ever in my career where, towards the end of the year, I wasn't like fist pumping on the way to the race because half the field was out. Right, right. You know, that's just that was every year, and and we even had like team meetings. I remember uh, at certain teams where it would be yeah. like. You guys just stick it out. You guys are doing good. It's going to get easier as the season goes on. Right. And, I mean, it's just how it goes. I uh, I looked at the, some stats um, um, maybe a year ago. I think last year when we had all those injuries. In 1998, we started off with, um, man, I can't remember the exact numbers. I want to say 11 factory riders. Yep. And at Vegas in 1998, we had three. Yeah, um, 98 was by far one of the worst like rates of attrition we've ever had. Yeah, but 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 that was on two strokes and that was different yep. tracks. Like Yeah. Like you can't make the correlation. Like it just sometimes shit happens and in 2012 shit happened. You know, and in yep. 1998 shit happened. But let's not let's not overreact here and make it so that I think uh 6 out of the 8 whole shot winners have won this year. Won the main event. Right. Um so let's not have that. That's that's the worst thing, right? Yeah, that's uh, it's obviously not good for anyone other than the guy that gets a whole shot. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, this weekend, <laughs> um, we, we know we talked about it this weekend, and um, there could have been six guys that had a whole shot, and we would say they'd win yeah. the race. Right. Right? Um, so. I, I, was, I was watching a race the other day. It was <laughs> like 2000. I believe it was Houston of 2000. Mm-hmm. And you, you can go back and look at that track, and it is very different than the tracks now. Okay. Big big whoops, tall jumps, steep jumps. You know, I, I was I was shocked looking back at it because you kind of lose lose track of what the tracks used to be like unless you watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a noted difference in how the speeds, and I'm not talking about the overall speeds of the riders. I'm talking about the speeds of the leaders as they're going around, just because of that's what the track dictated. Right. Um, you know, you're basically they're everyone was jumping higher because the, the jumps were steeper. Um, forget all the scrubbing and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying the way you had to ride the track, mm-hmm. you had to respect the obstacles. Right. You couldn't just race across everything. And if you clip something, ah, no big deal. It's yeah, not yeah. steep anyway. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I don't and know. That's, that's an interesting, it was an interesting conversation I had today about what's better for the sport right. overall. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just, let's, 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 um, be careful what we're doing. You know? Yeah, and I'm not smart enough to say what's better. I just, I, I'm interested to hear what the riders have to say. 
and I have a feeling that they're all going to say oh, we need tougher tracks, tougher tracks. Well, but yeah, I, I don't. I mean, know, I, don't, I don't know that that's in the best interest for Feld, and I don't know. If, you know what I mean? There's a lot of other factors involved I, in that. Yeah, I mean, we got, we're going to have Cody Gilmore on later, and I don't want to knock a Cody Gilmore out of racing. You know, he's a he's, he's a he's a privateer that's needed. You know, and and, and let's right. face it, he's not as much. He doesn't have as much skill as a James Stewart, who we're going to also have on tonight, and. I don't want Cody Gilmore thinking tracks are unsafe, but man, with you know, there's got to be some sort of line in there. There's got to be something in there. There's got to be something that we can figure out. I mean, these guys are on 450s. We're all acknowledging that even even a um, <clears throat> Cody Gilmore guy um, can jump out of the stadium on his 450. You know, right? So, right. That's all. Well, I I do think that the tracks back then, um, some of the most difficult tracks, we didn't really look at them and say they were unsafe. Just because you kind of expected that. You expected a high level of difficulty, and you respected the tracks, honestly. Right, right. Right now, I don't think there's much respect given to the racetracks as far as having to really time anything correctly. Uh, like a perfect example, we were laughing about that uh, Canary and Weston Pike battle, and they yeah. were just casing everything, like blitzing, like right, blitzing right. through doubles, you know? There's just no respect given to the obstacles anymore. Um, and, and that wasn't the case back then. You really had to be on your game, and that's where McGrath, why McGrath dominated. A lot of the reason was because he was so precise, and he had that angle of it dialed, uh, right, and, right. and he could make big time gains by doing that. And that's really right. not important anymore. I think we need to look at dirt preparation as well. I think we need yes, to, absolutely, and I, and I think we need to look at track designers. And having said that, dirt works guys are also you know, going to the, to the, to Feld and working with Feld closely. So it's not all Dirtworks fault, but I, we can't keep going what we're doing, you know, or, or maybe. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, that, the, you know, the, the problem like with the racing that affects everyone. Feld's not happy when the racing is terrible and it's boring. They're, they're, you know, they're obviously the guys that are making decisions have been around racing a long time now. Yeah. So they know when the racing is boring. They're not, you know, they're not turning a blind eye to it. Right. Um, so, no, I, I do think that there needs to be some tweaks here and there. Um, to you know, it doesn't have to be radical changes to improve things. It can just be, um, you know, people getting together and and kind of sharing their thoughts and ideas, and everybody working, you know, towards the same goals. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that what's good for every, you know, what's good for Feld is good for the riders. You know, there's yeah, yeah. there's obviously purse questions and stuff like that, but. Good, solid racing, good attendance, good ratings. All that's good for everyone. So, yeah, no, exactly. No, I mean, I guess if you're, um, um, if you're Feld, you'd rather have this than last year. Absolutely. If you had to, yes, without a doubt, the lesser of two evils is what we're seeing now. There's no doubt. Yeah, being able to advertise their stars of the sport, being at the race is. That trumps all for them, I, in my opinion. I, I, that's not what they said. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, because there's so many people that go to the race that, yeah, maybe they're a little disappointed, but the racing wasn't that great. But they still got to see James Stewart, Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey, Chad Reed, Trey Kennard, Justin Barsha, you know, on and on and on and on, Millsaps, everybody, all line up together, you know. Um, I think that they, there would be less of a fuss about a boring race from the majority of fans than they would hear about half of the – top guys being there. Yeah. I'm sorry, not being there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, all right, we're going to come up with James Stewart here right away. Uh, let's. And we're, I, one of the questions I have for James is uh, talking about the uh, 
the tracks. Uh, let's get to some calls here. Nash. Gentlemen. What's up? I'm having computer problems, so Kit put me on hold, but nevertheless, I have a solid question. Well, in your uh, mind, in your mind, it's a solid question, but. No, that's okay. I'll take my <laughs> one. Right, what is it? Um, can either of you elaborate, JT, as well, Steve, uh, how, how team managers handle each rider when they come back, and what's the personality read on a particular rider? I mean, I can only imagine nobody's harder on themselves than some guys, and then some other guys need to get their, their heads chewed off. What, what, what's the protocol, and what have you guys experienced over the years in your various teams that you've worked with? Uh, better, better question for JT, I think. So you're, you're basically asking how do team managers treat riders when they're coming back from injury? Well, no, what, no, not at all about injury. Meaning, how team managers <laughs> motivate different people and different riders based on um, what you've experienced. It, it just depends. I mean, kind of like your the the question almost answers that it's everyone's different. Um, I've been around guys who are extremely self-motivated and honestly those are the guys that usually do the best when it comes Mm -hmm. you know when it's all said and done at the end of a career the guys that didn't need the prodding are the ones that usually end up doing the best um but yeah i think you know the team managers are just like a coach in any stick and ball sport they're masters of personalities and getting the most being able to identify personality types and reading people and, and, and knowing it's going to work best for that person. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a difficult, to, you know, difficult answer to just to throw a blanket on because if you try to um, address every, everybody the same, which I think Mitch Payton used to do. <laughs> I think he did I, too, I don't, right. Yeah, I don't think that works for everyone, which Nathan Ramsey is. You know, I think he's even said on the show that that just doesn't work for everyone. Um, so, you know. To, to get the maximum potential out of each individual, you kind of have to approach it individually. That makes sense. Well, it does. I mean, I just thought a guy like Rhino, he's, I mean, again, he's a person that comes to mind where I would totally imagine back in the day, nobody was motivated as much as he was. And yet he thrived on being yelled at, you know, based on what you guys have shared over the years on the show and on the stories. And I thought that's what got my mind going. Like, there's a guy who didn't need to be yelled at but loved being yelled at, and that's kind of an unusual scenario because, I mean, I thought about it. I've worked with people. I mean, heck, I run a classroom. But like you're saying, it's up to the manager. He's their masters of personalities, and I think it's really well put. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. Hey, just, just sitting there thinking, watching the races, wondering uh, how it works. Steve, how would you motivate a rider if they weren't pulling nah, their weight? Every, just like JT said, everyone's different, man. Everyone's different. You got to know them, what they're doing during the week, what they're not doing during the week. Um, you got to, every, everybody's different. Absolutely. Uh, you didn't want to get in JT's face after uh, oh. after a bad race, right, Jay? Right, JT? I mean, you were not one to need a pep talk or whatever. Um, yeah, I think I will personally, I could use it a little bit before maybe the night shows got started. But say my heat race went bad and I was going to the line to last chance. Yeah, no one needed to say a word to me. I knew. Yeah, you know I mean, no, no one was more pissed off already than me. So we've we've seen uh, the photos, JT, or at least I've seen the photos. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think a lot of times I would be not amped up enough before certain times, and then I would take that bad result or bad practice or bad something to really set me off, and then 
it was you know it was on after that. Right. Uh, I like that, Steve. All right, what next. would you do to Red Dog to motivate him? Uh, nothing. Nothing. He's already great. All right, we got to go. We got to run, Nash. Have fun. See you. See you. Have fun. See you. Bye. All right, see you later. Um, how would I motivate Red Dog? It's tough when you got a, a, an older veteran guy. It's like you're not going to yell at him and stuff, you know, JT? Like, it's be tough. Well, to yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, and I think you, you knew Red Dog enough to, right. you know, when, when to say something and when not to. Yeah. All right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, um, he won the uh, Atlanta Supercross this past weekend with a great ride. His first podium of the year, amazingly enough. Uh, recovered, recovering from a knee injury, and uh, perhaps he's back, and uh, and the winning ways will go on. James Stewart, what's going on, man? Uh, <clears throat> nothing much. Just uh, finished eating dinner, and, and then uh, uh, just hanging out. Actually, kind of glad I talked to you because that means I actually did something over the weekend that was <laughs> worth talking about. Well, I know how you do it. I know how you roll. Oh, and by the way, Jason Thomas is on the line also, too. Um, I know how you roll, uh, James. Um, if you're not winning... You have nothing to talk about. Why talk to me? I know that's your attitude. <laughs> well, just because, you know, half the time if, if I'm not winning and I talk, then people say I'm just trying to stay relevant or whatever. But, right. you know, I just I let the people, whoever's winning, have the spotlight, you know, and then it's, yeah. when it's my turn, I'll talk. Right. Well, it's definitely your turn. Your turn this weekend. A great ride. I got to be honest. Uh, I know you hadn't been um, practicing that much. And uh, you've been, you know, you're just starting to get back into it. I really thought that RV, the fitness would come to the table, and it, your fitness was probably a bit of a question mark. But um, you mentioned it in the race that you weren't sure either. But uh, looks like you were great. Uh, what a ride! Um, I guess, I, were you surprised that you were in good as shape as you have been with with the lack of riding you've been doing? Well, I mean, considering you know, considering how the year was, I mean, I think. Um, you know, going into like San Diego was when I when I kind of started feeling a little bit better. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh, you know, I got fourth at Anaheim three, and then fourth at San Diego. But uh, San Diego, a couple guys fell over with Reed and in uh, Reed and RV. I was probably more like a sixth place guy that night, but I was mm-hmm. riding better. Mm-hmm. But you know, going into Dallas, uh, when I came back to Florida, going into Dallas, I was able to you know put a couple days in here, and I felt I felt pretty good going into Dallas. I was you know obviously until you get out there and and you race at that level, you know, to be able to knock 20 laps out and 25 laps out of the house and do it at the race is different. So when I didn't have a chance to do it at Dallas, you know, it was really the first time to have a chance to do it as Atlanta. Right. Um, and on a tough track is the toughest track of the year um, by far, you know, kind of being, <clears throat> kind of being rutted and, and slippery and all that. And then obviously having Ryan on there. So yeah, it was a question mark. Um, yep. You know, even like for him, it was probably a question mark because he hasn't even been, tested a full 20 laps so i think it was question mark for all of us but for sure to do it and, mm-hmm. and to do it the way i did it um you know and, and to still feel like i had a little bit more in the tank you know just in case it, it definitely feels good so um I, I definitely feel like on that side of things i'm back and you know hopefully we'll just keeping it stronger as the year goes on um i got you know jt's dabbling in the media now stewie i don't know you, you probably read that or seen <laughs> that he, he he's uh yes folks, jt money i've seen a few of them um the good thing about having him in the media, though, is when he when you tore your ACL, JT, you you went through this exact same thing, and you called it in the sense that you're like, in about a month, James is going to be able to start riding, and and feeling better and getting back to normal. Uh, so, good call on that, JT. Yeah, I just uh, I had a feeling that if if you know the the biggest thing with ACL is if it'll stay you know in the joint and not pop out all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if that was the case, then it's going to get stronger and the pain's going to go away and he's going to be able to start cycling more and doing all these things that are normal for his program. And then, yeah, I mean, the, obviously with James, the talent and ability was there, and I knew kind of what I expected going into the season would start to start to come back to the surface. And right. you know, I don't even know that this weekend was 100% James Stewart, honestly. Like, there was there was times where I'm like, I expected James to be faster here, faster there from years past, you know, and he was still good enough to win, obviously, but I, I don't even know that James is at 100% yet. So yeah, where, that's something that, you know, James would have to answer. Where do you put yourself at, James, as far as percent level? I mean, can you can you uh, put a level on it? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, JT's right. You know, I, two, years, two, three years ago, I would have pulled out for sure. You know, when I did it, I knew what I did. And just like, you know, being in a situation like where, like, to come out there and just be hoping for top five, which I couldn't even do that, and then, you know, to have everything that went wrong, I would have definitely pulled out. But now, like, being kind of, I guess, would be older, but, you know, just kind of like, you know, the way the outdoor season went and just, you know, my whole team and all that stuff, it was just like, you know what, I just want to I want to fight through this. I think I can, right. um, and I want to. So, you know, I got through the first couple races and, and, and did that, and, and it sucked because, I was actually like getting better, you know, getting better each race, but the finishes was getting worse and worse, and, and that was the worst part. Right. <laughs> and it was kind of like a weird deal, but yeah, I was able to, you know, start cycling, and you know, I was just kind of being cautious on the weekend and not really trying to do more damage to it. And I think that was the biggest thing. Um, the only time I've actually hit it since, uh, mm-hmm. you know, since I did it at Anaheim was actually Oakland when, uh, you know, we had that first corner pilot. But yeah, I would say this weekend. Um, I don't know if I'm 100%, but I was definitely mm-hmm. uh, good enough to win, uh, win the race. And I always feel like when the tracks get a little bit tougher and, you know, that rhythm section was super tough and that sand section, I always feel like my skills do come out and I, I ride that stuff pretty good, just like ruts and, and mud and all that stuff. I ride it pretty good. So I definitely think I was good enough to win the race. I wouldn't say I'm 100% yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm way better than I was two weeks ago. And I think two weeks from now I'll be even better than what I am now. So, um, you know, I'm happy with it. Yeah, you'll take it, right? Hey, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the tracks, and it's something that we've been um, talking about uh, on the pulpcasts and uh, on the show and different that. They've been pretty easy. Um, you know, this weekend, like you said, was technical and one of the one of the tougher ones, but uh, um, they've been easy. They've been they've been a little bit uh, tame, and 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 it's hard for a guy like yourself who's, uh, you know, one of the more higher-skilled guys out there to move forward. Um, thoughts on this? Yeah, and, and like, I guess, like, there's a – you got to be careful in what you say because, like, I don't I don't want to, like, you know, badmouth dirt works because they're building what they have. Like, right. they build the tracks they have. But the tracks suck. They do. They suck all year long. And the hard part is, is that, like, they're they're just really, like, simple. But at the same time, you've had, like, some of the best racing. Like, San Diego is probably, to be honest, one of the funnest races I've ever been into, like, battling people. Um, you know, so the racing has, you know, honestly kind of been better almost. But, yeah, as far as, like, you know, that knockdown, drag out, like, battle, like, most the Wolves are super darling. Like, there's there's something that separates people. Like, you know, it, it sucks. And, and, like, you know, pretty much a, a whole shot gives you probably 75%. If you're one of the top, I would say six guys, a whole shot gives you 75% chance to win the race. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. done. So it, it's no moving up through the back of the pack. And, like, I'm not sure if, like, 
you know, that's the way they wanted it. Did they, you know, predict it to be this way? But, you know, for sure, I was looking at the track maps coming in into this year, and I thought for sure they would be a lot better um, than they were, you know, just by looking at them. But so far, like, it's like everything has been super simple. Like the whoops, like, you know, the whoops are so, even if they build them big, they build them so close together where you can't even, like, nut up and, and actually go through them because you'll just start skipping three, four of them. So right. everything has been simple. So, yeah, for sure, like the tracks, I haven't, I haven't been a fan of them. Um, you know, for sure, Atlanta was Atlanta was actually really bad for passing, too. The only cool part about Atlanta was that that one um, rhythm section, that was the only cool part about Atlanta. And obviously I won. That was it. But <laughs> it, that track that track sucked also. So it's um, it's definitely been a bummer. Um, again, like, you know, what Davey's been doing, I think the way he's run this year, he was doing it on a hard track. Um, he would do it on more difficult tracks. I don't think that part matters. But as far as that guy coming up through the back of the pack and, and, and making passes, I think as far as a track that you could make passes on was probably the only one I've seen this year has been Anaheim 2. Um, uh-huh. But besides that, they all they all pretty much suck. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's got to be frustrating. Um, but, uh, yeah, Davey's starts have been great, and he's riding great. But, man, I mean, Villapoto made a, a remark to me after the race that stuck with me. I was riding as fast as the track would let me. And he said that a couple times. And, um, you know, just one of those things that I guess I guess they don't want the injuries. You know, they don't want it, and this is what the response is. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's unfortunate as far as, like, us as riders and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things to it. Like, I think this weekend – the, the tracks have been a lot drier than normal also. Right, right. You, know, Atlanta, you know, five, six years ago, it was never that dry. Like, Atlanta was probably one of the slickest tracks of the year, you know. So, yeah, in a sense, like, yeah, you can only ride as hard as you can. But at the same time, like, when you're turning back on this, like I tell people, like, on these tracks, when they have, these, you know, 180s, you know, short 180 sections into 90 or these sand sections, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're pretty much, you know, inside to the middle to the outside. Like, you're always turning you're going across the racetrack. It's not like one like you have to pick. So, I, yeah, I think, like, you know, there was a sense of, like, um, yeah, you know, you can only ride the track so hard, and this weekend yeah. was the case. But, yeah, it's um, the injuries are down, you know, so you can't really say, you know, that the track's up too bad because guys are not getting hurt. But I also right, think, right. like, I think bikes are getting better. I think people are being more smart. You know, I think you're only going to hit the deck so many times before you just kind of realize, like, look, you know, the way the track is and all that <laughs> stuff. It's um, you know you're just gonna have to uh, slow it down a little bit. So it it um I don't know as far as the fans wise, you know besides you know you have the the more diehard fans that actually you know watch the season in and out that maybe wish they had tougher tracks. But as far as the people who paying tickets and 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 buying it, I don't know if they really know the difference between like is this track super one liner or is right. the racing just that good? You know so yeah yeah you know, it, yeah. So it's it's hard to tell, but as a rider for sure. Um, you know, we had one one track that was okay, and I, I would I wouldn't even say it was a track. I just think it was like one rhythm section that was pretty good. And that was yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's it's frustrating a little bit, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, hey, uh, so you've been able to ride a little bit more, like you said. So testing on the bike going a little better. Yeah, testing on the bike is is has been better. Like we, you know, we was playing on. Everybody comes into the season and they play on like whatever works at the off season. You know, truly doesn't really work at the first race. And I, I believe more of that comes out of, like, nerves and, 
you know, you get to your first race and you got your track all beat in, you got a thousand laps on it, then you get to Anaheim and then you put the motos in and then, you know, everything sucks, you know, at that point. But, you know, when I got hurt, then like we had the point where we, I, you know, it was hard to test because then I'm only riding at, you know, 60, 70%. Yeah. And then as I was getting better and better, you know, I would go to the races rusty, you know, so it would take me to the night program to, you know, get to that point. And then like by the time it was time for the 20 laps, like, you know, I was like, you know, I don't have enough energy because I haven't rode all week to, to right. finish this thing. So right. it was tough on us. And I think like, you know, at that point, uh, you know, we kind of started scoring a little bit and, and every weekend we kind of made our bike better and better. And, and, you know, I think, uh, all year, the one thing I have been pumped on is that, you know, no matter what pace I have been at, you know, except for Oakland and practice and, you know, and, and even uh, not Oakland, but uh, Dallas at practice, everything has been real calm. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've been really, you know, comfortable on the motorcycle. You know, although I've been slow at points, I've been really comfortable. Like, I haven't had any, like, you know, old crap moments or, like, yeah. sketchy moments for me. So, you know, I think we the bike has been good. It's been good enough to win obviously Davey Davey shows that and then finally it was kind of my turn I would say even last week was my turn to even to, to try to win a main event and finally got it done this week so um all right let's get to some phone calls as usual uh when you're on here lines are packed uh oh. hey Ben Ben you there yeah I'm here your question for James what motivates him on race day yeah what, what motivates him the most on race day well, he wants to win. Well, that's that's the obvious one, but like, what personally to him? No. Okay, all right. You can answer it, James. You want? I, he wants to win. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually that, but you know, to be honest, it's it's actually performing at a level that like I I would pay to watch somebody race, like you know, like to go there and like do stuff that people go like, oh, that was cool, like to be remembered, you know, whether I win the race or not. Uh, to have something and, you know, so, yeah, I mean, obvious question is to win, but, you know, to just be that special person that's just like me, you want to watch that person ride, you know, so I would say that kind of motivates me. Yeah. Well, I think you've accomplished that. Good job. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, Ben. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. I don't know where Ben was yep. calling from, but I think, uh, I think England or somewhere. Uh, Owen, is this Owen? Owen? All right. Hello? Adam? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Adam? What's your question for uh, James Stewart? Uh, my question is, uh, growing up in Michigan in the late 80s and 90s, I was probably, me and one other guy, were the only two black people I've ever seen ride motocross bikes. Um, growing up, coming up as an amateur, uh, did you re- ever encounter racism, or was that something that was just pretty laid back? I've noticed in the motocross community, people are pretty laid back, but I didn't know as you became an amateur and the success started to come, did you ever see that happen as people got jealous? Did you ever encounter racism, and does it exist at the professional level? Uh, you know, as, a, as an amateur, um, you know, I never encountered it. Uh, not saying that it wasn't there. I think it's just like, you know, as a kid, like, you don't realize that, you know, money is that important until you're old enough to make money and you have to use it. You know, so I think at a, as a, you know, a kid, I never really paid attention to it. Um, also when I was younger and stuff like that, you know, I think there wasn't as much media. I don't think people had as much access to you, um, as you do now with social media, Twitter and all that stuff. Um, you know, so I don't like, it, it'd be hard to say if it's more, it for sure is more now just because I've, you know, grown to be bigger. I'm on TV more and, and, you know, people can get at me more. 
but you know, I don't know if it was, um, you know, like I said, I don't know if it was a lot more now or, or the same back then, just because they didn't have media, um, you know, media as big as it was now. So, I, uh, you know, to answer your question, no, um, but it, it is there. Obviously, you know, people, I mean, people can see that, you know, just on some of the stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really doesn't really bother me. And, and then still, you know, to this day, as far as racing pro. There is only a couple, you know, black people out here. Me, my brother, and I think Rashidi, uh, which I haven't seen him at the races lately, or pretty much the only kids out there. I mean, you had Sean Hackley, but I don't think he's racing right now. So it's still pretty, um, you know, uh, you know, low as far as in that department. Yeah, the only people I've ever heard of when I was coming up was Tony Haynes, and then he got hurt than you. But other than that, I, I don't think it's. I think it's a lot of it's because it's not accessible, because it's not like a ball or stick sport where you can pick it up. It's a lot of money involved. And have you thought about doing anything to try to expose it more or try to even, uh, I guess, uh, expose a few more people? Because I know it's too expensive to start doing mass things with lots of people, but have you ever thought about doing anything as far as to get the the minority community a little bit more involved with the motocross situation? Hold on, hold on. Adam, Adam. Yes. James, he's been featured in ESPN, Red Bull athlete. Um, He's had his reality show. Well, no, I understand, I I mean, understand that from that aspect as far as the exposure of it. Yeah, but I didn't know if you were doing anything hands-on as far as uh, the going and getting groups of kids or anything like that and just trying to personally expose them at a personal level. That's right. what I meant by the question. Yeah, no, and that's that's a good question. And the funny thing is that, you know, not, not necessarily the question about, you know, do I go out and try to, you know, expose more kids to do that. Because I do go to Boys and Girls Clubs, when I was, especially when I was with Samuel I did go to a lot of Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, you know, and inner city youth kids and even the stuff that I do around here to go try to, you know, enlighten kids about motocross racing or anything else. But I was talking uh, to my, my, my homeboy, Greg, uh, which is with me every, uh, every weekend at the race. And I was telling him, you know, cause we was, he was talking like, man, this, you know, what you've been racing and all that stuff, it's just kind of weird how you got into it and not like a lot of other black kids got into it. And I was explaining to him that I was like, you know what, you know, the difference is, is that, you know, motocross racing is expensive. It is expensive. And, like, just not trying to be racist or anything like that, but if you go to the local, you know, you know, black person house or, you know, whoever, they would go, like, like, hey, you know, hey, mom, dad, I want to ride a motorcycle. They would, the first thing they would say is, like, isn't that, like, more of a, a white person sport? You know, because that's all you would see. <laughs> Real true. Like, to the local races, that's all you would see. And then second, like, they would go, like, it's super expensive and, like, motocross racing is not something that it pops up on ESPN all the time. And so, you know, it's hard to get kids exposed to that where, you know, you see basketball and you see, you know, football, and that's like the cool thing to do. That's where, you know, you walk outside and, you know, all, all the kids down the street are throwing the football down there or playing basketball. So, you know, it's one of those things that like, I wouldn't race motorcycles unless somebody in the family did it. And I think all the people, all the black kids or whoever, you know, minorities that race motocross, somebody in the family had to, to race it or they had to be around somebody that exposed them to it as a young age, and it was an influence on them. So, you know, it's just kind of a sense that where, you know, it's just not it's not there, and the perception of the sport is a, is a white person's sport, and two, it's expensive, and, and you know, three, and unless there's somebody in, in the house that does it, it's just not one of those things that you would just go pick up and do. You know? So I, I think hopefully – you know, the things that I do, you know, changes that. But at the same time, I'm one person, you know, in the world that's filled with billions of people. Uh, it's, it's a lot, and I can only do so much. And I feel like, 
you know, I do do a good job at doing it, but at the same time, you know, it, it's still just the one perception of the sport that, you know, I don't know if it ever changed. All right, Fair Adam, enough. Adam, thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, it's something that you, you've experienced firsthand, and uh, it's still around, unfortunately. It's, it sucks. Uh, it's stuff that, you know, um, yeah, you deal with all the time that I guess a guy, a guy like me can't, can't really have an idea of what that's like, you know, but anyway. I mean, you, I mean, you have, I mean, it's kind of like a sense of where, you know, if you, I mean, you do an interview with me and then you go to the Cali rig or Yamaha rig or wherever and they say, dude, get off Stewart's nuts or whatever. Like, no matter what you do, you kind of have a sense of, like, you can never yeah. be right. Yeah, You know, in that sense. But at the same time, like, the, the, like, you know, when it's, like, to adults and all that stuff, you know, like, you know, there's a line that people cross and all that stuff and, you know, it's not cool. Then you have, like, the people who try to hide it by just saying, I don't like them. You know, but at the same time, you're like, well, I don't really have a reason not to like James or whatnot. But yeah, those right. people. The one thing that bothers me the most is, like, when, like, like a, a week ago or something like that, I had this, like, kid, like, this, I don't know how old he was, maybe, like, 10 years old or something like that, like, you know, call me out and, and call me a nigger straight up. Yeah. And, like, that was that was probably one of the weirdest things. I, I've actually had it a few times, but that's probably the thing that chaps me the most because I know, like, as a kid, you know, in this in this day and age, like, it's hard for, it's kind of hard unless, you, like, you look at, I mean, you listen to rap music and you listen to all that stuff, and people, like, talk about it, but, like, for him, the way he used it, you could just tell, like, that's from, like, somebody close to him, like, parents and stuff like that, so that's the thing that, like, almost pisses me off is when the and yeah. parents influence the kids to be like that, and, and, then, and then they call it out, so uh, besides that, like, like I said, I hear it. Um, here and there, it doesn't really bother me. But when like young kids say it, then you you know it's not necessarily them. It's it's coming from inside. Yeah, we we've come a long way. Uh, there's still a long way to go. I feel, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I really feel like that. Hey, um, uh, Leroy, down on the starting gate with you this weekend. Um, mm. Look, work pretty good. Just saying. Yeah, and I told you this. I'm going to call you <laughs> on that. I'm going to call you out. Right. Like. Look, opinions and opinions. All right, I have mm-hmm. no problem like with your opinions. Like, right. you know, I see both sides of the story. Just so people know, we talked about it as a team. Like, you know, everybody was cool with it. Leroy was cool with it and stuff. You know, we should, obviously we were trying to figure out what was going on, so we were searching. You know, in a situation like that. But, be massive. I talked to you at Dallas that night after the race, and you didn't say we talked about Leroy coming down there. And you didn't say that you didn't like it or did like it, like you left it, like at that, like, um, you know, whatever, like yeah. we talked about at 23. And that was it. Then I read your article, and then you say how you didn't like it, and it was a clap in the face. So just so you know, I was bummed at you, not because of what you wrote, was because you wrote it, and then you didn't tell me that night when I talked to you that you didn't like it, you know. So that's it, you know. Right. still cool, obviously, right. by the way I picked up the phone and all that. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. Well, yeah. Normally you never do that. Well, like here's you would tell me straight up. So well, yeah, but here's the thing: a couple things, and I get I get where you're coming from. A couple things though: uh, the race was on TV, and I was just getting tweets. I was up in the press box, so I really didn't know. Like people were, were tweeting me, like, "Hey, on the race, Big James is on the line," and I'm not exactly sure. Like, I, I, it's pretty hard to mistake Leroy for your dad, but again, I didn't want to totally go off that. Um, what people were saying, so I wanted to ask you about it. Like maybe, like one time, uh, Yamaha Dave Dye tore out his knee and he couldn't go to the line, and 
and I've seen that a few times. So I wasn't quite sure the situation of why your dad was there, and I hadn't spoken to anybody. And also those race, those post-race stuff, I didn't want to like – it's not a place for really my opinion. I just wanted to ask you about it and, and sort of think about it and work it over in my head, watch the TV show. You know what I mean? Um, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying, but I didn't want to just jump to conclusions that night. But as a former mechanic, no, I didn't like it. Um, I would have been mad if Big Tim, Big Tim was stepping behind the line, um, you know, and I was back there with with with, uh, with when Timmy was there. But uh, again, yeah, um, you know, it's it's your deal and you're right. But I feel like like that just opens up for for more questions about you, you know. And, and I don't know. I, I yeah, as a former mechanic, I didn't like it, but I see your side. I get it, you know. And I see your side, too. I understand where you're coming from, but, like, I would just, like, you know, you got to imagine, like, if I read that and I'm like, dude, I just talked to this guy, like, two days ago. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, right. he should have told me there. But, like, and, and and normally, like, we wouldn't do that, but the way the tracks have been, like, mm-hmm. like I said, 75% of the race is the start. So if I felt like I'm losing it off the gate, you know, at least, you know, at least all the way up, I mean, I wouldn't say the first couple of races, but, you know, around Anaheim to Oakland and stuff like that, I felt like if I got a start, I should have been in the top five. So, right, right. you know, that kept happening and happening. So, you know, when it's that critical, you know, all I said, it was like, hey, you know, hey, guys, do you mind this? Because I need right. to figure out what's going on. We figured it out, and Leroy was back on the gate. You know, we went down there, me and my dad, we changed some stuff on the gate. It worked. And then this weekend, I pulled two hole shots, and then we're good. And so it was one weekend to try it out. But I understand as a mechanic, but at the same time, like, the cool part was that Leroy was cool enough to right. go, you know what, whatever helps James get these things done, I'm cool with it, and it was yeah. no problem. And then, and I, I feel like ever since then, you know, what what he did on the gate, you know, what we worked on it is yep. been perfect, and I feel like a whole different person sitting on the gate now. So. Oh, good. Yeah, and probably I should have texted you and said, hey, I don't like that. I'm going to write about it. <laughs> and then you would have maybe That's had a, another chance to, to say, hey, this is why I did it. A little more info. You know, I didn't know much at that time after the race. I really didn't. But, yeah. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. And then, like I said, the reason I call you out, because, right. you know, right. I, I know, I know you're tough enough to say it. And plus, we both respect each other enough to say what we feel like. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't mind what you said, because, I, I mean, it's a question that, you know, I think about it. Like, if I knew what I was doing when I walked down to the gate. You know, as soon as Pop showed up, all it said was that, dude, this guy's lost from the gate. You know, by him coming down, so yeah, I knew yeah. what I was getting myself into. But right. at the same time, I didn't. I didn't care. I just. I, I needed to figure it out. Right. And we did figure it out. And so clearly, it'll yeah. Be cool. yeah. Um, uh, so hey, is it a foregone conclusion? Myself, JT here on the line. Um, probably even our call screener there, Tits Legendary. We all figure you're not going to race outdoors. You're going to get some surgery. Is that a whoa, 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 that, whoa, whoa? Don't don't include me in your hypotheses because I've never said that. I, I thought don't we, I thought I we really all said that. that. Well, well, that's what I'm asking. Like we assume this, but are we wrong? Or is, is is there a possibility that everything's good and you know you're going to keep on going? Well, according to Pingree, I should be done this week because <laughs> I got I got top ten, so I should be done. You know, so right four top tens, four top tens. Yeah, right, four top tens, and I'm gonna answer that too. That was probably the, probably worse than what you said on that thing. And the reason why that the reason that pissed me off is because like that was one of those things where people always somehow, no matter what I do, judge me. They always think that I do stuff for money, so. At a point like me going out here racing and being hurt and all that stuff, like it, it can't be just because I love. It has to be because like money. 
And then JT, like, you know, like a, a guy at my level or, you know, any of these levels, like if Red Bull came to me at the beginning part of the season and said, James, you need to get four top tens and we'll pay you your money. Like, that's just stupid. Like, that's <laughs> just, it just wouldn't happen. And, right. and, and two, like, it would just show how much, like, they don't believe that I can win races. And, like, I just know the amount of money that they are paying me and stuff like that, it just wouldn't happen. So I was bummed on that, and then I was bummed more that it got put in the article, and then again, like, he knows where I'm at. They know how to get hold of me, and, like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't ask me. He would just basically throw that out. So that was that situation. And, like, to answer your question, I'm doing outdoor testing here in a few weeks to, to get ready for Hangtown. Okay. So unless something goes strangely wrong and I get hurt, knock on wood, I get hurt again, right. there's, no way in, there's no way in hell that I would – basically stuck this whole Supercross season up, being hurt, and just pull out the outdoors. If I do want to win the championship. I will win a championship before I retire racing. And I feel like as much as, as much as we improve in the way we started out the outdoor season last year, and even the way I was running you know, before I went down, like I feel like I got a great chance of winning that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, I feel like there's not, I don't know how many more years I got to race in or how many more years I want to keep doing this, but right. you know, while I'm here, I want to do it, and then I can go in and get my whole body fixed when I'm done racing and, and buy me a house in Mexico and never come back. <laughs> so I'm here. Uh, 702-586-7857. We don't have James for too much longer. Well, that's good news. Um, and I did hear that Red Bull rumor, and you know what I heard this weekend too? This is the stuff that, that you get. This is the stuff you get, James. Uh, Mookie's going to replace you for outdoors. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Like, and then, uh, JT made a comment about like, are they just going to pass it off? Like it's James. (laughs) I know. I'd be like, well, I wonder if he's just getting the Mookie contract or is he getting the Red Bull contract? Like which one he's getting? Does he get all of it? Cause I don't know. He didn't get much off of it, but no, but um, this is the stuff that goes on. This is the stuff that goes on. No, and that's that's normal. Like you wouldn't hear it with any other person, or maybe you would. I don't. I don't know why I get it, but it's cool because at the same time, like I, I always said, like I get a lot of media, whether it's Ralph asking me about my knee a thousand times, or they talk about my knee, or or talking about this and that. Like I do turn needle traction control, traction control. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's it, it's all good, but no, I, I don't think so. Unless Webb has been talking to the other steward, I don't think he placed the knee. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I, I think I'm good for this weekend. I'm good. I got another week with the contract because um, I did win this weekend. So it does buy me a, a, probably another two weeks, Whew. and then you'll probably place me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, we Chandler wants to know about the tracks. We just talked about the tracks. We're not taking Chandler's call. James yeah. already vented about the tracks. Um, let's go to uh, lines are full here. Which is the best question we got? Owen's got one. He's going to hold for a while. Owen, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, what's going on? What's your question for uh, James Stewart? Well, I kind of wanted to know, you know, changing gears here from pro to more like amateur. I mean, obviously all the pros have to come up through the amateur, but why why such separation afterwards? You know, I know James and, you know, none of these guys are on there, but Chad Reed, Ryan Villapoto, Dungey, uh, Carmichael, all those guys, they all live in Florida, Millsaps, Barsha. Why they're... Why is there no one ever, you know, showing up to the local races like James for a fact knows the track Thundercross, there's a nationalist weekend there. Um, you know, what's going on? no one ever shows up to games what, of fan. What's going on with these questions tonight? The, 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 these guys are contracted for twenty nine races. 
And if they go and race a local race in Florida or a series race in Florida and they get hurt, Suzuki is not going to be happy with James Stewart, Owen. You can't just do that. Oh, no, I don't mean like during the season. I mean off season or just, you know, whatever he's got time. Same thing. Not even the race. Maybe just hang out, yeah. gain some fans. Oh, my God, yeah. Owen. Come on. <laughs> no, he's, he's pretty much right. He's, he's pretty much right on that. Like, just trying to race, you know, just to go there and race is, uh, you know, tough enough. Uh, you know, obviously, if we get hurt and all that. But then, like, to go to another race, like, while we're not, as much as, like, it is cool. Like, we do show up at Loretta's, you know, and sometimes we go to, um, you know, sometimes I go to Minio's and stuff like that. But, you know, to be honest, Owen, like, after doing, you know, 18 Supercrosses, I think it's 17 or 18 Supercrosses, and then if we choose to do off races and then outdoors, to be honest, racing, going to a race, whether it's local races or watching on TV is, like, the last thing that we want to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say after we finish racing, I, oh. I think there'd be a lot more pros that show up like Ricky did, um, you know, you know, Loretta's this year. But to be honest, it's just more like we're tired. And Owen. <laughs> like we're, and, we're, and, we're tired. Or we're testing. And Owen, yeah. just so you don't think it's just James Stewart, JT, have you checked out many yeah, local, I mean, have you checked out many local races lately, JT? No, honestly, but, and, and it's even worse for guys on James' level because they have testing and appearances and all these other requirements that I really didn't have as much anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, it's on the rare occurrence that somebody had an off weekend, going to a motocross track was not high on the list. Right. Yeah. So, no, Owen, it's it's not a bad question, but it's it's a bad question. You know what I mean, Owen. All right, Steve, I see you. I got you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, bud. Thank you. <sighs> Really frustrated tonight with these questions. I'm trying to get some good ones. You're you're pretty frustrated at everything, though. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had some yeah. streaming issues earlier in the show. Maybe that's it. Uh, too many listeners and crashing the stream. Uh, James, um, seven gear, big uh, win this weekend. Roger Larson, very happy debut win for seven gear, and uh, Roger Larson, very happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Roger wasn't the only person that was happy, but. You know, the cool part is that we, we've been experimenting with gear and, you know, just like those uh, wings we had on the side mm-hmm. on the jerseys again, you know, just doing cool stuff, you know, like from when, if you guys, you probably even noticed it, but we had it on at Oakland too, um, but like a very small version. And, and so we've just been kind of developing it and like just all our stuff, just taking the stuff up to the fans and feedback and, and doing that stuff and then having the kids. Um, there this weekend, like it, it was a cool experience for all of us. Not only just to get the win, but how we got it in front of one of the biggest races of the year. Um, yeah. You know, at least the top three of them, and then you know, with the kids there and just everything we're doing. So it's you know, just like anything else, um, you know, it just kind of solidifies you know what we've been trying to do, and then to finally get the thing up on top of the step on the podium, and then you know, to everything that we're doing is working out. So, yeah, he was a happy person, but he definitely wasn't the only one. Uh, now, these, I saw that on TV. Uh, these kids are seven-gear athletes, the first uh, wave of them. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah, I think, there's, I think there's seven of them right now. Oh, shocker. Um, seven, seven of them we got. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so, you know, with the amateur, the first time they had debuted gear is here in a couple of weeks at the spring championship, uh, my race that we have in Texas at uh I forgot the name of it. I did forget the name of it. Freestone. Freestone, Freestone. yeah. Freestone, yeah, Freestone. And, uh, you know, so they are seven athletes. Uh, unfortunately, the gear has been very, 
you know, the only person that has gear right now, I mean, as far as gear, anything, right. is uh, me. So we, we're building the stuff for them, but they are seven athletes right now. They're, they're wearing choice stuff, but yeah, for that race, and then they'll, you know, after that, they'll be seven athletes, and then, um, mm-hmm. you know, to keep forming and stuff like that. But the way we picked them was, you know, was, like they have great families, and like what I said on TV, it's, uh, it's more about than just winning races. Like I'm trying to, you know, build seven gear to obviously have great, you know, great gear and, and mm-hmm. have something unique and stuff like that, but to kind of mentor these kids to come up and my door's open, they have my cell phone, they can call me anytime they want, they can come down to the house. So there's more to it than just being a, a guy, a seven athlete that just wears gear. You have access wow. to anything that I have. Uh, that's my bank account, which they are getting part of that too. Cause <laughs> I am paying them. <laughs> I uh, am paying them, so uh, you know it works out perfect. I want to be a seven athlete. Hey man, you have a seven athlete. You can come sleep. You can sleep in my house down here. It's open. I have four Manitoba titles. Is there any way I can get on? Uh, you got to make sure the uh, observation is really good. This week. <laughs> a little better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe wants to know about the motocross nations. Oh my God, these questions. Do we answer this or no? Do we go to this? It's your show, Steve. I'm just an invited guest. <sighs> All right. Joe, what's your question for James Stewart? Hey, I just want to say congratulations on the win, James. And uh, I just had my ACL done. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing you coming to the outdoors, seeing you come to Lakewood in May. But my question is, if you did the outdoors and they picked you for des- designations, would you go? And if so, would you get your knee done after that in September and try and be ready for A1 again in January? So that's about four months there. Is that enough time? Well, to be honest with you, if I don't get my uh, uh, if I don't get my knee done in May, it I probably wouldn't get it done until I quit racing. Um, uh, you know, and if you can make just because like you know you, you get it through uh, obviously the outdoors end a little bit earlier, so I would be pushing it, and then to come in the season cross, you know, maybe not as uh, as as I want. I think I think if I make it by then, which I I should uh, make it with no problem. It's, it's ways I've been feeling how strong I do feel. Um, yeah, I don't think having an ACL is, is not going to be a question at that point. They're trying to get it fixed. And, and to ask your question, to answer your question on designations, it really depends who's picking me. Um, so um, if I get picked, of course I'll go. But last few years and stuff like that, it's, it's been a little weird situation. So I do want to go. Um, and if I'm fast enough to go, um, then, yeah, it would be awesome. All right. Thank you, James. All right. Thanks, Owen. Yep. Bye. Um. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, JT, anything for uh, for Stewie? Uh, nothing. I, I was uh, nothing other than I kind of expressed to a few people that I thought you would have won Dallas. And I, I granted, I was at the Indy trade show, and I had had about, you know, four or five beers at that point. But right. I was, you know, telling people at my table you were, you were going to win before the, the main event, and you obviously didn't. So then I... I looked a little bit smarter this week when you kind of backed it up. Because I, honestly, I felt like I could, you could like see the progression coming. You were getting faster and faster, and then you could see you weren't really ready to go that pace for 20 laps, and it was getting better and better, and then practices and heat races and all of it, and it was just kind of all culminating. And I thought it was going to be last week, and then I'm sure you probably did too. And then obviously this week you backed it up, you know, every time you were on the track. So I appreciate you making me look like a smart person. <laughs> ATR smart homeboy, and uh, <laughs> you know just to answer the uh, people when they start drinking, they tell the truth and they just regret it later. Mm. So, so yeah. it's all good, it's all good. And I, I did feel like I was going at Dallas. Actually, like I said in the interview, I actually thought I wrote better in Dallas yeah. than Atlanta. And so you know we'll see. Um, 
you know, I feel like, you know, now I'm going into it instead of going to the races, just hoping to get through. Like, I'm, I'm hoping to win it. So, you know, it's a whole different attitude, and we all know, like, what confidence does. And you can see what Davey's doing right now, yeah. you know, and guys like that. So, um, I appreciate that, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we both look like geniuses here soon. What, what about this Davey Millsaps guy? Um, he might win this title. Yeah, and to be honest, I would be happy. I, I would be happy. I mean, besides me not winning the title, right. you know, I I like Davey. I think mean, he's a good guy. I I mean, I always knew, I mean, like everybody, I mean, it's simple to say, I always knew the guy had talent and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just putting it together. So I, I think after being his teammate last year and, and knowing how much he – he believed if he switched and made that change, um, you know, how much better he, he thought he could be. Um, I kind of had a feeling that he would be good. Now to say that I think he would be winning the points, you know, leading the points right now by 22 points, and, you know, I'm in ninth place. You know, I, I yeah. wouldn't expect that, but at the same time, I knew for sure he would be a lot better than what he did last year. Although he got second in the season, I, I knew he would be better. So, yeah. Uh, you know, the guy's killing it. And, you know, dude, at this point, if I can't win it, I definitely hope he does. I want Albertson. I know I, I, know I can't win it. Yeah. So I hope he does. <laughs> um, right on. Well, hey, James, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, great ride in uh, Atlanta, man. Uh, and, yeah, I think those guys uh, they're going to maybe have a, a new James Stewart out there to deal with, or the old James Stewart, let's say, um, and uh, each, each week now, hopefully. Well, you know, according to some of them, they're not racing me. So, you know, not really too concerned about me. So right, that'd be right, cool if right. he can just let me win the rest <laughs> of them and not concerned about me. So that'd be fine. Right, exactly. Perfect, right? All right, man. Well, hey, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. See ya. Uh, that is Yoshimura Suzuki's James Stewart. Uh, what'd you think, JT? Uh, I think it was good. It was honest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all you can really ask for is a person to kind of tell you what they really feel and what they really think and then right, right. you know you have, at least have to respect that whether you agree or disagree with them at that point yeah that's what i always feel about james i feel like he gets a he obviously gets a little bit of rap, bad rap um and there's been some curious decisions made by him but he comes out tells you what he thinks uh why he did it what he's what he's thinking and uh you know you gotta admire that a little bit you know and if he's pissed he's pissed he says it you know so I don't know, better to be that way than, than not, you know? Um, yeah, there's, I mean, being transparent and being honest publicly is a is a right. huge attribute, you know, that I think more people could could benefit from. Right, right on. Hey, we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to call you uh, after the commercial. You don't want to stay on hold for these commercials that are obviously, um, that you support a lot. They're sponsors, but. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's fine. I can listen to them. Just call me. Yeah, all right, see ya. Um uh, all right, everybody, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. We're going to talk about Bobby Canari later. Jumping to the NFAB uh, Ty Lube Yamaha team. Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, 810 Solutions, Tits, uh, Andrew Short, Butt Patch Contest. Uh, uh-huh. Now that we're up and running a little bit better on our sh- server. Yes. want to just... Quickly run that down. I would be more than happy to. Uh, deadline is tonight at 11.59 p.m. Get on Shorty's ass. Right. Pacific Coast time. So don't be late. Late submissions will not be accepted. Send them to pulpamexshow at gmail.com. We will take any sort of a picture, whether that be a Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, 
cray- a picture of a crayon drawing, whatever. But it needs to be some sort of a picture submitted to us. We will uh, take them into consideration. Mm-hmm. Choose what we feel is the best one. You get to keep the gear that it's on. Okay. Um, and you get to uh, see it in action, obviously. Yeah. And it's a very prestigious, you know, getting on. Yeah. Shorty's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, too, Race Tech. Um, Race Tech guys have lost their minds. Tits. Uh, they're giving away a free rebuild on a set of suspension. Wow. Uh, you got to pay the shipping. They're going to cover the labor and the oil to rebuild your suspension. Or if you want it revalved, they'll give you a credit for that. Uh, what you want to do is tag at Race Tech Suspend. S-U-S-P-E-N, uh, at Race Tech Suspend, and hashtag Race Tech Contest on Instagram, or Race Tech Contest on Instagram, uh, with a photo featuring the Race Tech name, logo, or one of the riders, and it's going to be the best one wins. Contest is open until next Sunday, so racetech.com. They've, uh, they're stepping up. All right, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night and come back with uh, Privateer Hero, uh, Iowa Hawkeye, Cody Gilmore. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer. You're listening to the Pulp MX show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time. Because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. The Pulp MX show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Villapoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kurt Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and fat basco pucks too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013.
2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Drop the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind.
Yeah, coming at you! Some Van Halen 5150. Actually, that's OE812. One of the best Van Halen songs. Underrated. No one talks about it. And I don't know why. It very upsets me very much. Um, the great Sammy Hagar. Mine All Mine. Some of the best lyrics anywhere in music, right there. Thank you for listening to the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. We, uh, we're coming back with Cody Gilmer right away. Um, got an email, though. JT, you there? I'm here. Okay. From, uh, I don't know who this is from. <clears throat> Killbot. The show has carried on since the departure of Watson. Ping is great, as well as Berluti and Mason in Hollywood. That being said, Steve, you have gotten snipey with callers and have developed an attitude. I miss the good old days of humble Steve. I've listened to every show you've done, sir, and you mock us lowly folks with old bikes and snicker at the thought of an XR or 10-year-old bike. And you pick on tits constantly and mock his religion. Yeah, you better watch it. Loyal fan, but maybe think about backing down the attitude once in a while, and your app sucks my balls. <laughs> it rarely works right. Great show, mostly. Uh, wow. I don't remember making fun of any old bikes. I don't remember. I remember laughing at someone saying they had an XR. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know about you, but right. I just always, whenever I hear XR, I just right. think crappy four-stroke off-road bike. Yeah. So, sorry, but... Humble, Humble Steve was way cooler. <laughs> Listen, and, and those questions were dumb tonight for Stewie. They were dumb. There's nations he's covered a hundred times. Um, what motivates you on race day? I mean, he wants to win. Mm. The racism, the, the minority racism thing was a good question, I guess, but I don't know. Don't listen if you don't like it, this guy. You know? Clearly tonight, you can't listen. You had no choice. Don't look in the mirror. That's, that's, definitely don't do that, Steve. What? Look in the mirror. What? Like, like he can't have a point, for sure. Like, <laughs> no. you're definitely not wrong at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Right. That's what I was getting at. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Should I be more humble, JT? <laughs> is that was that what it is? I uh, I don't know. I get frustrated with I get frustrated too. And I had a tweet. At, someone tweeted to me, "Why am I so harsh on callers?" Uh, Where on, on the voicemails? I think too. On the on the voicemails. Um, yeah. So I get it too. Um, I just think I honestly think that we're too involved. Like we we I don't I don't want this to sound wrong we know too much about the sport so the average question seems very elementary to us and then we make fun of that so yeah and i mean i do mock tits for his religion i think religion is funny well you know? I, yeah you're going off on a whole different tangent no there, i know but, but i i feel like i mean i asked tits one time off air do you mind me mocking your mocking your religion and he was like whatever you know Tits is pretty mellow. There's not a whole lot he cares about besides Apple computers, his wife and his child. And what else was there? Dave Castillo. Matching, Dave, matching his clothes. And Dave Castillo. And matching my clothes. And matching his clothes. There's, mm. there's four things that Tits cares about. <laughs> and uh, he was okay with it. So I'm secure in my religion, so you can say what you want. It doesn't, uh, right. you know, not going to sway me. Right. And it, look, the soaking and the docking, that's funny. It's old. <laughs> but it... it, it <laughs> I still it's old as in it's been going on for centuries, or? <laughs> oh. uh, well done. Uh, all right, let's get to our next guest. Can we get to our next guest? Sure can. 
he's a privateer hero out there, one of those guys that you don't always hear about, but he's there week in and week out. Um, he's got a great story, and uh, his appearance on the show is brought to you by Racetech. Since 1984, Racetech's been there for these guys. They're the choice of privateers everywhere in the pits uh, for their suspension. Gold valve kits, technical edge suspension seminars, you name it, Racetech does it. Racetech.com. Save 20% on Racetech if you type in Pulpamex. And tonight they're giving away um, – tonight through next Sunday they're giving away a free um, oil change, suspension oil change. So just uh, tweet them at Racetech Suspend or hashtag Racetech Contest, and uh, they'll do their best to uh, pick a winner, and you get a free suspension job. So can't beat that. And with that, let's, let's walk on our next guest on the Pulpamex Show here, Privateer Cody Gilmore. Cody, what's up, man? Hey, man, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, hey, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, one of those guys that we need to get more on, you know, never mind these James Stewart dudes, you know, <laughs> we need to get guys like oh, you yeah. on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all of us uh, privateers could definitely use as uh, much uh, publicity as <clears throat> possible, you know? Yeah. Hey, um, uh, how did uh, how did uh, Atlanta go for you? Um, I saw some good moments. I saw some bad moments. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Atlanta was more, um, bad than good. Mm-hmm. It was a bad start in the heat race. And then the LCQ had a decent start, probably around like fifth or sixth or so. And, uh, kind of got together with someone in that corner before the sand and went down on the first lap. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, pretty much done from there. Yeah, there wasn't much you're going to do from there. Hey, so I don't oh, know. Practice was decent though, so right. just, uh, working on things, trying to get a little faster. You know, um, we we talked to James Stewart earlier. I don't know if you were listening, but we asked him about the tracks, and they've turned into a little bit of a uh, of a uh, start fest where you have to get the start. And for a guy like you, a privateer guy um, who maybe doesn't have the bike, the horsepower of these guys, um, what do you feel about the tracks? Let's talk to somebody that's you know, back there a little bit. How do you feel these tracks have been this year? You've been on the series for a little while now. Um, yeah. What do you think? Um, I don't know. They've been kind of hit and miss. Like, I was uh, really pumped. I thought A1 was good. Um, you know, each weekend they're different, and it just kind of depends on how the dirt is. And, you know, whenever I think they build a decent set of whoops that helps this weekend, they're fairly big, but they're really short, so there wasn't much you could do with them. Dallas was kind of cool. There was a longer set there. I always like whoops and stuff, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, no matter what, it's hard to pass when everyone's going so fast. Everyone's pretty much same speed. I mean, or I wouldn't say same speed, but everyone's super fast, and the, the people you're around are, you know, it's it's tough to tough to make passes, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah. They've been they've been good. I thought I thought they've been better than last year personally, but um yeah, it just kind of depends on I mean, we all have our own own um parts of the track we like better than each other too, so what one guy might think's good, someone else might not think so much, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I like I like them more technical and then like I can't remember if it was A3 that it was really really tame and easy. And I talked to a few guys on the line, and they're really pumped and saying how much it was fun because you could go scrub all the jumps and stuff. And I was like, man, I think it's a bummer because it was so easy. So, you know, I don't know. just depends on what you right, like. Right. Now, JT, you're working on, and, and this is, 
you know, still in the works, but you're working on trying to get guys like Cody a little bit more of a voice, huh? Yeah, just um, really just kind of have a direct line of communication between all the riders, whether it's factory guys, privateers, and I think it's more needed for privateers than the factory guys because they kind of have a voice already if they want to, you know, make it known. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the things that the issues that arise for privateers, whether it's tracks or parking or um, like the the Anaheim parking situation where people were having to pay twenty dollars and nobody knew about. You know what I mean? All those little things that need to be communicated to Feld, and I feel like that most privateers are feel disenfranchised as far as no one no one's there to listen to them or you know if they have a problem mm-hmm. who they don't even know who to talk to so uh, i've been working with them on trying to trying to get something finalized with that and uh i think it'll be a huge help especially for privateer guys if i can get that going and jt you know a little something about being a privateer hey uh just a little hey, bit that'd be yeah. awesome though He's, <laughs> we need we need people like you standing up for us and um i mean there's definitely things i think that could be worked on um this weekend well you know how it is i mean this weekend we had 25 guys in a practice that sucks when you're trying to go out and set fast lap times and they went away with the the c practice and um just little things like that i mean it's it's tough to get good lap times and i feel it's more dangerous when they throw a bunch of people out on the track at the same time too yeah it's different if it's muddy or something then i understand then they need time to work on the track but but just little things like that too i think they could probably make a little bit smarter choices in my opinion the uh the the a practice had more than 20 guys in it too i guess they were right at that border huh jt uh where they couldn't have three they were Probably. Well, couldn't it couldn't isn't really the correct term, I don't think. But oh. obviously, well, if, if if they can get away with twenty five in both practices, oh, okay, so, yeah. so so yeah, so they could have done. Well, you have to have twenty in the A practice, otherwise everyone will throw a fit. So you got to have the twenty. So then you would then you would then you would end up with twelve in each of the other two practices, twelve and thirteen. So I got you. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I guess that if, if they can on the edge then. Yeah, if they can get away with two, obviously they want to because it gives them more track, you know, time to prep the track and give the track workers a longer break and all that stuff. Right. But they have to also keep in mind that it's not just practice. Like there's there's actually qualifying on you know on the line and people are, you know, whether they actually get to race that night is is sometimes you know at stake. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's a fine line there where I think they almost need to take a. a longer look at it and actually define the number and then set it and then they don't vary from that you know yeah, right if it's if it's 50 or if it's 45 or if it's 40 or 60 it needs to be something that's consistent and not just a judgment call because right. i've seen it where there's uh less than that and they've done you know what i mean there's been like 10 guys in one practice 10 guys in another and then 20 in the factory one and that doesn't really make sense either so yeah yeah good point just needs more consistency um Cody, what do you uh, what do you need to work on to to take your riding to the next level? Is there something that uh, you're focusing on to try to uh, make your you've made one career main and you've been close a whole bunch? Uh, is there one thing that you think is holding you back, or one thing that you're working on to uh, try to improve? Um, there's a couple things. I think the main thing is starts. If I get a decent start, um, I'm definitely in better better position to make a main, but. My starts haven't been super good, so I've been trying to work on them lately and uh, 
then just get, making my first few laps better than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to maybe kind of like not be aggressive enough on the first few laps and make things happen right away when you need to. Right. So it usually takes me a few laps to get going, and that I think that's what really kills me. Usually once it, once I get going into the race, I can start making passes and moving up a little bit. But by the time you get to anywhere near to where you need to be, them guys are gone, you know, if you start somewhat in the back. So just mainly my starts in the first few laps, making them better, and I think I'll have a way better chance at making mains and then just picking up my overall mm-hmm. speed and intensity, just um, – going a little bit faster everywhere. I don't feel like I'm struggling with one part on the track or mm-hmm. anything like that really bad. I just think that everything could be a little bit better. Did you too, Jason, JT and Cody, did you guys ever have any run-ins or anything out there? No. We had a few. Really. I, I remember racing the JT. We've raced. No, no, yeah, I think you mean nine. more like uh No, I don't like, mean, no, I don't mean any I don't mean any like T-bones. I just meant like any Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely were um the last couple of years Obviously, racing in that bubble spot, you're mm-hmm. kind of in the mix with everybody. Right, right. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, uh, Cody, I know you probably get tired of talking about this, but uh, Racer X did a feature on on you, and uh, it's a really gnarly story. Um, and like I said, it's, it's been over five years for you since you had cancer, and, and scary cancer at that. Um, can you talk about how it's going? Talk about a little bit about getting it and what you had to go through to uh, – to uh, cure yourself and, and all that. Uh, I, again, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but we haven't had you on, and it's a really inspiring story. Yeah, I uh, pretty much, I guess, it was the summer of 2006, and I don't mind talking about it either. Um, summer of 2006, I was diagnosed with what's called Ewing sarcoma, mm-hmm. and um, pretty much it. Like Patrick Ewing had, from the Knicks? Say what? Like Patrick Ewing from the Knicks? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, never mind. That's a bad joke. Not a huge bad, basketball bad joke. fan. Anyways, um, yeah, I just pretty much my back was really sore and I had a lot of pain in it. I went to the doctor a few times at home telling them, hey, there's something wrong. And I don't know, I think they just thought it was like maybe an injury from motocross and they did an x-ray and didn't really do much about it. But then mm-hmm. um, kind of started losing feeling and like my legs and then stuff like that went back to the hospital and they still didn't really do anything about it. It kind of just shrugged it off. And, um, wow. finally is, is, uh, it was getting pretty bad. <laughs> and I was down at Loretta's with a friend helping them out and, um, just kind of hanging out there for a few days. And I pretty much lost all the feeling in my legs from my belly button down. I couldn't really walk anymore and a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, man, we got to go home and get me to a good hospital. So, you, you We're on really, our way home and went to hosp- at a big hospital, and within a few hours, I was in surgery on getting a tumor removed out of my back or as much as they could of it because that was press, pressing against my spinal cord, kind of like paralyzing me. You you really went to the hospital like two or three times with issue, and they just were like, whatever, go go away. Yeah, yep, yep, pretty much. I went back. I went back home, and then uh, when we went down to Loretta, I went to that little hospital there in Waverly. And they didn't really do anything. And they called me about four days later saying, well, maybe you need to go to a bigger hospital. I'm like, we're already on our way there. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And then um, I guess before you know it, I was in surgery and they told me I had cancer. And and 
you know, everything kind of just goes from there. You don't really think about it. You just, I just started thinking what I got to do to get better and mm-hmm. ended up doing a year of chemo therapy and then like a month of radiation and, uh, did all that stuff and kind of had to learn how to walk again. But that was, uh, all my feeling in my legs and stuff came back pretty fast for the most part, but, um, how to do all that stuff. And then uh, a few years later, I was back racing again. Wow. So it was, yeah. it was a long road. I mean, definitely, definitely parts of it sucked, but yeah. um, didn't really let it hold me back or anything. So I'm still tried getting better as fast as I could. I think racing dirt bikes helped me in that part to where mm-hmm. I'd been hurt so much before. I was always like, I mean, your first question is, when can I ride again? What do I have to do to get better? Right. How long is it going to be? That was pretty much the same way I took it, and that was really the only way I thought about it. You know, when what do you got to do to get me better right. so I can start riding again? Really? <laughs> yeah, crazy man. That's a that's a nuts. That's a, a crazy story. And like I said, the hospital part is what blows me away. Like, hey guys, uh, you know, got some issues here with my legs tingling and not feeling it. Ah, yeah, put rub some dirt on it, kid. You know, go yeah, on, yeah, that was that was definitely the hospital down in way in Tennessee. They didn't they I, they didn't believe me. They thought that I uh, that I was racing that year at Loretta's and that I'd crashed. Oh. And and um, I told them I wasn't racing and a bunch of stuff. And yeah, that's pretty, that part was all pretty crazy. But once I got to a, a bigger hospital, yeah, they they didn't they didn't take nothing and. Yeah, sure. they, they 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 thought it was pretty serious right away, and it was. And it, like it, I said, I was in surgery in like within two yeah. hours of being in the emergency room, so it's pretty crazy. So, like any cancer uh, survivor, you got to keep going and get checked up all the time, or is this something that you you beat it type deal, or is it still? Yeah, no, it was. I was uh, every three months I had checkups after my chemotherapy was all done and stuff. Uh-huh. So it was every three months all the way up until last year, and they did it. Um, they moved it to six months and then this year, this summer was my five years and now mm-hmm. they pretty much just want to check me once a year Yep. and they say they ain't really too worried about, um, the cancer I had coming right. back. Cause that's, that's what they were looking for. It's more long-term effects from chemo and radiation and all this stuff that that stuff can do to you. Right. Or like you know, it messes with your heart and just right. everything. So they want to keep a close eye on all that stuff, you know, or yep. not super close, but just check me out, check me out for it once a year or so. So, them 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 trips are always pretty stressful going, yeah, going in every three months and not knowing what was going to happen. And I definitely probably wasn't too fun to hang around with a day or two before <laughs> right. before I'd have to go back up and get treatments. And I was treated in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Minnesota at the Mayo Clinic, so spent a lot of time up there. That was about four hours from my house. So, um, yeah, it's always it's kind of weird going back there now, you know. Yeah, yeah right. So, um, but but I'm thankful for it. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but uh, did you spend much time with Teddy Mayer, Justin Brayton in Iowa? I mean, did, were those guys ahead of you a little bit? Did you look up to them or Chad Pedersen? Even I mean, of course, old school. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I always looked up to Chad for sure. He was him and. He was he was one of my favorite riders back in the day, and um, Denny Stevenson. Um, he was around too. Denny back Stevenson. Then, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear I that was, about Denny. I, was, I always <laughs> grew up on the Arena Cross series, racing on sixties and stuff. So mm-hmm. all them guys, Pedro Gonzalez and the Bud Man, and 
Demeth, all them guys, I always looked up to them. It was kind of a crazy crowd to look up to, but um, on the, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was fun to watch all the arena crosses and stuff. It's cool. Right. I mean, but that's what I grew up going to race, race and arena crosses, like I said. So right. that's kind of like my, them were like my super cross guys, you know? So I always looked, I always looked up to them guys, but yeah, I'm 25. Um, Teddy, he's a couple of years older than me and Brighton's about the same age as Teddy. So yeah, mm-hmm. I used to stay in Fort Dodge all the time when I was younger and ride with them guys every day. Uh, so yeah, th- they're only a few hours from me. Um, let me let me make JT feel real old here. Do you remember JT's brief arena cross career at Des Moines? Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was on like a Valvoline Kawasaki. Or oh, like there we that. go. I think Good job. I was jo- racing sixties that night or something. Good job, JT. You probably just want to hang. Your, you want to just hang yourself right now. <laughs> I actually went to the hospital. Is that, is that, that, what, is that what you're on? I, I think. I think. I can't remember for sure. Yeah, it was. It was analog steel. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, JT, did you make it the whole year? You didn't, did you? No, I got hurt that first night in Des Moines. I broke two fingers, then came back like a month later and raced like four or five races and did pretty bad. I got one podium and pretty much was terrible the rest of the time. And then <laughs> Subway called me and I was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> the uh, arena cross is a special skill, isn't it? Yeah, I think I w- if I would have, like, after I spent a bunch more time in Europe, I think I could have came back and did okay. Right, right. But at that, at that point, I wasn't I wasn't ready for it. Right. Sure. So, hey, Cody, um, um, what are you doing? What's got what? What are you doing in uh, Minneapolis? You got some sort of charity thing going on? I was supposed. To, uh, yep. 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 We're um, pretty much. Uh, I have a good friend, Jeremy Riesenberg, and and um, they have like a nonprofit organization for autism awareness called Elijah's Project. Mm-hmm. And um, my sponsor, Moto Option Clothing, from this year, we were talking about doing maybe like a couple. Gilmore three seven four shirts or hats or something where some fans could buy them and you know and and get get some things like that and then um, we kind of just figured maybe since Minneapolis is my home race and it's like the first weekend of April um, or one of the first week I think it maybe it's the second weekend I can't remember if we have a weekend off there or not but anyways um, that's Autism Awareness Month so mm-hmm. we wanted to do something to kind of give back and like I said. Um, my good buddy Jeremy, he, uh, we wanted to work something out with him. So Moto Options gonna do some blue autism awareness three seven four t-shirts, and they're gonna donate five five dollars from each shirt to me and um, and Elijah's project, mm-hmm. which will be cool. So um, we can kind of give back a little bit and um, help for gas and entry fees for all my stuff too. So. Oh, cool. That'll be cool. Uh, there's a set number for sure that I want to make sure um, the autism autism awareness is going to get to from these shirts. So, right. so we got to make sure that they get they get that amount before I get any money. I'm going to make sure that happens too. Oh, cool. And then, um, yeah. gonna they're also going to do a helmet for me. Moto option is for that race, and I'm going to be giving that to Elijah's Project Foundation also. So that should be pretty cool too. Uh, yeah, it sounds pretty neat. And um, also, uh, Race Tech's a big part of your program, and, and they're a big, big part of this show also. Uh, they're doing a contest to give away. Tonight, they're doing a contest for a week to give away a, a free oil change or a, a revalve, a, 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 um, a credit towards a revalve 
and uh, Racetech, Ben LeMay, yourself, a bunch of other privateers. Racetech setting itself up as a company that is really working with privateers well, huh? And 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 how's yeah. your stuff? Dude, they're awesome. They've I've been with Rob for a long time, and he's uh he's awesome. He works his butt off out there. He's at the track working with guys. You know, I I've been out to Milestone, and he's been out on the Supercross track with me. And then the next, then a little bit later, he's out working with a 50 guy on the outdoor track. He just always working super hard. And Chris has always been an awesome friend of mine. And um, yeah, I've got I've got to spend a lot of time with them and. They do a killer job and um, trying to get mm-hmm. trying to get more people on race tech and stuff, you know, because it's, it's just awesome stuff. Yeah, it really is. Hey, where can people buy those T-shirts that you're talking about? Oh, oh, MotoOptionClothing.com. MotoOptionsClothing. Hey, yeah, no, MotoOption.com. Sorry. Oh, can we tweet that, uh, Tits? Can we put that out there for our listeners? Um, well, hey, Cody Gilmore, thank you for coming on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, good luck this year. Uh, your story is unique. It's, it's remarkable. And, uh, yeah, one of those guys in the trenches that if people want to cheer for you, um, you know, number 374, definitely, uh, you know, there's a guy that you can put your, uh, support behind and he's one of the guys in the trenches making it happen. And, and, uh, hopefully you get into that other, you get into the main event this year. It's stacked right now, but, uh, man, you never know. You get that start and, uh, you're close. So. Yeah, yeah, it's super tough. I'm, I'm getting close, and I feel like I'm improving, getting more comfortable. So, should be coming soon here. And also, if you don't mind, I'd like to thank a few of my sponsors that help me out all the time. Like I said, us privateers don't get much recognition right. on TV or anything. So, um, if I could thank Waylon at Yankton Motorsports, uh, Chris and Rob at Racetech, Motosport.com, Moto Option. Uh, Aldo at Utopia, Vertex, Hot Cams, Tylube, Sunstar, One, Gusto, Liet, DT1, ICW, Moto, Moto, Motion Pro, Hammerhead, Henson, FMF, Ride Engineering, Golfer, and uh, RaceFactoryGaming.com over there. Them guys are been helping out lately too, which is really cool. They have a cool website. So, yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no worries, man. And uh, yeah, anything for him, JT? Or you got any other questions? Uh, no, I just, I mean, wish him the best and I, I know how, I know how hard it is to do it. Um, you know, right. traveling around the country. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I miss yeah, racing with you too, JT. Miss you out there. I miss parts of it, but I'm, I'm happy to be watching. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I'm sure you've been out there a long time. So that is always cool. Yeah, I, I got my head too. So sure. hope you're doing well. Yeah, Cody. If yeah, you man. can, if you can have a uh, what is it, JT? Seventeen years? Sixteen years? Yep. Seventeen. Seventeen years. years uh, privateer career. Um, let's hope you have one. Definitely. Dang, that that's a long time. We're, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Thanks, Cody. Hey, thank you. Talk to you later. All right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uh, on the show. JT, you have a BTOSports.com VIP spot left for this weekend. I do, I do. Um, yeah, I just had a cancellation uh, here recently, so trying to find just one spot. It's a little bit difficult. A lot of people, are, you know, want two spots and stuff, and <clears throat> can't really do it. Just right. limitations put on us. But I do have one spot left. So um, if you want, if you want to contact me about that, you can contact the the email of the show or directly to me at jason36 at aol dot com. Yep, and it's and for one spot for, for this weekend for St. Louis. It you, is. Yeah, uh, I know it's last minute, but. Yep. You get a full, full v- you I'm trying to sell it for you, bro. Like, tell people what it is. 
you know? Well, I, I'm sure most of the people on here have, have heard already, but uh, basically, um, you know, I take four people a weekend and basically mm-hmm. become part of our team, uh, B- BTO Sports, uh, KTM team. You know, hang out in the truck, you wear the team shirt, you have a hard card. Uh, we watch the race from the press box to the track walk uh, with the riders, you know, the full track walk deal and riders meeting and chapel service and uh, watch practice video. <clears throat> yeah, you get to meet everyone. and, meet, and meet Jason honestly, Wygant? Do you get to meet Jason Wygant? He's, he's around, yeah. They did this weekend. He was there. Yeah. And the press, well, in the press box, obviously, we can too, so. Right. Um, you know, I try to cater to whatever the people want to do as well. You know, I know my interests aren't always what theirs are. So a lot of things they're like really excited about seeing that I've seen a million times that I have to kind of try to remember that as well. Right. And, um, yeah, just, I've had really good feedback from the guys and, you know, every weekend I've kind of learned a little bit how to maybe make the experience better or, or little nuances to improve the experience. So, um, I, I've actually really enjoyed it. I didn't know how it would go or how I would feel about doing it or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, you know, be halfway through the year and you say, like, man, I don't want to do this anymore, but <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, I can really say it's been fun and get to meet, uh, you know, real fans of the sport. Obviously, you know, these are true fans that are signing up for this deal. So, um, yeah. it's been cool to kind of show, show our perspective. Um, and I say that collectively as writers and industry people and media and everyone, um, kind of the view from our side of the fence and, um, you know, how we view things at the races versus um, people kind of on the outside. So, yeah, it's been um, good. Yeah, it's a really cool deal. Hey, um, JT, what do uh, Michael Lessie, Jimmy Albertson, Bobby Canari, PJ Larson, and uh, Ben LeMay all have in common? They have all ridden a last chance at some point in the season. Yeah. Damn you, dude. Les Smith. X-Brand. They were all in the main event this weekend, all wearing X-Brand goggles, although Jimmy Albertson wears the beer optics line of X-Brands. But um, 30% off. Type in Pulp Show 13 if you want to save money on X-Brand goggles. X-Brand goggles, the choice of 25% of the 450 main event. Suck on that, JT. I will defer to not doing that. Uh, Ryan sent an email in the whole deal with Jeff and Ricky nagging at each other all the time is getting old. Ralph Shaheen is amazing. Jeff and Ricky bring them down. They need to pair him up with someone better. In my opinion, you know, something is wrong when I sit at work and think about this on a Monday morning and then decide to write you about it, which I've never done. Would be cool to see if others have the same opinion as me. What do you think uh, of that email? JT Jeff and Ricky uh, nagging at each other is getting old. Uh, I think it's honestly more Ricky than I do Fro. I think mm-hmm. Fro even gets a little bummed out sometimes because Ricky's pretty harsh. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just Ricky's personality. You know, I, I think he he does the same thing that I do. I I kind of make my turn my personal answering onto a public forum, um, which I think is that's what he's doing. So yeah, I, I can understand the readers or um, yeah the authors' um, right. frustrations with that. But I can say, as as it's been easy for me to sit here and argue with Steve, um, which people don't like, it's it's difficult to turn it off. If that's your everyday right. conversations with someone, it's hard to just turn it off. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Jason wrote this in. Uh, Mathis, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I know with your insight you can either tell me if I am onto something or just stupid. 
Anyway, everyone has ideas how to change the sport, making it safer, better racing, and a show for the fans. So open day, so one day we will be as big as NASCAR. Well, I've come up with something that I think is a simple change. All we have to do is make the races longer. Depending on how long longer you make it, it would change things like possible pit stops or have run bigger tanks. Oh, I didn't really proof this before reading this. It's a terrible idea. Um, uh, any rider or riders may be interested in this new can contact. Any rider that's interested in this new idea can contact me, and I'll be head of the riders' union in my own damn league. Um, if you have to run a bigger tank, this would make the bikes a little heavier. No, no, Jason, bad idea, right, JT? Yeah, I stopped listening whenever I heard the first. I mean, <laughs> you can make them longer, but a lot of times it's just going to make it more boring. I would go. I I would be fine with a twenty minute main event. You know, and they used to be. They used to be twenty minutes at times. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm but, very okay with that. But I mean, a mandatory twenty minutes. We're doing twenty minutes, boys. That's it. I don't care what lap time is. I'm okay with that. Yep, I'm okay with that too. But, but no longer. No, no longer than that. Hey, is that really true, uh, Tits? Is that true? Yeah, oh. I chatted with him. Or is this Sinjin no. pretending? Actually, Sinjin is online too. David Pingree. Hi, fellas. Oh, I, I thought this was Sinjin pretending to be Pingree, and tits no. fell. And tits fell for Sinjin's it. Sinjin's busy smearing his junk into people's food and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Uh, what about putting a bigger tank on and having longer motos? Main yeah, events. That doesn't work. That dude watched the Daytona 500 and got all excited. Yeah, that I could thought be. that a Supercross race would be, you know, 20 bikes, tail to nose, right at the checkers, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, a lot of times it's just more of a runaway, and then, yeah. yeah. But uh, what the, what's going on, Ping? What's happening? I'm just cruising. I was uh, coming home from Disneyland with the family. Just yeah. Got off my first first shift as a full-time fireman. So wow. Wow. Kind of a little celebratory day at the gas place on our <laughs> uh, did you rescue any cats today? Yeah, no, no cats. Oh, okay, all right. No cats. We got a water main break. We had some medical aid calls. It was a good shift. Good oh. training. <laughs> good shift. Good shift. Yeah. <laughs> Cooked some good meals. Yeah, had that's good. Night sleeps all night. Both shit. Both what days. Did you watch any porn? Huh? Did you watch any porn? No, no, no. We don't do that. That's Canadian. Firefighting. Yeah, my, my, my buddy Ron, my buddy Ron, a fireman up there, says that the, the these firemen sit around and watch porn together. I don't know. Together. Together. Hmm. I'm just saying, it seems weird, but Ron's like, oh yeah, all the time. No problem. Right. So, ping no, that's, that's weird. <laughs> um, anyway, but, right, uh, right, right. definitely does not fly down here. Right, right. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Very strange. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, what'd you think of the race on the weekend, bud? Oh, stoked for Will. Yeah. I was actually stoked for Stewart. I was pumped for both those guys, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah, Stewie, uh, Stewie kind of called you out tonight. We had him on the show. Oh, did he? All yeah. right. What did he say? Well, just the, the, the thing you wrote about the Red Bull for a race deal. Um, uh, yeah. He just said, uh, you know, basically, oh. he, he can hang it up now. He's he's saying, according to he said according to David Pingree, I'm done for the year. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. Hey, a, he wasn't I a jerk about it. I also said that I talked to the rise of Red Bull, and that was baloney. I said that that rumor that we were all hearing was not yep. accurate. Yes, yes, you did. No, you did. And I, and I admit, I told him too. I heard the same thing. You know, 
So, um, and I also heard Mookie was filling in for him for the outdoors this weekend. So, and what do you say to that? Yeah, he just laughed. JT thought that maybe they were trying to just, uh, maybe just pass him off as James. I didn't think he'd win one this year. I really didn't. Did you? I did. I, I mean, I'm. No, all... I mean, after he heard it, after he, I knew he had a 20 sale. I'm like, nah, there's no way he wins the race this year. There's too many fast guys. Um, I didn't think he could do it. Well, so. I guess I, I guess to be, yeah, to be fair, I don't know what I thought either. But then, honestly, uh, JT, your your comment, and again, I'm coming back to it, gave me uh, reason to believe he could about feeling a hundred or close to a hundred percent with the ACL. You know, uh, when you did it, JT. So um, that made me think. Well, maybe he can. You know. Yeah, no, well, I agree. Um, well, it's just it's, and like I said about it, you really don't know how your knee's going to respond. So, uh, I'm sure at this point he's he himself is very excited with what he's able to do, accomplish with you mm-hmm. know a busted knee. Right, right. Um, hey, speaking Did of, you guys find out if he's got extra butt muscle? Is that actually true? Because I heard that too. What? No, uh-huh. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of Sinjin, Sinjin, what's up? How dare you, David? I'm not, I would never do that to people's food. <laughs> hey, hold on real quick, just throwing something in. Well, what I do at my work now is I'm a busser. A new thing I do when I'm bored is I walk around, like, up and down the, the aisles where people, you know, sit in their boots, and I, I just, like, rip ass and crop dust people and look behind to see if they make faces. <laughs> nice. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, that, keep that's, that's a weak engine unless you crop dust. And never break eye contact. Just stand down the whole time you're doing it. I'm afraid one of these days I'm going to just put out a little poop ball and let it roll on the floor. Well, Ping's but, uh, been there. Ping's, Ping's done that. Yeah. Uh, Al Roker, happened, too. But, uh, what I was going to say was, <laughs> Mathis, you, you can't be a dick to people because people are just going to stop listening. Like, that's what people like Kenny are for. Like, you, you've been a dick lately, I've noticed, and it's just not a, it's not a good thing. You don't fit that uh, character well. I've been a dick to what? The callers? Yeah, yeah. You like you like bag on people like okay, people that listen to this show, you can't bag on people that are like of all like I'm of all people, I'm one to, you know, shit talk people, but people that are new to the sport or don't know much about it, like you can't just bag on them like X if they have an XR and stuff, like even that, like don't you want more viewers or uh, more listeners on your show? I mean you can't just like that's if I was called in and you like, you know, bashed me, I would never I would never listen again if I was new. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying from a, right. a smart perspective, you know. Oh, that's actually the first thing. That's the first time anybody's ever said that about your well, perspective. Oh, well, I'm, I'm actually very smart. I just, uh, you know, fuck around on the show. And then the other thing is, uh, Will Hans win? Look at my Twitter. I called it before the race even started. Will Hans win? Stamp it. I called it. So I deserve uh, something, you know. I don't know what, but something. You're amazing. Golf class. And uh, yeah. last thing is, I got those uh, X-Brand goggles, dude. They're amazing. And I actually met uh, Rich at Milestone uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. Oh yeah, how how was he? Uh, he was super cool, super nice, and he said like, come by the the warehouse one day and check everything out. He was super cool. He says that to everyone. Oh, no, no, he just said it to me, and I'm actually gonna show up one of these days and be like, oh yeah, I remember that time you told me I could come by. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll try to be better with caller, Sinjin. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I think it's funny, but I'm just saying from right, their right, point of view. Right. All right, have a good show. Yeah. Um, humble, Steve. 
Sinjin the capitalist. I say we we would live in a world where we would listen to Sinjin. Yeah, where Sinjin comes in with <laughs> calm parental advice. You're <laughs> slipping uh, when that guy's giving you uh, tips on how to behave right appropriately. Hey, let me ask you guys this: when I got you two experts on the line, I got a text today from somebody who's related to one of the top riders. They didn't want to go on the record with this question, so I'm not going to put their name out there, but it's a theory that they had. Uh, Chad Reed, Trey Kennard, James Stewart, Ryan Villapoto are all coming off pretty serious injuries um, right now, and Davey Millsaps is not, and Justin Barsha is not either, although he's had a rough couple of weeks there a, a little while back. Is this in their mind at all, Ping? When they're out there, is this why we're seeing passive racing a little bit? Is this at all a theory that holds water? Well, yeah, I actually, just electronic thing in the last Racer X is about that. You know, just how mentally and physically taxing it is to, to you know, get a big injury, try to come back from it. You lose so much ground in your fitness, and you know, you're a little more gun shy. I think. I mean, especially if it was a big one, you know what I mean? So I think there's definitely something to it. You build momentum. You build fitness, you know, it kind of pyramids up. And every time you have an injury, man, it just, you start back at square one. But I mean, but this is all like injury last year. Like their square one is, you know, in the fall. But do you think it could still be? Well, well, it's not like you get fit in two or three months. I mean, it it takes a long time to get to the level where those guys need to be. Tell me about it. It takes a long time to get fit. I'm still working on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know you can relate. What do you think, JT? Uh, I think it's, I think in some cases, yes. In some cases, no, maybe. Um, You want some syrup? What's that? What? Do you need any syrup and butter? For your waffle? Is that a waffle? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just don't think you can throw a blanket on it. That's all I'm saying. No, I know. I agree. I agree with you. Not every single. That's not the case with every single person. That's right. That's pretty funny. But yes, that's. I definitely think that it is in some cases. Yes. That was funny, JT. I'm I'm gonna say yes and no. I'm gonna go maybe. But I don't know. All right. Let me. Well, uh, we talked a little bit about the tracks uh, with JT. Ping, they, they haven't been great. Um, we don't know really what's going on. JT's suggestion is, you know, there needs to be more, a little more communication and some bigger obstacles and, you know, to slow the guys down, make it a little more technical. And, and I asked, JT, I don't know if we fully answered it. Like, you know, should there be obstacles that a guy like you, a 10 to 20th place guy, can't clear? Or, you know, a guy a little off your pace, let's say. Do we need stuff? Because right now everyone's doing everything. Except for that, I mean, this weekend had a dragon back that did separate some guys, but for the most part, everybody's doing everything. Ping, would you make them harder or, or technical? What's that, JT? I would, I would make the tracks tighter, slower, and more technical. You know, I don't want, I don't want a, a third gear launcher that you know you have to just be a nut job to do. I want, I want something like right out of a turn that's technical. Maybe there's some ruts or it's, you know. Just guys can't do it because it's too difficult to do. You know what I mean? Technically, not because they didn't have the balls to stack up and just send it. I think if it's slower, you're not going to get guys hurt, you know. 
I think it's very uh, tough to find obstacles that not everyone's going to do now, too. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the level of riding is so high and the bikes are so good, it's really hard to build jumps that, you know, only a few guys are going to do. Yeah, you know, you got a good point about that. You're absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> it, it, yeah, the bikes are so good now. Um, we're going to get Wilbur Hahn on. Ping, do you want to stay on? Do you want to? Do you got to go? Um, I'll stay on for a minute. I'd like to congratulate Will. Yeah, we're going to get uh, Will Hahn, who who rode a great race to uh, to get his first uh, so uh, his first win. So both you guys think that this person who's close to one of the top riders could have a point about being tentative. Both of you guys agree that that could be it a bit. Like, <clears throat> I just don't see Ryan Villapoto ever thinking about his knee out there at all. But both of you guys are are, are, the, are the racers here. Well, um, Ryan, Ryan's still relatively young. He didn't have a big, gnarly get-off. You know, he tipped over and tore his ACL. Um, I think when you are going fast, pushing the limit, and you have an, an eject moment like Reed has had a couple of times, I don't know, maybe he's not a good example because he's just a headstrong, stubborn dude anyway. Like, I don't think it's probably right. affecting him much, but, right. you know what I mean? If you have a guy who just, you know, stacks it up hard and gets hurt, that's hard to put out of your head completely, you know? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, JT? Um, yeah, I think that it definitely plays a role. Um, it's just... Uh, Maybe maybe in some situations, and that like with this weekend with that rhythm section for Villapoto, I haven't really come to a conclusion on why he didn't jump it. Um, the, the, my best guess is that he didn't want to crash again and give points to Millsaps, and I think he knew if he crashed again and gave any more points to Davey, it's over. So right. he doesn't feel like he has any room for an error right now, and and if he felt like it was there was you know a chance that he was going to throw it away there, he just couldn't take that chance at this point. Well, JT, um, um, I got a uh, a text from a member of the Kawasaki team who read that article that you put on Racer X. Mm-hmm. They disagree with you in the fact that where's 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 RV going to get by Stewart on that track? Where, do you think that did does JT think the James Stewart is just going to let him by? But I'm just saying they're sensitive. Well, he, that's that's more of a problem that RV should take up with his own team member. Than- right, right, exactly, right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get our let's get our uh, next guest there on the line. He's the winner of uh, the Atlanta Supercross main event, and his appearance on the show is brought to you by Atlas Neck Braces. Check them out at atlasbrace.com. They're giving away free neck braces for any pro racing in more than six races um, this year, and it's a that's a really cool thing. So you can try an Atlas brace if you want. Um, they've got kid sizes of Atlas braces, and uh, they're really really uh, done well. They're measured to a kid's size, and um, Check them out at atlasbrace.com. It's Will Hahn. What's up, Will? What's happening? How much? What's going on, guys? We got Jason Thomas online and David Pingree, your old team manager, who, before you came on, took 100% credit for your win in grooming you. I knew it. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good job, Will. Um, It's two days after the win, and and, and that's – yeah, third to first in the heat race, and uh, a whole shot and a, and a runaway. Uh, well, maybe not a runaway, but a, a dominating win at Atlanta. Uh, how's it feel two days later? Uh, it's, uh, it's starting to sink in a little bit, man. And uh, I don't know, those first 24 hours is a little bit, 
know, surreal or whatever, however you want to mm-hmm. explain it, that uh, still feels like you're in the moment. But yeah, it, uh, it's uh, the greatest feeling I've ever had. Yeah, really. Uh, Ping, you've been uh, you've been on Will Hans bandwagon for a long time. You have to be happy. To see yeah, young I'll Will. For it. Congrats, Will. Um, man, super, super happy for you. You know, you've had you had the speed to do it. You know, for a few years here, just injuries and one thing and the other. And uh, I'm just stoked to see you get it, man. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And like you said, I think that I've been capable of it for a while. It's just a matter of uh, there's a, a tricky puzzle to put together, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and and to think, maybe I got this backwards or wrong, and that's a very good chance of that. Um, ask JT. It's a very good chance I have this <laughs> wrong. But Will wasn't, or Ping, wasn't Will a last-second fill-in when you had an injury at Troy Lee? Uh, I wouldn't say a last-second fill-in. But, okay, all right. Um, no, he was <clears throat> Christian. Uh, let's see, who filled in? Cole Steely was actually a last-minute fill-in. Uh, Will was the first guy we hired. Okay, um, so, yeah, so I did have it wrong. Shock, shock. Yeah, you did have it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really your fact checker. Shockingly, uh, your, your your self fact checking that you do is wrong again. <laughs> right, amazing. <laughs> now he had a he had a second in Jacksonville in what oh eight? Oh nine. Will oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was there was that. He showed this potential back then, and I mean, I think even our first year, the first year he was with TLD, he could have won. You know, just he had, you know, there was a lot of quick guys in the class, and he didn't quite believe it. You know, when he finally did whole shot at Anaheim, you know, he kind of locked up a little. You remember that round? I thought you were going to oh, win yeah. that race when you got the whole shot. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? That one. Haunts me still to this day. Because <laughs> uh, that was I, your I, race, dude. I'm like, he's got I, it. He's going to win this race. And then, like, I watched, just... I watched that race last week, and it it freaking haunts me to this day, dude. I felt capable all day at that race. I was the fastest qualifier. I almost won the heat. Like, I can replay that day over and over again right now, man. I, I uh, trust me, I kick myself for that race a, a lot. I don't. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to rub it in your face. I'm just saying you've had it under the no. hood. It's way back then, no, you know, so. No, it's, it's, not a, it's not a bitter feeling. It's just one of those ones where you, I feel like I gave it away that night, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Will, just phone ringing, texts going on, idiots like me wanting you to come on radio shows, cocaine hookers, that type of stuff, just nonstop. Well, you're, you're the only idiot that texts me. Oh. Cool. oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Uh, lots of real nice people have been calling them asking for <laughs> these shows. But... Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um. And then, of course, you know, just partying nonstop. Just that's it. You've made it. I already already blew my whole boner. Right. right. Um, yeah. No. No, man. It's uh, been home just doing my thing. I mean, I did my just did my normal routine. I woke up this morning, uh, did some training, and went to the grocery store. Met my agent for lunch, and then uh, got a massage tonight, and then just made dinner. Oh, met your agent for lunch. Yep. I know mean, it sounded like sounded like super. Yeah, I don't know, whatever you want to call no, it. No, it's, but, it's uh, called, let's set up our strategies. Big time. Big, like, you know, our negotiations, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, now I'm, I'm on to my next big contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. You got to strike while you got the leverage. I wanted to go, I wanted to get him some lunch today, so. Um, no, hey, like much like Andrew Schwartz win in, uh, in Seattle, there, 
I don't think there's many people in the pits that were, you know, were not happy to see you grab that first win. Um, you know, you've been working hard. You, and you, you know, you basically lost almost an entire year to injury a couple of years back. And, uh, and it's nice to see the Geico team, um, stick in, believe in you and stick and keep you on and, and it's paying off. And now you got a championship to win, huh? Yeah. I, I think we're, we're right there, you know, and, uh, I'm not putting, uh, you know, a heavy thing, a heavy amount of pressure on myself. I think it's just, I take, approach it like I have the last two weekends. I go mm-hmm. out there and put myself in a good position off the start. And, uh, I'd like, I know how, and I'm going to keep finishing on the podium. So, yep. um, for me, it's just, uh, like I said, approaching the weekend the same way and just uh, capitalizing the starts mainly. Hey, I was going to ask you, um, obviously practice went okay for you. You were you were all right in practice, uh, one of the faster guys, but um, Muscan was faster in, in both of the time practices. Did something change from practice to the night show uh, bike-wise or anything like that? Because that first heat, man, you were going to the front, and then, of course, we saw what happened in the main event. Was there anything after practice you changed? No, not not a thing. Okay. Um, what's 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 funny is, um, you know, my times all night were pretty similar. Um, they were faster in practice than me, but um, I don't know. In, in practice, dude, I'm I'm doing laps. Um, right. I'm not, you know, I'm not really super concerned about the board. Um, yeah. I'd like to be on top. Obviously, it's a it's definitely set the tone for your night when you're the fastest qualifier. It feels good. Um, but at the same time, I'm just getting the track down. Yeah, it, it's it, a lot of team managers uh, should listen to that a little bit. There's a lot of concern about the times, you know, and you know you, a lot of guys just like going out riding laps, and it's like, hey, just you know, if you get it, what's the difference between a uh, first, second, or third gate pick, right, for a heat race, which would be top six qualifiers? Yeah. And, and it can't be. Yeah, I mean, I think I think your top six on uh, overall times, you've got to. A fine, a good enough gate pick to get a whole shot. Right. Personally. Right. Um, and I don't know. To me, yeah, I'd like to work on the times a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I would like to, you know, I would like to set the tone all night. And but at the same time, it wasn't something that I was, you know, um, dwelling on. I wasn't back to the truck like, man, I'm off. I was just like, you know what, I'm fine. Right. Got to go out and do the start. Uh, Mark's got a question for you. Mark, what's going on? Thanks for listening to the show. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's happening? I uh, just wanted to uh, congratulate Will, first of all, and uh, I wanted to ask, uh, now that uh, now that you got your first Supercross win, are you going to try to put your uh, race jersey on and head back to the mall and see if you can pick up the chicks now? Oh, good question, well, yeah. First off, uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the congratulations. And, uh, you know, I haven't washed my jersey yet. So I don't know if I'm going to, and I don't know if the way it smells right now would be a good idea to head down to the Temecula Mall and try and grab some chicks. But um, <laughs> it's not a bad idea, man. Um, well, I, I also really uh, seriously wanted to ask about the uh, your opinion about the tracks. Um, you know, from what I've been watching, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's not that interesting for for viewers is, you know, Supercross, I feel like when I used to watch back in the 90s, um, you know, like everyone's been saying, the whole shots, you know, whoever gets the whole shot just seems to be able to run away with it. And uh, I'd just like to ask your opinion on how you like the tracks this year. Um, I'm only two rounds in on them, but at the same time, I agree with you. Um, it's not that 
uh, it's almost not that interesting for a rider. Um, when you jump most everything first last, and there's something wrong with it. So um, I feel like uh, we need to bring back some big loops and a long section of them because I feel like uh, that's where you can make up a lot of time and also it's, it's uh, physically demanding and uh, it starts to separate the riders pretty quickly. But at the same time, man, it's, it has made for some great racing. So um, you yeah. can't complain a whole lot there. But at the same time, it's left it very simple. Yeah, we've been talking about that all night, actually, with uh, James Stewart and then JT and Ping and then JT and Ping a little bit. The tracks have come up all night tonight, so it's a it's a definitely a source of uh, what's going on a little bit, you know. But uh, hey, uh, Mark, thanks for calling, man. Okay, thanks. Um. So uh, hey, Wilbur. Um, Yes, sir. Your, you really beat up your toe <clears throat> really bad. Um, yeah, yeah. What'd you do? When did you do it? Uh, so last lap of that heat, uh, I went up the inside of Zach. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, right there. And then we went down the straightaway and we, we collided. And yeah. I, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I crossed the finish line or whatever, and I'm like, man, my, my toe's just. Uh, uh, it hurts, you know, a little bit. I'm like, hmm, whatever. Right. I'm talking on TV, and then I, I can't even think. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to process everything. A, the fact <laughs> that I won the heat race. Right. I felt really good. Um, they're asking me questions in the booth, and I'm pretty sure my toe is cut off in my booth. <laughs> and I'm like, right. <laughs> everything is going through my mind, and I'm like, I'm trying to answer their questions, and I sounded like an idiot. I watched it on TV, and I'm like, gosh, I'm just like a blank stare. People are looking at me like, gosh, this kid's not very smart. But... <laughs> I mean, I felt bad about that part, but, I mean, there was so many things going through my mind, so, because it was so wet. It didn't really hurt, but it was so wet, and I'm like, God, it's got to be blood, you know? Um, right, right. So, got back to the truck, took my sock off, and uh, <laughs> quickly realized that we had a little bit of an issue, um, and I uh, ran myself to the, the asterisk truck, and I was in there till about five minutes before the gate dropped for our hot lap. Uh, really? I actually, got dressed in the asterisk, I actually got dressed in the asterisk truck. Wow. Look uh, at you, like a... What a hero. I don't use the word hero much, Will. Only about Ricky Carmichael. <laughs> right, right. But uh, you're, you're an American hero. <laughs> That's, no. Yeah, it was just one of those things. I smashed it up pretty good and ended up uh, breaking the tip, and then I got some stitches because it, uh, it looked like I hit it with the hammer. It just exploded. Wow. That's crazy. But, but uh, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm fine. Uh, I got through the night, and obviously it must not have been that big of a deal because, uh, I mean, the night went well, so I wouldn't change a thing still. Right, right. Um, hey, how's your brother doing, Tommy Hahn? Um, what, what's going on with him? Is he riding much? Uh, is he coming back? Uh, what, what's what's happening with your brother? Uh, I think he's doing well from what I've been talking to him about. Uh, I know he's been riding for fun, racing some plus 25 classes locally um, and the A class as well. Uh, and uh, working with some kids, as far as I know, uh, so a, a couple of local kids, and then this uh, an up and comer uh, that's uh, coming up in the, in the 150 Super Mini class back home in uh, Texas, and a, a good rider, and uh, been happy with that. City listens really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, won over the weekend, so they were pumped about that. And uh, yeah, I think he's been staying busy. And you know, I don't know. I think he. I think part of him wants to come back. For some outdoors, I don't, I don't see Supercross getting the cards. Right. Um, but I could see him coming back to some outdoors. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, I, I, could, I could see it. You know, it's the right thing, the right time, and, and I think if it was on the bike that he wants to ride and on his terms, I think he would come back. Right. But I don't think it's something that he's going to be forced into. I think it's going to be something that, you know, like I said, on his own terms and kind of uh, uh, in his direction and by by his choice. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I hope he does. Uh, I think he's got a lot left in him. Any questions for Wilbur, Ping, Pingling, or JT? Uh, I just want to say congrats, really. I got to roll. Okay. So, well, big high five for me over here. Keep it up. Um, yeah, man, I I, uh, I I picked you as a dark horse for that East Coast. I didn't know. I hadn't really seen you ride a whole bunch once out at Milestone or something, but I knew you, knew you had it. Yeah, so. but, you know, you, you pulled me aside that day, and I remember you telling me I had what it took. And, uh, I mean, not that you haven't always said that, but I, I – you know, I, I remember that. You know, I won't forget it anytime soon. Yeah, well, keep it up, buddy. And uh, don't let the personality go away up on the podium and stuff either, man. I love it. You're one of the few no, guys. I won't, I won't. It's actually, what, the first round was you and Dino and Wharton. And I thought, man, that's a cool podium right there. Three guys that are just like yeah. characters, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, keep it up. Good job. Boys, have a good show. I'll catch up with you later. All right, see you, Ping. Yeah, Ping. Um. Yeah, Wilbur, I actually picked you for the title, but why can't made me edit it out and put in Dean? But I actually, that is so you know, incorrect. <laughs> I I listened to that to the whole thing one night in my room, and I I texted you after I right. to Steve, and you know I I really enjoyed it. And well, that's good. Like I like I told you, I I told you guys, you know, you're fair. You had no reason to to give me the benefit of the doubt. I haven't proved anybody that I can remain healthy, or you know, like I said, I haven't I haven't ever won a race. So why why would wouldn't you guys be skeptical or anybody be skeptical? Yeah. Um, so I get it. And I was just pumped that you guys gave me the, the credit that you did give me. So, yeah. um, so, I mean, like I said, uh, that's why there's definitely nothing wrong with it. That's why we, we like you on this podcast and this shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, what, what about, what about this Geico team? Like you guys are on fire. Um, and, 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 Look, Mitch Payton has ruled this class for a long time. Um, there's no doubt, though, that, that right now Geico is uh, 1A or 1B to Mitch Payton, uh, whatever way you want to say it. Uh, tremendous amount of talent has come through there. Josh Grant, uh, Justin Barsha, Trey Kennard, uh, a lot of titles and race wins. Eli Tomac now, yourself. Um, what, talk about the team and, and, and Honda and, and, I mean, just – What's going on over there that makes it so good in the last four or five years? Uh, it's the amount of effort that, you know, in any race team, I think at our professional level, puts a, a significant amount of effort into it. There's no way you can be a team and not put effort into it. And uh, I fully get that. And I've been other places uh, and seen how it works. But um, there's no stone left unturned on this team, man. Um, the amount of employees, you know, the amount of testing that goes into it, the amount of and anything, the R&D that goes into the whole bike, um, our engine package um, between Nick and Kitty and, you know, suspension development department with, mm-hmm. um, you know, just Dave and Cause and, and Pete and all these guys and, and Ziggy and there's so much knowledge. And, you know, then we got Mike on top of that. And Mike has been just a huge asset, I feel like, over the last two years um, with our testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he just uh, you know narrows out all the stuff that he knows is going to be good, 
and give us a couple options to try it, and they're all good options. And um, to me, it's you know he minimizes all the work. It's for us. crazy and that just, it's crazy that Mike is is still that good at it. You know? Yeah, it's. I guess it's a knowledge that uh, you come up with and you don't lose because yeah. um, you know he's he's got a knack for it, man, and he's developed our bike into what it is. And it's a, it's a pretty awesome feeling to be involved with the, the growing part of the team of what it has now and, and the test side of it. And uh, I'm, a, I'm involved quite heavily, I feel like, with uh, the test side as well. I do a lot of testing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah just because I'm, I'm local. I'm, I'm always here, and uh, I'm always up for it. So uh, to me, you know, I, I really like being a part of that program and that side of it and learning myself because, uh, you know, I don't know ton about testing but i'm mm-hmm. learning more and more every day which is a good feeling yeah i got um, oh sorry go on no you're good you're i gotta good. be honest like jc waterhouse did a good job with that team and ran things pretty well before you got there and when i heard that mike larocco was was uh and i don't know mike very well but um friendly over the years but i didn't see mike having an input an impact on the team because he's he's a, a internal guy he's a very quiet um, I didn't know if he had what it took as a manager to 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 run with these kids. He seemed like old school, where he wouldn't be down with you kids and your you know your images or whatever. And and I I completely didn't think about the testing wise uh, and still being you know very vital for that. I I missed the mark on Mike Larocco and the mark he's made on that team. You you would be surprised with his side of it as far as. How, I know a lot of people don't think that he's very he doesn't have a big sense of humor or anything like that, but you guys will be very surprised if you might out of that and uh, and how often you can make him smile at the track. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, going in it, and and it wasn't like that right away either. You know, there was some, you know, there's still a very corporate side of the team, and, and that's the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as big as it is, and you know, we represent Geico. We're still a very serious race team, but at the same time, I feel like it's became uh, very lax since I since I first signed on even. Yeah. Um, we just gotten a lot closer. You know, everyone talks at first. It was kind of subtle, and you know, everyone kind of just did their own thing. And uh, now it's like, man, everyone's so tight. Every mechanic that's on the team is all cool to each other. You know, every employee is good to each other. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's become somewhat, you know, it's difficult to call it a family, but it has become a family. Yeah. And um, you feel that vibe, and I think that that's. Uh, the gel that's molding this, uh, the, the badassness that we have. The badassness. Uh, and Sean Irwin, Blake Baggett's mechanic from last year, coming over to the enemy, to the dark side, uh, and is your mechanic now. And you guys get along great. Yeah. I mean, I think from the get-go, man, we, uh, we hit it off. And uh, got, like I said, got to go to France, got to hang out with you. Yeah, that was um, good times. We, we sat and coached side by side, and um, that, that, if you're not going to, you want to get to know someone pretty quick, that's how you do it uh, on a 10 hour flight. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I really enjoy his company. Uh, obviously, he's had titles from Jake and, and both Blake and, and Jake. And mm-hmm. so he, he's got the experience and, and the know how to, uh, to build the bike to get it to go there to, to win. And yeah, yeah I don't know. He's, he's just, you know, able to say the right things. Like I said, he's been there. So, uh, All right. He did make a comment after the race, so he felt like this was his first win this weekend. He said he was really nervous. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, good for him. 
Um, you know where he got his start, right? You know, you know, you know that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Triple A, right? We're, yeah, working at Motor Triple X. Yeah. Um, another uh, Motor Triple X alumni like myself. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. So that was a name. That was you were just setting yourself up for a name drop at that point. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yep, pretty much. Okay. Um, not not hating, not hating. I was just making right, sure. just making sure. Yeah, clarifying. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Will Hahn, Atlanta Supercross 250 winner. And now second in the championship points and uh, looking to get win number two this weekend. Um, St. Louis, good dirt, good race. Um, kind of your home race, I guess, right? Yeah, it's somewhat close to home. You know, I know everyone claimed Dallas for it, but this is close to where I was actually born or closer. Right. You know, um, around Kansas. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of family and friends at this one as well. So uh, I look forward to it. And like you said, man, the dirt there is unreal. So I look yeah. forward to that. Right on, man. Well, hey, Will, thanks for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And congrats on the win. And, um, yeah, first of, first of a few, I think. And let's see how this title uh, shapes up. Maybe, maybe we spoke too soon on this preseason podcast. Well, you know what? And that's, that's what makes it fun, right? Right. And, absolutely. Uh, I'm just, like you said, you know, I'm just, whatever happens at this point, I'm happy. And, and I have, a, like, like you guys said, I've had a great team behind me over uh, two years that uh, I've, they could have easily let me go, and there wouldn't have been any hard feelings. And they they yeah. saw something, so I'm just thankful for that and to to keep this momentum rolling right now and uh, see what we can do. Right on, man. Well, thanks again. No, thanks for having me on, Steve. Take care, JT. Congrats, Will. Thanks, dude. All right, everybody. Geico Honda's Will Hahn. Uh, hey, we're gonna go to a commercial. Um, BTOSports.com. Fly racing. JT, tell, tell us a little bit of fly racing. Uh, best gear on the market. Smokes that JT stuff that you're pumped on. Um, <laughs> do you have to? Do you have to build fly up by tearing down the gear company that puts dog spots on their gear? I really wasn't doing that. I was just stating facts, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm bugging you. Um, Race Tech suspension, X brand goggles, Atlas neck braces, Nfab Jeep and truck parts, uh, showy helmets, free gun underwear, works connection, Tech One designs, FMF racing. Rot Bar and 810 Solutions are all on board. Uh, JT, what a, before we go to commercial, uh, Canari on and Fab Yamaha. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just honestly, I'm just glad he found a home. You know, right, right. that was the that was the main thing, and it seems like it'll be a pretty easy transition. You know, so you know in this good time, for him. in this time of, deserves a good place in this time of teams folding and uh, and and announcing they're going to fold and, and teams going out of business. Alan Brown. Uh, expanding with NFAB. I know NFAB had to step up, uh, as did the other sponsor on the team, to get Bobby on it. And uh, good job for that. That's cool. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, kudos, kudos to, those, to those guys. for and, and Bobby's such a great guy. Right. He couldn't, couldn't ask for a better rider to bring on, that's for sure. Yeah, Canari, uh, Blos, and Nicoletti, it's my team of triples right there. It is. It is, yeah. It's yeah. like a three, three, three rhythm section. <laughs> exactly. All right, everybody. We're gonna take our commercial break of the night. We still got Evan Ferry coming up, but Evan Ferry, it's past his his uh, bedtime, so we we pre-taped the interview with Evan. He's not gonna be live on the show, so hopefully that's not gonna let anybody down. But Evan Ferry's coming up. He's gonna talk about his domination at Atlanta Supercross. Tweet at tits. We have that segment. We got stump the tits. We got X Brown goggle tear offs coming up. Uh, we got a shit ton of stuff, voicemails, you name it, we got it. We're coming back uh, in about uh, 10 minutes with a commercial break right now. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And JT, we'll call you back, too. All right. 
This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Villapoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. 
You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kurt Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Showy. She was a fan. 
Yeah. Welcome back to the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. And that is Jason Thomas. Some some ACDC. Yeah, you like that. I thought you were going with something different according to the text today. Just I got to keep you guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a very good chance that when we're long gone from this planet, kids will still be listening to that ACDC song. Right? Pretty solid. Right. Hey, Tits, you want to just uh, turn your mic off there? There you go. It was on. Did I say something? You could, I could hear you whispering. You talking <laughs> I was to talking to myself. Yeah, like when you're, when you're trying to think, you know? Yeah, sorry. Um, soaking and docking. Soaking and docking. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm sick. I'm not feeling good. So just let everybody know. Like um, you're, you're, I'm totally sick, bro. Like you're that pumped on yourself. No, but I've been sipping cough syrup during the show because I don't want to cough on the air. But now it's got me like lightheaded and woozy. For yeah, re- but you're like actually sick. You're not like you don't think you're like the coolest. I oh, I do think I'm the coolest. Remember, humble Steve is long gone. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, humble Steve is dead. Yeah, <laughs> long live humble Steve. Long live dead. Humble Steve and Polly are in in uh, yeah character heaven. All right, let's do the tw- uh, btlsports.com tweet at tit segment. It's the tweets at tits QA segment where your twatted questions find answers. Uh, these are real questions submitted by real live listeners to myself and Jason Thomas. Presented by BTOsports.com. Don't forget BTOsports.com, you can save yourself money on selected brands by typing in Pulp MX. Thanks to BTOsports.com. Who picked up a new rider this weekend? BTO Sports KTM did. JT, uh, Andrew, did Andrew Short. Oh, they did. When do we start? When do I start going on and on about Matt Gurky? I don't know. I, I feel like you've <clears throat> overlooked him quite a bit. Before the season, you mean, or now? Yeah, just all yeah. season. Well, uh, I'll give you that. I mean, I got my triples, you know, and then I don't recall ever talking about Matt Gurky. So. Uh, good job for Matt Gerke, man. He's really, really opening some eyes, isn't he? Yeah, he's been good. I don't know how closely you watched that battle, but um, he stayed right on Alessi, uh, Chad, um, that whole crew. He was right there the whole time. Yeah. And Andrew Short, he'll get better um, as, as the weeks go on. So, solid he team. He fast in that heat race, really fast. And let's not forget, Les Smith is sort of on the team-ish. Sort of now, and, and Michael Burns going to get back. Michael Burner told me he made a big mistake last year not coming back and racing Supercross, uh, Hangtown being his first one. So he wants to uh, wants to try to make it back for Supercross. So, all right, <laughs> uh, all right. BTOsports.com tweeted tit segment. These are from real questions from real live uh, listeners. Uh, tits, you have picked the best ones. What I think are the best ones. Yeah. Well, I, perhaps we need to have a little bit more editing. We, we might. We might. JT, right. do you have faith that Tits picks the best questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hurts my heart. Anyway, um, a guy named Chubby Bald Dude wants to know. It's, it's probably more for Jason since he knows uh, Reed's, you know, inner workings. Um, is Reed struggling with a more severe injury than he or we previously thought? No. All right. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think 
his injury is the problem right now. No, I don't. Okay. Um, Dominic Russo wants to know, when was the last time that you, Jason, and you, Steven, can remember a track that was universally liked by the writers? Mm. Off the top of my head, um, there's I can't remember, but it's happened for sure. No, it's happened. Even the losers will say, ah, track was fine tonight. Track was all right. You know? JT? Yeah, I was I was literally trying to think of one that I thought was really good. Um, and there there have been. I just, off the top of my head, I'm having a hard time. But I mean, there's, trust me, there's times that where they're like, yeah, that track's fun. Like, there's some cool rhythms and whatever. But uh, we would obviously like that to happen more. Mm-hmm. Great. Going back to Reed, uh, Gene Houston wants to know, and this is assuming that Reed's problems are coming from his air fork, wants to know when will Honda say that enough is enough and let Reed go back to a, the conventional spring fork? Well, Reed's never said that Honda is, will this, not let this him. This is assuming right. that that's the case. Um, Would they ever say, you know what? Fine. Uh, like, yeah, he's, sure. He's yeah, not doing yeah. great. I mean, there was things that Yamaha... When I was at Yamaha, there were things that they said no way and then changed their mind on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. JT, what do you think? I think it's possible, but I'm not holding my breath on it. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, Honda Honda's not big on um, swift changes. Great. Kenny Smith. This is one of the questions that I thought was a stupid question, but <clears> – <throat> Let's see if you agree right. or disagree. Uh, one lap of the Atlanta Supercross track. I'm on a quad. JT's on a BMX bicycle. And you are on a 65cc motorcycle. Who wins? Great question. <laughs> Not me, because that frame snaps in half. <laughs> no, I disagree. But, Tits, are you, what size quad are you on? It did not specify. But an electric I, one, I, like a I, could, I could take you on any of them. JT loses on a BMX bike. There's no doubt. Most likely, yeah. And the battle is between me and you. Mm. I'm on a 65. You're on a quad, right? I, I think you got it. I think you got it. Unless you're on a really dinky quad, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mathis. If the frame holds up, I'm gonna take Mathis. Okay. Apparently, you underestimate my quad. If I'm on abilities. a 110, mm-hmm. I got you all day. Just <laughs> yeah. give me, just give me 50 more cc's. Okay, and a bigger bike. Uh, I got you all day. All right, 65 a 60, though. A 65 cc two stroke will smoke a 110. <laughs> yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, but just the bigger size. Like I'm looking to look like a need like more a, torque, like a bear on it, like a circus bear on a tricycle. You know, so. <laughs> that's where I was going with the frame. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, uh, John Kennedy wants to know, Jason, since uh, you are still affiliated with the BTOsports.com team, will you start riding a KTM? Uh, I don't plan on riding anything, to be honest with you. So, uh, But to answer the question, probably not, just because my deal doesn't really have anything to do with that. So, um, I, Not that I wouldn't choose a KTM, but I, I, it wouldn't be because I was affiliated. You, you, have, a Suzuki, you have a Suzuki now? Uh, technically, yes. I, I need to send it back. But, yeah. Well, not I'm yours. not riding it. Right. I don't plan on ever riding that bike ever again. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have any plans of riding at all right now. So really, huh? Just not just going nothing? out, on, going out on top. Like you and Frank uh, and Kroom. Yeah, nothing? I'm, I'm busy, man. Yeah, you are busy. I'll give you that. When do I? I don't have time to ride. To be honest with you. All right, all right. Um, all right, all right. Jason Guero wants to know: Will you, Stephen, yeah. come out of retirement to wrench for Little Fairy? If he asks me to, okay, if he requests me, force it upon him. Look, I, I I get asked all the time about coming back being a mechanic, and I've always said the same thing: If I got to feed my family and my basset hounds, I'll do it. But I don't want to come back and be a mechanic. This isn't like a goal of mine to like. I want to be back as a mechanic. I don't want to be back as a mechanic. I did it for eleven years. I'm good, even for Evan. You went out on top. Uh no. No, no, not at all. Not actually <laughs> the actual, the actually uh, exact opposite of what JT did. Actually, that's funny. Um, my last race was. Well, I worked for Pingree at the World Vets. That doesn't count for a Racer X story. So my last real race as a factory mechanic. Did Red Dog make the end of '05? He didn't, did he? He had surgery, didn't he? No, he had yeah. knee surgery. So okay, yeah. So you know what my last race was? Bud's Creek '05. Tim Ferry. Knee locking up, DNF, DNF. Pull off. That was my last race. As At least they weren't mechanicals. No, they weren't mechanicals. Um, so, yeah, that would have been my last race. <clears throat> um, all right. All right. Tyson Stegall wants to know if Pro Circuit has an injured rider going into the outdoors, what are the odds that they'd hire Mookie to fill in for him? No. No? No. Savachi? Yes. Why? I think it's I think it's in the realm of possibilities. Really? Why not? Why? I don't think Mitch wants uh anything to do with Big James and and all that. I just don't think so. I think he's still burnt about James not going on his team when he turned Really? Pro. From 04 or whatever it was I, or, I or way earlier than that. Oh, yeah. 02. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, he gave didn't he give him a didn't he help him in 04 with that bike at Glen Helen? I don't know how much was that. What was a pro circuit bike or how much? I don't know. I think it was. I think they helped him quite a bit there. Did they? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, Mookie, to, Mookie to factory Suzuki for James for outdoors. <laughs> Stamp yes, it. And then if that doesn't work, they're going to bring in Martha Stewart. Right. Martha Stewart. Stamp it. All right. And if that doesn't work, they're going to bring in. Uh, yeah. Good one. Tony Stewart. That would have been good. Actually, would have been okay if you would have like had it right away. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's he's put on a few pounds. Uh, James has, and he's white now. But besides, well, they'd have the set. They'd have the settings from Martha Stewart. They're way about the same. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, this next question is for Jason. It's from uh, Matthew Owen. He wants to know, Jason, how do you sit on planes as long as you do? With all those splinters in your butt from sitting on the fence and waffling. Oh, oh! Is there? Well, I, I try to sit on uh, chain link fences. Chain link fences. No splinters. Right. No splinters. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, and then you got that. To be to be completely honest with you, on those long flights, and I'm sure Mathis can attest to this, your butt goes numb. Like it literally will go numb at times. Unless you're, in, for, unless you're in that beautiful, beautiful area known as first class. Oh, yeah, which is a 
wonderful day. Those days are wonderful days. Uh, uh, well, first the pingree thing, syrup, <laughs> then this guy, and we got a voicemail coming up. Oh, really? That, that, yeah, that does not paint okay. JT in a, in a nice light as far as the waffling. All right. So we'll, we'll move on. Um, John Barrett wants to know, uh, can you guys give us some insight on Burner when he's coming back? I don't know if you already talked about this or not, but when will he be returning to racing? Jason? I honestly don't know. I actually asked the same thing this weekend and didn't really get an answer. Burner told me he's hoping to make some super costs. Right. That there, I don't think there is a set date by any means. Okay. So I, I know that sucks as an answer, but I don't think there is an answer. Right. So. All right. Uh, Brian Colgrove wants to know, this is assuming, they make it making assumption um, that you actually said, but if Geico didn't have a bike for short, because of K Dub, where did Tomac get his bike from? Why, you know, where Honda. Did... No, you know what I'm talking about. You said that's why, you know, Short couldn't get in there because, you know, they don't have the allocation for the bikes and whatnot. What? K Dub was using his. No, all I said was for people to say that Short can jump, jump in and fill in for K Dub, that's ridiculous. There's so many ins and outs and what have yous to do that. And K Dub needs a bike. Right. And so that can't work. He's just talking about the bike itself, not about any of the other ins yeah. and outs. It's just right. they, well, they, yeah, came, Tomac, they came Tomac up with another on, bike. Tomac he was on a use... full factory bike this weekend. Right. Maybe it was short. Sure. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. Wyndham, wasn't, Wyndham was on a, a pro circuit prepared machine, correct? No, Wyndham's on his full race bike, even for the transfers oh, and everything. Well, I, I, thought Wyndham, I didn't think Wyndham had a factory bike, though. Yeah, he did. He does. He's got, okay. he's got 95% of the factory stuff, I was told. Okay, gotcha. Yep. He didn't for a few years. They took it back. When yep. he when he came back for a factory Honda for the outdoors, mm-hmm. one of his stipulations to Honda was put me back on the program with a factory bike. Okay. And so gotcha. that, I did not I was not aware of and that. And that was like two years ago or whatever. So since then okay. he's been back on the factory program and like I said, ninety five percent factory bike. All right. Um Alex <laughs> wants to know, uh, will you guys weigh in on the parody right now? Is it from the tracks and them being one-lined or the, just the current batch of riders all working together or maybe a little bit of both? A little bit of both. We've covered it tonight, I think. Um, a little okay. bit of both. Field's really deep and tracks are really easy. Great. Um, Matt Wallace yep. has a question for Jason. Um, I'm assuming this is an inside joke, so it may or may not be very funny, but he wants yeah, to know Jesus. what the going rate is for a tip for a violin player that serenades you on a pair of subway? Uh, I don't know. I, I remember, I remember you, something about this? this with Matt. Who picks these um, We're at Bercy, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe just a tip? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, speaking of just Blame. a tip, Corey Mosier. He wants to know if Hanny wouldn't have had his LCQ antics at A1, what's the chanceability he'd still be riding in the series right now? Uh, or were they doomed from the start, even though he brought in his sponsors? Yeah. I mean, clearly now we see that it wasn't really going to go east. Or or would it if he would have brought in the sponsors? JT, you answer that. I don't know. I don't know. I saw a picture on his Instagram of him driving a Bentley today, and I was driving around in some kind of Volkswagen rental car. So I'm going to not bag on him because he's doing something better than me. So he went to J-Star and got a Bentley? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I was driving around in some kind of Passat, and he was in a Bentley. So, right, right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to make fun of him for whatever he's doing. Well, I'm not. No, I'm not. No one's saying to making fun of him. Answer oh, the, you are on the, daily. Answer the question. That's like, do you think he would have still kept racing? Like, that's all. That's the question. Uh, with the results he was getting, no. Right. Yes. The way he would, the way he was riding at that pace, not a chance. All right. Um, this person's Twitter name is 32nd board <laughs> wants to know if you guys can enlighten us a little bit more on, uh, Stuart and Barsha having words with each other after practice. Just heard they had words. Yeah. don't know why. Don't know what happened. Didn't see it. JT, any idea? Um, no, I would assume that, you know, from what I heard, Barsha maybe be getting a little aggressive in practice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what about Bar- the- Barsha seemed, Barsha seemed a little bit more aggressive this weekend than we've seen him. What about those the, the, the Trey Kennard stuff? Like, what, how do you feel about that? I thought it was a little uh, over the line. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Honda, I probably yeah. maybe uh, call him in and say, you know, that, right. that's fine, do whatever you want to other guys. But when it's our guys, right. you know, that could have cost Trey not making the main event. Right, and, and and they were both in qualifying spots. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't. Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to ride differently with your teammate in every situation. I agree. I agree. I didn't like it, and and I know Barsha. Doesn't care, but has to be a little well, smarter. I think you have to. He has to take into account the the literally millions of dollars, not particularly that they're paying the trade, but that in that effort. Right. And right. if if Justin was the reason that he didn't make the main event, that's not okay. You right, know what I mean? Right. Um, you have to be careful of that. Snow. This snow. How you doing? Is that your real yeah. name? What? Is that your real name? That's uh, my last name. Oh, okay. Like you're not yeah. the rapper, not the rapper Snow. Huh? No, not quite. <laughs> Did I just date myself? I've never even heard of that cool. person before. You never heard of the rapper Snow? I no, just I never have. Nope. Informer. No, nothing. No, no one. Boom, boom now. Catch you, boom, boom now. Nothing. No. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Oh, you know now. You know what I'm talking about now, Snow. No. So just me and JT. Just, are, just are on board this snow machine. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm on board the snow machine, but, you know, not your snow machine. Um, hold on. Um, all right, ask your question. I'm going I'm to get snow here right away, and we're going to okay. play, we're gonna play anyway, it. Anyway, um, yeah. first question, it might be a stupid question, but my, my brother asked Well, chances earlier. are tonight it's going to be stupid, so, yeah. Uh, Don't feel bad. Mind. That's the norm. Anyway, um, when it comes to, like, the top guys, Stewart, Reed, whatever – when they break in their race motors, do they actually break them in like like anyone else would, or how do they go about that? Do they even break them in, or do they just ride them out there? And that's that's not a stupid question. That's not a stupid question. That's a that's a cool question. Okay, cool. JT, answer that. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as actually breaking a motor in, a lot of it's been used at some point. You know, it's usually the not every part in the motor is new. You know what I mean? So. Um, the, I mean, the mechanic rides every bike around extensively before the rider ever gets to it. So, um, as far as actual rider breaking in, we don't break in anything. When they hand the bike to us, you know, they know that we're going for it. So, you'll okay. never see we Reed to, or Stewart or those guys breaking in their race, you know, race motor anywhere. Really. Yeah, we used to break them in on the dyno. Snow. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. The yeah. riders themselves, though. Yep. No, no, when, I know. When, that, when the mechanic hands that bike over, they're not telling them, you know, be careful with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, was, I thought. Maybe you guys, they just put them on the dyno and just do it like that or say, okay. 
And then, uh, second question, you guys talk about it all the time on your post-race podcast and stuff like hey, hold that, on. getting Snow. someone Snow. As, Snow. like, to, Snow. what? No, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is Snow. He's Canadian, and he was a rapper, like, in the mid-90s. Uh, Hold on. Okay. I think we're all. Okay. I'm familiar with it now. If, I, if, I, oh, you if you could yeah. picture how many times I was hearing that song doing the Running Man at high school dances, right? It would blow your mind. If you could picture yeah. how many times I was macking with chicks with that song, <laughs> had some parachute pants on. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can keep that stuff in Canada. I like these masters, but uh, no, 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 no. That was a no, no, no. That was a, a oh, that was a hit. That was a hit that was down a hit here, in America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Believe me, it was a cross. Country hit, so I'll look. At, I'll look into it. All right, Snow. Um, Sorry. Second question, if you don't mind me asking, uh, the thing you guys talk about in the podcast where people, the speed announcers or whatever, don't really know what they're talking about. Well, remember, I remember you guys talking about we did something for the X Games or ESPN where he went through the pits and got all the info and stuff like that from yeah. all the riders and whatever. Right. Why doesn't to have someone do that for Supercross. I mean, I, I myself, I live in Long Beach, like 10 minutes from Anaheim Stadium. I myself would go to the freaking all the West Coast rounds and talk to every single rider, and Phelps doesn't have to pay me. Like, as long as those guys would get some kind, like the Ralph and all of them would know what the hell they're talking about <clears throat> instead of when Jimmy and all of them go on, you know, is leading the LCQ with Dungey behind them or whatever. And yeah, then there's yeah. nothing. No, well, Snow, I mean, they're not going to take you up on that free labor. They can afford to pay someone to do it. It's clear they don't want to do it. They don't care enough to do it about doing the show. They are getting better at naming team names. I'm pumped about that. But, uh, yeah, Ralph, Jeff, and Ricky's knowledge of the background of the racers is brutal. And they don't care. Whoever they are, either. I don't necessarily put it on the announcers, producers, Feld, directors, you name it. You know? Yeah, no. And with the team name thing, uh, what was it? Oh, I went to San Diego. I was at San Diego Supercross, and Irv Braun, Irv Braun, that man, sorry, but he, he was saying HRC, Dodge, Saquon, Suzuki, and uh, I heard just... HTR. Uh, Thank Honda. you. I was like, oh, okay, Thank what are you doing? So, Snow, so it's not just me picking on an old man, correct? Please. Just... Oh, it is absolutely not. I, I couldn't stand Like, I was literally at San Diego Supercross, and I put my headphones in. This weekend. Like, I, was just, I could watch, and I, as long as I didn't hear Irv Braun, that was okay. This weekend, a three-digit guy crashed in practice, and Irv said was it was. Was it Makita Arrera? It was. No, Kyle said it. Or Irv said it was Kyle Chisholm. Number 11 on JGR. <laughs> and it was uh, 586 on a Honda or somebody like that. Oh, There's that's great. no possible way 
in any, it wasn't even Kyle Chisholm's practice. It wasn't out there. It wasn't the seated practice at all. Seriously. Hey, here's a thought. Who, maybe Irv Braun is the one who's writing down where the writers are from, like Ryan Deji from Earth and Malcolm Stewart yeah, from USA yeah. or whatever. No, yeah, yeah, maybe he's yeah. the one doing that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, look, it's a, it's a, it's not easy to talk for eight hours like Irv does. Um, it's, it's that's hey. not, that's not easy. It's a hard job. Um, there's going to be mistakes. Absolutely, no one's going to be perfect. And and just like Ralph and Jeff and Fro, uh, that's the same person. Ralph, Jeff, and Ricky. There's going to be mistakes. You, you can't you can't hold it to them. But uh, like you just made, right. So you can't you can't like get on the boat every like I get all these tweets every time Ralph screws something up I get all these tweets and it's like dude it's hard work but the knowledge of the racers <clears throat> it's inexcusable to not have a file in your brain or if you're an announcer and you don't want to b- bother have some nerd with a file in his brain off camera feeding you notes on the backgrounds and histories of every single guy out there on TV to help make the broadcast better, to help make the sponsors better, to help make the teams that don't have a hope in hell of getting on the podium, to help make them happier. There's no excuse. None. And maybe it's a cough syrup talking, but it pisses me off. JT? Uh, Yeah, and I feel like we've beat that subject excessively. Yeah, Um, yeah, we have. We have. But yes. I do feel there is a need for a information spotter to be on site in the booth. Right. All right. All right. Well, Snow, thank, thank you, you man. Oh, one one last thing. I bought graphics for my quad, for my uh, that my race bike. This you said year. quad. You and said I, quad. Just shut up. Uh, I bought graphics and I put the made sure they put the Pulpamex logo on there. I'm just saying, just saying. And X brand goggles and showy helmets. I just bought a showy helmet. Just throwing it out there. Hey, uh, sick as quad at the track, bro. Yeah, sick quad, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Go Snow, ahead. Go thank, ahead. thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, uh-huh. You sound like you're a fan of the podcast and the show and everything, and that's really awesome. And I'm humbled. Yeah. I'm humbled uh, to have <laughs> no, lis- not. listeners like you uh, call in and tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, right, being, thanks, I'm being serious. Thanks, Snow. All right. Take care. Um, Chandler. Yeah, dude. What up? Hey, um, I just wanted to say thank you for letting Watson curse at you in the pits. It made my weekend. I had no choice on letting Watson curse at me in the pits. I can't dude, stop it him. Hilarious. He's he's one of a kind. He's Kenny Watson. That's all there is to it. Tits, you yeah. you sat you sat right close to the spy for I know him all too well for two years. Mm-hmm. Do you think I could have stopped him from swearing at me this weekend? No, no, no. If you would have got up to walk away, he probably would have followed you. Uh, Chandler, do you want to tell the, the listeners what happened? Oh, well, um, me and my brother, we're pretty big fans of the show, and we're, we're, we're huge Kenny fans, and we've seen him and RC talking. And we asked him for a picture, and all of a sudden he starts yelling, fuck you, and and, and telling somebody you made him. And we turn around, we see Mathis just walking by. It was like the funniest thing ever, but, I mean, got to finally... Kenny and yep. him and his actions in all his glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. And also, JT, uh, thanks for the autograph this weekend, man. That was cool of you. No worries. Um, yeah, man. yeah, 
try, I try not to ever say no for autographs. That's pretty lame. Yeah. People do that. Appreciate it. I signed. I signed a couple autographs this weekend. Did you write "Humble Steve"? <laughs> Dude, Steve, I was trying to get a picture with you, but you were shoved up Jimmy Albertson's ass for a little while, and I was shoved up Jimmy Albertson's ass. He was entering Georgia, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was just trying to get in there. Um. <clears throat> No, man. Um, yeah, I took a couple of autographs. It was cool. Fans, are, that's awesome. I can't believe people want to get my autographs. What did, you, what did you sign? Uh, t-shirts. No, no. Like, what did you write? 762? You know what? Uh, or- I, I have done that a few times. Um, but now <laughs> I just write Steve Mathis in very legible. Like, it's not my real signature, you know? Like a credit card yeah. receipt, I sign one way. And then an autograph, I'll sign differently. You should so. just sign Pulp. I should, right? Didn't someone didn't someone call you pulp? Um. Or didn't someone say thanks pulp or something? Yeah, yeah, that happens a few times. I think in Europe that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, pulp. All right, Chandler. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks, too. Uh, yeah, Watson just started yelling. Fuck you! Fuck you! Keep walking! Keep walking! I made you! I made you! And I'm like, all right, see ya. So mystery wrapped in a riddle. No, yeah, yeah, that's Watson. What are you going to do? Uh, do we have any more questions, or is that it? We, we've got uh, two or three, okay. if, if you're willing to take them. Yeah. All right. Um, Brad Gebhard has a question for Jason. Um, JT, what were your goals coming out of the amateurs, and do you feel like you met those goals? Oh, my God, this is hilarious. This is going to be funny. <laughs> uh, my goals coming out of amateur – Oh man, just to be, just to make main events or outdoor nationals. Honestly, I didn't think I was very good, so um, I still don't think I was very good. Uh, yeah, that was really it. I, yeah, I, I definitely overachieved for what I possibly could have um, foreseen my career going like. If you if you had told me in 1996 where what I was going to get to do and the things that I was going to get to experience and friendships I would make and countries I would see, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, that would have, that would have blown my mind. Um, what about Gainesville 97 when you were tracking down that number 89 rider? Todd uh, Birdwell just, he had too much. And he his, had too much. His bike was tuned to perfection that day. And you there had- was actually a trail of parts that I was following. It was like Hansel and Gretel, like right, breadcrumbs. Right, right, right. Funny how that works. How you were, he was in twentieth, right? And uh, yep. you're twenty first, and it's one point uh, for twentieth place, and you're dying to get that guy. And I'm dying for my guy to stay there. You know what I mean? That's funny. And here we yeah, are. Yeah, he was really far ahead of me, though. I couldn't even see him. And here we are. Um, again, I've had a lot of cough syrup, but um, fifteen years later, some, some fifteen years later. Yeah, longer than that, but yeah. Well, like I said, I'm not math. Math was my worst subject. Um. Brian, what's going on, man? Good evening, boys. How are we? Good. How are you? Awesome. So, I'm a bad listener. Just tuned in, but hey, what the heck? I'm here now. And uh, and I talk, and I uh, caught you guys talking about um, the TV guys and and uh, and the track announcers. Well, I get a little different perspective because they actually mean more to me than they might to anybody else. And the reason I say that is being completely blind. They're the ones that I uh, like this weekend. I relied on Irv and uh, and Lurch and uh, K-Dub and all those guys to uh, to kind of give me the play-by-play of what was going on. Um, you know, as 
from where I was seated. Uh, I'll tell you what kind of drove me nuts, too. And this happens a lot on TV because, well, 99.999% of the audience can see it, but uh, is no talking at the start. As a matter of fact, at the stadium, there's no talking at the on the whole first lap. So I'm over here freaking out, wondering what in the world's going on. So yeah, they've been doing, they actually do they, mean stuff. They've been but, doing that lately, I think on purpose. JT, do you notice yeah. that? On the TV broadcast? No, 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 at the race. The, at the race, the, yeah, I think it's just too loud. Yeah. I don't, really? I don't think anybody can hear it anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, I brought my, my headset radio and was able to, uh, you know, to tune in for that. I mean, obviously, like I said, <laughs> I'm complaining about being point whatever, a small, small, small mm-hmm. fraction of a, of a Supercross audience. But, you know, it, it does mean something. It's not like they're, uh, it's not like they're completely useless folks because um, I could definitely use them. And, yeah. man, I'll, I'll tell you, the amateur guys, like, you guys know Kevin Kelly, and um, not just saying it because I'm friends with him or anything like that, but the amateur dudes do a great job at it. Well, I'm really sorry, Brian, that you thought Kyle Chisholm was down and out in that <laughs> unseated practice. Yeah, well, fortunately, I actually wasn't even uh, – I don't even think I was in the dome at that – or I, I think I was in the pits when that happened. So that uh, – You know what? That little... if, if Irv comes up to me and ever confronts me about my constant shit talking on him, I'll say I'm doing it for Brian, bro. I'm doing it for Brian. <laughs> Brian's no, I mean, Brian's I told, blind. I, I totally get it. I mean, I, I did broadcasting. I majored in broadcasting in college. I'm, you know, you can make six billion mistakes in that. So, I mean, I hear it. But you know, that I mean, the announcers do mean something to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not many people, but yeah, hey, yeah. what the heck, right? Yeah. No. That, I mean, I just, so, I just feel like you. I mean, I just feel like you got to be good at your job. What's wrong, kids? Oh, nothing. All right. No, but but uh, I'll, I'll tell you who I did enjoy was uh, I really thought Kato did a really good job down there and really just ex- oh, explaining good, yeah. different things for someone like me who's got to imagine it in their head. Um, really did a good job of explaining <clears throat> you know where a certain pass could be made or yeah. uh, or where or where time could be made up and, and things like that. That unfortunately those dudes you know that are normally on the floor don't do because they don't need to. That's why I, I mean. I've told Weege this several times, but that's why I was really bummed they uh, they busted the webcast. I mean, for a guy like me, that was great. Right. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Brian. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. See you. Do it for Brian, Irv. Try to get better for Brian, Irv. One step at a time. Anything K-Dub else? is really well spoken. Uh, I did like that. Yeah, part. K-Dub kills it. There's no doubt. He's going to be in the booth, I predict, soon. All right. I, I right. think you should. I think you should be. He would be. He'd be really good. Two questions. Yep. One that I think is good. One that I think is not so good. And I'll let you decide which one is which. I predict. I predict both are bad. Okay. <laughs> Austin Murray wants to know if Sipes is going to be riding a 450 this weekend. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, he is. He is. I don't know about this weekend. He is very Just soon. In though. general. Yes, very soon. Uh, perhaps though, the tweet today of his black number on white background was a good hint. Oh, okay. Um, Jimmy Davey wants to know. Who picks these questions? Do they still have the monster truck, monster truck shows the week before the Supercross races? If so, would putting them the week after help the track conditions? They have them sometimes before or sometimes after. It's different. And it's not always yeah, around. Yeah, it's not that. a set schedule. Yeah, it's not a set schedule. Is that and a- there's not that, like most weekends, there's not anything before or after. 
most weekends. Like it's, it's, it's yeah, it's just randomly that that happens. It's not like a yeah every week it's before or after type deal. Yeah, and guess what? These domes aren't easy to rent and stuff. You know, so well, there's a lot of events going on too. It's a lot like, of ins and outs. Then yeah. and like NFL combines in Indy right now. You know, there's all kinds right. of stuff going on. Concerts. Yeah. Et cetera. Um. NFAB Banging Bars segment is uh, something new on our show. NFAB is uh, one of our sponsors. We talked about them. They're picking up Bobby Canari. Uh, Alan Brown, they're running the team, is doing a, a top-notch job. And uh, let's face it, for, with teams like NFAB around, NFAB Yamaha expanding with, with guys like Bobby Canari, it's a good thing. They're a truck uh, industry leader in making Nerf bars, pre-runners, and other off-road accessories for your trucks. They design the best uh, stuff out there. All the racers are using them. And, uh, again, NFAB.com. And hyphen fab.com with uh blows nicoletti and canari and uh this is the nfab bagging bars segment it's banging bars brought to you by nfab and we touched on this a little bit um jt the uh the nfab bagging bar segment is going to be uh barsha and canard and for what for what those guys did barsha also uh went after brayton this weekend and brayton was not happy um Basically, the NFAB Banging Bar segment is dedicated to Justin Barsha. Did you see the Brayton thing, JT, I did on not. TV? Yeah, um, definitely. I think a little bit on Brayton. He came down on him a little bit out of the turn. Like he got, he got, he came down, uh, kicked his back end out, and gassed it. And Barsha was there, but uh, definitely took up Brayton's front wheel. And then, of course, Canard can't be happy about that um, going to the LCQ and having to deal with uh, first Weston Pike and then Bobby Canari. So. And fat banging bar yeah, segment. Was, uh, I feel like Barsha is going to be on here quite a bit. Yeah, if, if he keeps it up, he hasn't been really, um, really doing that much lately. This is the first weekend in a while that I've actually seen him controversial, if you will. Yeah, yeah, he's back to being maybe a little more feeling at home. Six time, maybe cracking the whip. Right, maybe. Um, all right. Hey, did you did you hear about the KGSC this weekend? Did either one of you guys hear about it? I'm not sure if you follow it. Evan Ferry, Domination? Yeah. Did you, did you, did you hear about that, Tits? So I, I think I heard him. something right. Something about it. Yeah. Well, I interviewed him. Okay. He's eight years old. He's well on his way to being a champion, a winner, like his dad. Although his dad never won a big bike supercross. Should have won. Ah, a dozen, probably. Hey, JT? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. A dozen? You're just going to go with it? You're just going yeah. with it? Um, yeah. Take it. <laughs> just take it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, hey, I caught up with Evan Ferry. Um, here's the here's a hard-hitting, in-depth interview with uh, Evan Ferry um, after his uh, Atlanta Supercross win. And uh, like I said, it's past his bedtime, so we had to pre-record it. But look for this kid. I mean, how old is he? Eight? He's got another eight years, and he'll be dominating AMA Supercross like his father did for so many. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic win this weekend. Here's Evan Ferry and I. All right, on the phone with me is uh, the Atlanta Supercross KJSC winner and the beginning of a new era in Supercross as he takes the title that his father left open of best rider ever um, and runs with it. I was very happy um, this past weekend. And with me on the phone is none other than Evan Ferry, the winner. Evan, how are you? Good. How was the race, buddy? It was pretty good. You seem like you had it pretty easy. 
Yeah, it was kind of. Whoa, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Your dad won a lot like that, too. Real easy wins. Um, well, how was practice for you? The, fir- the, the first practice, you were third. And the second yeah. practice, you were first. So what did you change in between practices? Um, I wore my liette. It was, like, a new liette. Mm-hmm. And, and it went all, like, all, like, to my lower back. And it, like, it kept me really stiff and all that. I couldn't really move around. Mm-hmm. So you took that off for the next practice? Yeah. Now you were better. You were better. Did your, what did your dad tell you? What did your dad give you advice? Um, like, <clears throat> that, what? Like, what did your dad say to help you? How did your dad uh, help you out? In the race, um, actually, he didn't. He didn't help me out. I just came in and I'm like, and and I was like, just, Dad, I'm gonna wear my um other next race. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so you're saying if you're naturally talented, you don't need your dad's advice. I like that. Evan. I like that. Um, in the race itself, did you uh, you got the whole shot right? Yes. That's nice. How was the track? Was it was it scary at all? To ride over those jumps? No. No. No? Um, I understand you went to Uncle Chad's and practiced a little bit? Yes. How was that? It was good. Yeah, did it? Did it do you think it helped you? Yeah, probably because all the faces were, like, straight up and down. Right, right. Like, the whoops. The whoops you couldn't even go through. I went right, like, I went to go through them, and I just came right into it. I went... I went, boom, and it just, like, completely stopped me. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it was big. Were you nervous in front of all those fans? No. Really? Just like your dad, just calm, cool, collected. I like it. Um, and what about your other racers? Did you meet some friends? Did you, did you meet uh, a few guys that you already knew, or did you know any of the guys that you raced against and one girl? Um, I knew one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it, all. And that's it? What about signing autographs? Yeah. Was that cool? Yeah, we signed like 300 of them. I know. 300 more. Dude, it was crazy. There was a huge line there. Yeah, it was all the way down, like, you know the two KCM semis? Yeah. It, it was, they, they were lined up all around the, both of the semis. Wow. Um. Did you talk to any racers? Did they give you any advice? Uh, did you see any of your dad's old racing friends at the at the at the race? Um, like, not really. No. No. I saw Kevin Windham talking to you a little bit. Yeah, he he, he yeah he talked to me just like a little bit. But right. then then the then we I had to go over to the where the KTM. All the KTM right. people were. And how were the KTM people? Were they cool? Were they all cool people? Yeah. Yeah, like they gave us a lot of stuff uh-huh. and all that. What are you going to do? They gave us like. Go ahead. They gave us like free DC shoes that we can go. I think it's like go online or go to the store. <laughs> and we put in like this thing and it, like, and, and it gives you free shoes and we got skull candies um like their headphones mm-hmm. we got a liette oakley goggles um 
We got uh, GoPro Hero 3, and we got one of interesting stuff, like, mm-hmm. like a lot more. That's cool. It's hard to remember. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Where are you going to put the trophy? Um, well, it's still in the bag right now. I don't know. Oh. Is it, um, was it the, were you thinking a lot on the last lap about how nervous you are and don't crash and everything? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, does does your dad ever talk about his old mechanics? Um, do you, Dad? No, not really, no. No, no. That's too bad. He doesn't recognize what mechanics did for him all those years. Um, what about what's next for you? Where are you racing next? Um, do you know? Daytona. Oh yeah. Yep. And then are you gonna try Daytona. for are you gonna try for Loretta Lynn's again this year? We're gonna yeah we're gonna try. Yeah. It'd be cool if your dad. We're probably gonna make it. Like last year, out I, I was in like six, mm-hmm. and I like I went into this sand corner. It was like a sand track, and it was really hard too. And like I was just railing this inside sand berm, and I kept going through it. And then one lap, I came through. I hit it too hard, mm-hmm. and I like fell over. Then this kid Clement, seven eighteen, he came right into me. And, like, our bikes were, like, tied up all together. Mine was, like, upside down on top of his. And, like, and his was upside down. But mine was, like, stuck to his bike upside down straight up. Wow. The people that come over and get our, like, bikes unstuck. Because, like, we knocked them over, but it's, like, they they had to, like, take it. They they had to, like, pull them apart. And then my throttle broke. Oh. Yeah, because the other kid finished, but he finished about like last. Seven eighteen. I'll watch for him next time. No, I don't. No, he he he, he rides sixty fives only now. Oh, okay. Hey, how come you weren't number fifteen like your dad? Did you not want to be fifteen? Fifteen, like, like because I changed my number to seventy five. Oh, you you were seventy five now. Yeah, I'm, I'm 75. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Do you, do you? I've been 75. Do you wish your dad was still racing? What? Do you wish your dad was still racing? Uh, I, I know. I do too. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, hey, Evan. Thank you for doing this. I I really uh, I had I had fun watching you and congratulations on the win. It was a it was a great great race and it got some people in the stadium very very excited for the future of Supercross. I'm not going to name any names. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like it was like when I was coming off, I just like like into the tunnel. I looked up uh-huh. and I saw people like oh, number two go. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I was I was in, I was one of those guys. <laughs> I, all I saw was like. Teenagers doing that. Well, I'm a teenager. I saw, yeah, I saw a couple teenagers doing that. Right. Well, yeah, you were you were good. You were really good. And uh, I can see it. If I close one eye, I can see a young Tim Ferry, your dad, in your riding style. It was awesome. Um, thank you, Evan. I appreciate it. I'm going to come down and see you in about three weeks, a month. So I'm going to come down okay. and, and hang out for a little bit. But thank you for doing this interview. Okay. Thanks.
All right. Bye. Bye. And that has been Evan Ferry, the Atlanta Supercross KGSC winner. His interview was brought to you by Showy Helmets, uh, showy-helmets.com. The helmet of choice of Josh Grant, um, Michael Essie, Justin Barsha, and, of course, the great Kevin Windham. We just hung it up. Uh, Showy Helmet, they've been around for a long time, 50 years of helmet engineering. And uh, their VFX line of off-road helmets uh, are some of the top-of-the-line helmets out there. Uh, check them out, please. Uh, and Evan Ferry, the KJSC winner. JT, uh, what did you think of the, that interview? Pretty good. Um, you, yeah, it's typical, Evan. Can you believe he sure. doesn't? Can you believe that Pops doesn't talk a lot about his mechanics? Yes. You can believe that. I can. No oh, man. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I can. I. With the biggest thing I'm surprised Evan didn't remember. He was before he was born. Was like Timmy won this moto, and his exhaust was literally blowing apart mid moto. <laughs> That was not my doing. That was not my fault. Um, uh, Ackerman, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, pretty good show tonight. Not too great. What's happening? Hey, how are you, Kenny? Kenny? What are you talking about? Oh, wait, you know, oh, I thought it was Kenny, but it's just because you're so bitchy. Oh, like, God, but... give me a break. Dude, no, but hey. Um, Humble, Steve, got... Humble Steve is back. He's back. Wait, what? Humble Steve is back. Hey, what? What? What the hell are you talking about? Nothing. You had to listen early on, I guess. Uh, no, I was, but uh, but yeah, I had to go when my uh, nurses were switching shifts. Right. Hey, was Watson? Um, was he yelling at you over the over the weekend or something? <clears throat> yeah, we just covered this in the in the in the call. Uh, some of the fans of the show met him, and I happened to be walking by when these fans were there, and Watson was yelling, telling me to fuck off telling me that he made me and I should just keep walking and then I'm lucky I have a job and to fuck off. Was he serious? No, not at all. No, uh, but these fans loved it. They thought it was awesome. All right, because I was going to say, no, no. I know Tyler Evans' number and you can call him and <laughs> Tyler would love to go meet him again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Tyler would love to have some words with him <laughs> once again? Oh, yeah, once again. Um, would love no, it. No, no, Watson and I, uh, oh, Watson and I, uh, a text every now and then. We're cool. Um, you know, when he first quit the show, I really believe that uh, RC was behind it, and I still believe there's some factor in that, but maybe I was wrong a little bit in that in thinking it was the major factor, but I think it's a small factor. But I mean, well, I've heard some stuff from those two that uh, or about those two with part of the reason that Hanson is an honest Suzuki. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to get into it. Cause, right, right, right. But, but yeah. Hey, but, um, I, have you noticed now? Like, do you watch the races on uh, on the next day? Yeah. Or anything? Yeah. Have you, have you noticed how they mentioned motor concepts the last few races? Yeah, they mentioned a lot of the teams. HRT Racing. Yeah. Uh, Fro screwed it up one time. and But HRT Racing got mentioned and... Uh, um, Motor Concepts got racing uh, mentioned, and and a lot of these NFAB guys got mentioned. Yeah, yeah, they're good for you, dude. I don't know if that's or, me or not. You know, I I don't really know. I I got to think that something something had to do with it. You know, I mean, you're one of the biggest platforms out there, metaphorically and physically. <laughs> right, 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 and, right on. But I mean, seriously, and uh, yeah, I happen to agree with you with uh. With Ferry wearing the red gear on the Cowie. 
No. Look, yeah. And because uh, I told Chapman that you had said that and you were getting shit for it, and I'm like, dude, that stuff was so good. And no. Chapman said that was his favorite. Contrasting gear, color of your bike. Uh, it's it's yeah, a good absolutely. look. Tits, tits, you're a fashionista. I like it. <laughs> I get down with it. And, hey, and by the way, I'm my segment is brought to you by Shelly Helmets and FMF. What's that? My uh, segment right now is brought to you okay, by Shelly Helmets. Right, okay, all right, all right. Okay. He's doing your job. Ackerman's you. naming his own segments. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks for calling in. Hey, uh, be nice to Tits. Will you? And, he is. Uh, you have been grumpy lately. Well, I, I'm sick, bro. Okay, well, I'm sick of you being grumpy. All right, fantastic. I'll try to do better. Humble Steve okay. will come back. All right, I see love ya. you, Steve. Thanks, Ackerman. I love you, too. Later. All right, bye. Later. Uh, <laughs> I, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're saying you're, you're bitchy? Yeah. Uh, he's a prima donna. Humble Steve. <laughs> that fucking guy can stuff it. Um, all right. Uh, Pookie, welcome to the studio. What's up? JT's on the line. Hello, hello. Uh, what up? Uh, Dude, he's so out of it. Yeah. Stump the tits. Let's, let's do. Voicemails. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Tear offs. Let's do tear offs. X-Brand Goggle tear off segment. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand tear off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Gavin Faith uses X-Brand, Moto Concepts X-Brand Racing uh, uh, goggles. Uh, five guys in the main event this week, JT. We at X-Brand Goggles had that 10th to 20th spot. 50% of the riders from 10th to 20th had X-Brands. If you want to finish pro in the main event, get you some X-Brands. <laughs> really, guy? Really? Ouch. This from a guy that was in that. Oh, wow. I mean, it's true. I mean, what you're saying is true, but I would think that you, out of all people, would have a soft spot for those people. I'm my own biggest critic, bro. Hey, you know what, really? You know what? Um, we need to get more into this on another time. But you need to come up with a segment on the show about, like, being lapped, the blue flag and stuff. Like, how much that it's gonna be a long segment. Like how much? No, but I'm I'm being serious about how much it jacks you up. How other guys pass you. How you use it to pass guys. I mean, it really ruins your whole race, doesn't it? No, I, I used it to my advantage every time. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So did Kyle Lewis, was, and they used to get it, people. Upset. It happened a lot that I, we would come in and people were like, dude, that wasn't cool. You passed me on the blue flag. I'm like, listen, bro. <laughs> Actually, I usually didn't even respond, but I was right, like, right. you know, fist pumping as I went by. Uh, I wonder how many points you got over the years from doing that. Like, just you know, a hundred points. You know, like it's always just one and one. Here we go. Um, okay, uh, these are uh, questions submitted by one Corey Moser. Pookie, yep. can you time these for sure. us? Yeah, uh, they're for JT and for me. Okay, if they don't finish in fifteen seconds, you cut them off. All right. Okay. Okay. First question. It worked it, better when we gave JT the time limits. That's yeah. He worked, he worked Does the well. time start when the question is finished? It's when I finish the no, question. No, it starts when the question is be, being asked. If it's a really long question, they're going to be Should in a severe Right, that's what I'm saying. You are bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lose the tood. <laughs> All right. Rare. You did not just say lose the tood. <laughs> <laughs> First question for you, Steven. Has the absence of Eric Kehoe as Honda F-U-U. team manager 
had an effect on Trey and Barsha's results? No, I do not believe so. 3.3. They're not happy. I don't think either. Okay. You, you can get it in. You just got to, you know. That's what she said. <laughs> just be quick about it. <laughs> All right. All those um, people in the chat room are 95% dildos. All right. Jason, who is the most impressive rookie in the 250 East Coast thus far? Um, Mitch Oldenburg. Good, good, good pull. Good pull, JT. Who is that kid? And I don't even know if he's a rookie, actually, but. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah, good, good job for Mitchell Oldenburg, man. All right. Second question for you, Steven. We're we're halfway through the Supercross season, so name a new team of triples for 2013, and you cannot use any of your previous season triples. Go. Matt Gerke, Kyle Partridge, Ben LeMay. 8.5. I'm not 100% sold on Partridge being a triple, though. Yeah. A triple? Yeah. I mean, he's, he, I, I don't think so. <laughs> wow. He, he, that may have just been like an emergency grab. Well, f- fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> 15 seconds. I got to do it, you know? TikTok, man. All right. Jason, question number two. There's a lot of complaining and debating about the tracks this year and how to improve them. Will you tell us what 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 was one of the best Supercross what, tracks what, what, you what, ever raced on? What? Go. One of the best Supercross tracks I've ever raced on. Yeah. Um, Anaheim 3, 2010. I think it was 3. They get, they get confusing. 3 a year gets confusing. It was, it was the race that Hill led for a really long time. Who led? Josh, Josh Hill. Hill. I think it was 3. I think that was 3. Yeah, I'm not positive. Yeah. Hey, buddy! <laughs> All right. He was not yelling that this weekend. No. Oh, no. no. He was not yelling that. <laughs> Third and final question. JT, do you have any interactions with Watson at the races? Oh, I, can, I, can I add another track to that? Uh, Ask the gatekeeper. Up, but... <laughs> I thought um, Indy 08 was really good, too. What was your opinion? That was David Villeman designed. No, that was Detroit. Okay. That was Detroit. No, he designed Detroit. What was your opinion of the Pastrana design track? It was St. Louis sometime in the 2000 decades. Yeah, it was 2009. Uh, it was pretty cool. There were some interesting things. I don't think everything worked, but there was definitely some innovative stuff on it. Yeah, that was uh, that was the best part of it. Different I, different obstacles. I missed that race. It was cool. There was some stuff that didn't quite work, <clears throat> but definitely different is cool, in my opinion. Right. Because we have so much cookie cutter stuff. Yeah. Great. Okay. Third question for you, Stephen. It's podcast of Palooza week. So who is a writer you would like to do a podcast with that you have not done yet? Ricky Carmichael. <laughs> what? 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, nothing. Why, 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 why is that funny? I don't know. Uh. You got a problem with RC? No, not at all. I got informed by a uh, Kevin Husted that LaRocco designed Indy 08. Good one. Michigan, bro. Mm-hmm. Good pull. There you go. Okay. Jason, third and final question. If Ivan Tedesco 
and Tommy Hahn were racing the 450 Supercross Series, where do you think they would be finishing? Um, right around 10th. 5.8. All right, expiring goggles. Adult, uh, pulp show, 13. Save yourself 30%. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your head there. Go ahead. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, save yourself 30% by using the code what? To pulp2013, something like that? Pulp show 13. No, I'm done. Why? I'm, uh, what, okay. That? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I, I, I was interested in your opinion of my last answer. What was it? 10th place? <laughs> I think I think that's being optimistic. Uh, no, not you, tits. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jason. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you want to talk about getting on you, he does more than I do. I, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Send the hate emails and and voicemails to Jason every week when we play right. stomp the tits. I don't even get out of my mouth. He, he goes, no, no, nope. right. But you know what? Jason knows my last name, so I'll allow it. Oh, thank you. I love tits. I just don't really <laughs> need his said. opinion on Moto Insight. <laughs> That's Come what on. she said. <laughs> Good one. If we skip stump the tits and go to stump the pookie, is that going to be okay with Moser? Uh, I don't have questions for either of them. I so, have questions for well, pookie. As long as you get some of it in, I'm sure. I think he's listening what live. That's said. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say If he it. doesn't like it, I'm sure I'll be hearing about it. So we can start with her and go from there. That's all there. about Moser now? Can you talk about the Andrew Short butt patch contest and, and, and how much time we have left? Again? Yes. Um, we have approximately two hours and ten minutes. Submissions are flooding in. Submissions are flooding in. Hand draw it. Get on Shorty's ass. Get on it. You win. You, you get, you get your, your design on his butt. Mm-hmm. And you get the gear he was wearing that night right. with your design on it. Probably signed. Probably. Right. All right. Stump the pookie. All right. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll do this both. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. All day, bro. I got it. Bring it. <laughs> uh, all right. Question number one, JT. Will 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 Pookie get this? Will she get which rider's wife wait, raced the WMA series? Yes. Will Pookie get that, Pookie? The answer? Yeah. Jackie Short. Very good. Well, technically, you ask which rider's wife. Actually, yeah, it's wrong. Oh, if you're on yeah. Jeopardy, you'd so, be wrong. But. Right. That's right. Wait Andrew a minute. Short. Uh, Jacqueline. <laughs> oh, come on. Jackie Hudson. <laughs> I knew that, too. Um, Rich. I could probably name four of the new eight heifers they just got. Is that a bonus? Which rider's wife was Miss Supercross? Uh, JT, will she get this? Yes. Davey Millsaps. Very good. Name two riders' wives who were monster girls. Uh, JT, what do you think? Yes. She's a, she's a monster girl connoisseur. She is, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. What's her, what's your latest one? Summer Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Brock Tickle and Josh Grant. <clears throat> Even I knew those. Moser needs to tighten <laughs> his game those, up. Those He's trying to make I thought they were going to be hard. racing questions. Me too. I thought, yeah, me too. Um, well, I'll try Tits' questions. These... <sighs> Let, let's see. You ask them, and then we'll see if Pookie or I know them. We'll have a face-off, <laughs> a showdown. Guarantee I know more than Peter about racing. All right. 
Let's get it on. <laughs> Which rider's sister was Miss Supercross? JT? I know. Yes. Keith uh. Voss. Keith Voss. Yeah. Which retired quote unquote factory rider is allegedly well endowed? <laughs> Phil Lawrence. Right. He's on. This is. This is <sighs> he's off his Doesn't game. Doesn't he know this who I am? I don't know. Okay. To be fair, he's probably under a lot of pressure to get his submission in <clears throat> because it's still not in yet. Well, let's, let's ask Pookie your questions. For the oh, are, th- are those not my questions? No, those were your questions. Oh. <laughs> They're all about chicks. Why would they be about yours? I was like, well, okay. <laughs> Going easy on me this week. Who picks these questions? <laughs> all right, Pookie. Name three current pr- – these are for tits. But, okay. Uh, JT, will she get this? Name three current pro riders that race the KTM, J- KTM Junior Supercross Challenges kids. Pro current no. Current pro riders. Current pro riders? No. Yes. Three of them raced as kids. Oh, they raced it as kids. Yeah. Oh, shit. Have to guess? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I know two out of the three. You, you know or two two of you, three. You know two, three? Ryan Dungey? Uh, yeah. Dungey and Alessi. Oh. I can't, I, can't, I can't think. Zachy Poo. Oh, snack Pack, Aww, okay. That's cute. Um, JT, will either one of them get Tommy Hahn? And what year, what team he raced for in his rookie year? No. I'm pretty sure this is wrong, by the way, Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you going to say, Hoogie? I have no idea. I don't even know what team he rides for now. Tits. Sorry. I don't know the team. I'm going to guess Yamaha, like on a Yamaha. Mach 1 Yamaha. On Yamaha, Yamaha Troy. Oh, Jesus, both of you. Honda of Troy. Honda of Troy. Suzuki of Troy. Uh, what was that? Suzuki of Troy. What was the yes, Suzuki one? He was teammates one? with McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> That's where everybody started. Moser says Hans factory. Hans' first team was Factory Honda. No, Factory Connection. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's so stupid. Factory Connection. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Will Hans' team Geico debut? Uh, he finished what position? His 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 first ride on Geico Honda JT. Will either one of these guys get it? No. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say he didn't finish. I didn't think he qualified. <laughs> he broke his back. I don't think that's right either. <laughs> Jason? <laughs> On his first ride? Didn't he finish the first week and then broke his back? No, he got hurt at Anaheim 1. Oh, it was Anaheim 1? I thought it was Anaheim Yeah, so yeah. I got it right. Anaheim 1, Anaheim 1 2011. Right. He didn't even make it to the to the night show, did he? Was it in practice? No, it was, it was in practice, yeah. Uh... It was in it was in the unseated practice even. Like James, I'm, not, I'm sorry, the untimed. James Stewart, Brock Tickle did that too one year. Untimed practice broke his jaw. Uh, James Didn't get lippy. James Stewart ran the number two fifty nine in honor of what rider? Will either one of these two people get it, JT? Uh, Pookie's got a shot. Tits has doesn't have a prayer. I well, know. I, th- I know it. You've had the you, you let okay. Ready? Just because he doesn't think I know it, can I say Tony Haynes? You got it. Tony yeah. Haynes. Suck it! Would you going to get that pookie? Yeah, I yeah. got it. I okay. got it. All right, that's been Stump the Tits and Stump the Pookie. <laughs> I don't know if that was... Tits? Well, yeah. I mean, both of you did all right, I guess. Pookie got the chick stuff. I like better moto questions, though. We should have said, which chick slept with which rider... That oh, yeah, I got to get a diagram going or something, <laughs> like, a, like a chart, a flow some chart. Sort of, some sort of, uh, yeah, 
some sort of chart. Maybe one girl, like probably right in the middle, with this arrow is just pouring off of her. I don't know. Ah, oh, Jesus, spooky. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, voicemails. Voicemails. Yeah, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You can call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Uh, we had a lot of them this week. Uh, Twenty two voicemails. Not all of them coherent. How many? Twenty two. And some people leaving messages, I guess Doc Bodner, like maybe you didn't get to the phone or was it was it full or something? I don't know. I, but, you know, a few messages for guests. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It, so I don't know. If the lines are full, I guess it goes to voicemail. So yeah, it does. That's it does. Um, so these are uh, the best of the best. And uh, as usual, dedicated to our, our chat room guru, Greg M., who's, uh, who's in there um, monitoring as we speak. He loves this segment so much, as do I. Uh, I actually offered one of our sponsors mm-hmm. this segment, mm-hmm. and they said, no way. They said, thanks, but no thanks. They said, no way. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's a true story. So, uh, JT, can you believe it? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. Best of the best. Hey, great show, you guys. I really appreciate all the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that, that Ping and Mathis can add. Yeah, I just wondered. I heard Ping talking about golf school and finishing school. Wondering how much, how much my parents had to spend on lip-smacking school. Because I see no matter what I do, that doesn't really get any better. It's just one of those things that's ingrained right down to his inner child. Um, just can only hold someone will come in there and feed it out of him. Thank you. Bye. Five. Nine. Mathis, what's up? Daniel from NorCal. A couple things. Love the all-girls show, except for one thing. Pookie was a little late coming to the party. That guy uh, a couple weeks ago at Corn Dog or Cornhole or Butt Plug or whatever his name was, it called and said, "No more Pookie in the studio." That guy, hang yourself. Love me some Pookie. In fact, I think I'm going to make on your wife in a, inappropriate sexual innuendos directed at her. Kind of my shtick. Wasn't my first choice. Honestly, I was going to start calling the show and just dropping mass quantities of profanity, but seems like somebody's already done that. The other thing, ping. Don't mess around with them guys in the chat room. Let the friggin' Cybercross racers just do their thing and leave them be. Love the show. Uh, My very own little Mikey. Um, what do you think? He'll make a show. He'll make, hey, more making songs about me. Yeah. Hey, I want to do a song parody contest. I think we're gonna, that's going to come up next. Uh, we're going to pay some cash money, I believe, for a song parody contest. Do you think we have enough people capable of doing that, though? Should go over very smoothly with no I, problems. I think you. I think you might be surprised. Really? Yeah. Cash money. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think especially with that type of prize on the line, you get people coming out of the woodwork. What do you think, JT? Uh, cash money. Oh. I think cash 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 money rules everything around me. <laughs> I don't know what this means. That's a that's a rap song. Oh, does it? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, if you're paying, I'm down. Well, it doesn't do with you being down. Just a song parody contest. Yeah, no, I'm saying if you're going to pay the cash, then I think it'll work. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think it'd be pretty good. Hey, Mathis, this is uh, Fran out in Michigan. Um, I just had been watching on Transworld the straight talk about uh, neck braces for the Leap brace. And uh, I was wondering uh, if you think this is a good idea for Leah to publicly come out and say, hey, this is how we test our braces and this is what we do, you know, for testing and everything like that. Because obviously there was a lot of controversy about, um, not only the Leah brace, um, but all braces in general. Are they safe? Um, do they actually prevent neck injuries? Um, do the Leahs cause, you know, collarbone injuries or anything like that? Um, I myself wear the, the Leah brace um, 
and it saved me a couple times, um, like so bad that I've broken one, and also uh, had like bruises on my chest from where the energy was transferred through um, that could have went through into my spine. Um, and also, uh, uh, I'd like to see maybe if uh, JT could give his explanation on, on why he uh, does not wear one. I know him and Reed um, obviously have a little bit of controversy um, with uh, neck braces and neck injury prevention. Hey, hey. so JT, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Are you on Chad's theory on neck protection, or is it something else that, that made you not wear one? Uh, I just think you're used to it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was way before any of that stuff happened. Right. Um, actually, whenever, whenever I couldn't wear it, Chad used to, like, Actually, he would ride my ass every day about wearing it, um, and he would tell me I'm stupid for not wearing it. So you and never, you never wore one ever. I tried. Yeah, yeah, but you never, to. yeah, you never went through a phase where you wore. It. No, yeah. I, ne- I never raced with it or anything. I just couldn't make it work. Like it would hit my helmet, and I, I couldn't make it happen. I tried many times. I, I wanted to, but yeah, right. it just never worked for me. You're too stocky, maybe. Like your neck is. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, like one one of my shoulders, uh, I separated, so it kind of when I'm in the riding position, it kind of sticks up. Like the right, right. my shoulder, you know, I think that kind of bump like pushes it higher than it should be. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, I couldn't make it work. Huh. Is that supposed to make the Atlas brace so much better that it actually will flex? You know, it, yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's uh, it's supposed to be a less in load on the shoulders and slash collarbone. So, Papa Mech Show. Uh, this is Mark from Winnipeg calling. And um, oh, just wanted to say the best part of the last show was when Kenny called in. Uh, the show was much better with him on the show. Uh, so, you know, he's got, he's hooked up with a chick. He's got a kid now. Um, Steve, Steve, reach into those pockets and uh, pay for a babysitter or get her to come in and Cookie and Kenny's lady there. They can watch the kids and the dogs downstairs and, Get everything back to normal, and we'll get Kenny back in there, giving you hell, give Ping hell, give everyone hell, give the colors hell. It's good, mixed for good radio, but uh, show's good either way. But uh, much better with Kenny. Uh, it's just nothing beats him giving people shit. Makes for good radio. Um, anyway, yeah, get Kenny back in there. Talk to her. Bye. <laughs> uh, guys from Winnipeg. He's frozen when he's making that call. Right. Uh, Kenny leaving had nothing to do with money. He made a comment about me getting out my wallet. Had nothing to do with money. Didn't matter. As a matter of fact, Kenny grossly underestimated what I paid him <laughs> for the year. Uh, so he didn't even understand how much I paid him. He made a crack about the the, the, the amount, and it was less than half <laughs> than what I really gave him. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, but so it's cool when Kenny makes fun of people, but when it's me, I'm the dick. You're better than that. It's not your M.O., man. So Kenny's not better than that. That's Kenny, man. Kenny's Kenny. I was thinking about Kenny this weekend. What would he look like with hair? (laughs) How What kind of hair does he have? Yeah, what? That's what I mean. Like, he's been that way bald for so long. We've seen photos of him back when his Moto Triple X. Yeah, he had the blonde, spiky hair. You know, that type of thing. But But he just grew out his hair and didn't. That's what I mean. He's, he's, He's bald, right? When, right now? Yeah. Well, yeah, Tits, you okay. sat next to him for two years. Well, he always kept his shave, so I never, I never looked at his, you know, scalp to see how much stubble he had. And... He always kept it shaved, but he's bald. <laughs> you could but... tell that's why that's why he kept it shaved is because oh, I have bald. no doubt that he shaved it because there was issues with hair. Right, 
What? But if he had, if he just let it grow right now, right. What would it do? You have a cul-de-sac. You think? <laughs> cul-de-sac. Yeah. Do you think? You'd have the fryer yeah. tuck and look, going on. And look, there's no doubt that you just love JT Pookie. I've Pookie. never heard that before. You've never heard cul-de-sac? It's fucking 20 no, years old. Tuck. It's 20 That's years funny. old. It's like tort smelly. Um, uh, and look, if I'm if I'm like I'm running that that look too. If it's me, you know what I mean. I'm not running the. You know, you know what you should do though. What is grow out the beard? Then you got the hardcore, you know, shaved head with the yeah. beard thing going yeah. on. It's a good look. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good look, but it's a look of like, don't fuck with me. Like that's what that look is. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I would just be interested to see what what he would have, what what he would have going on. You know. Very true. So. Hey, uh, this is uh, Joshua from PA. Long, long, oh. long time listener. Uh, it's always got. Stop it! No, not stop it. That's the stop it signal. Yeah, it is you, the stop you just it told signal. Me to stop. The, the the caller was already on hold. Is that what you were? Yeah, telling me? yeah, okay. yeah. There's total miscommunication. <laughs> At least Pookie's here to work on your hand signals. I'm high, dude. Yeah, I'm sick on, and bro. high. Uh, okay, let's go. You guys, doing a good job. Have a great show. Uh, my question of the week is. Does JT have any other words in his vocabulary than to waffle, waffling? I know I'm waffling. Is that like JT's new favorite word? And uh, and and uh, the other one I was thinking about, I want to ask is uh, is is he a fan of the word conducive? Because between his conducive waffling, <laughs> but uh, seriously, it's uh, it's just pretty funny because. Listen to the reviews, the podcast, the pulp show, whatever he's on. I don't, I don't think one's ever gone by that he hasn't used waffling many times, and uh, and the word conducive. It's pretty interesting stuff. So maybe with JT having a new job in the media, he needs to bump up his vocabulary a little bit. Try getting on a, a little newer, upcoming words. So uh, just wasn't involved. It's still still good times. JT has lost at any of the shows he's on. Things always gonna be my favorite, but uh you guys are doing a good job. Have a good one. Uh response, JT? I I gotta keep my eye out. Keep my eye out for new some some upcoming words, words coming through the ranks. Um <laughs> Yeah, clearly uh, conducive is I, low on the vocabulary. I don't feel you use conducive. Do you? I I mean I've I'm sure I've said it. I, yeah. I'm not sure if you realize that waffling is like an ongoing joke. No. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Is you've been accused of waffling, and you do it uh, from time to time. Um, right. But uh, so now you you, you kind of say it and stuff like that. Are you getting used to though, JT? Um, like in the media, the more and more media stuff you're doing. Are you getting used to the fact that you can't quote unquote win? No, absolutely, you can't. No. Like. You can't. I can't even use the word conducive. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. and if you're me, I've been doing it for a while. I, you just got to do what you do and, and, and maybe don't worry about, like, the criticism. But you're new to the game, and I thought maybe you'd be like, well, I, what am I doing? Like, I can't do – like, people just are on you for waffling, and then they're on you for an opinion, and then they're on you for words and, like – yeah, I, I I agree. I'm fairly new to it, but I've been on this show for quite a bit, and I've been doing the review podcast for quite a while. So I've been 
broken in a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't phase me now. I don't care. Right. Sinjin. Hey, just real quick about that neck, those neck brace comments. Uh, if you watch the trans world thing when they break down the Liet, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> They're, like, describing how it transfers energy into the chest and, to, and uh, into, like, different parts. And they're showing arrows pointing down to your back piece. So they're saying, oh, all the energy is going to transfer from, uh, you know, the top of your neck uh, to the middle of your back. So instead of breaking, you know, high vertebrae, you'll break below. And it makes it sound so stupid. Like, if you watch it, it looks retarded. Like, they're saying, oh, instead of breaking up top, you'll break down low in the middle of your back. Well, if it so, broke down lower, you wouldn't be paralyzed from the neck down. You'd be paralyzed from, you know, waist down. Okay, but I mean, isn't the whole point of a neck brace to prevent both, like to not be paralyzed? Period. I, Obviously, yeah, minimize damage. Exactly. So just watch the video; it's pretty funny. And uh, yeah, and like the Liette is super fucking restrictive. That thing is a piece of shit, and that's all I have to say about <laughs> neck braces. And I like the Atlas, though. I love the Atlas, <laughs> but fuck Liette. Yeah. Thank you, Sinjin. Thanks. All right. Love you. Bye. Let's see ya. Uh... There you go, people. Product reviews by Sinjin Lloyd. <laughs> this has been our annual uh, product review section. That's our new segment. That is the sound of Paul Lindsay jumping over bridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve, James, Pitt. Show's been great. Kenny was great, but things just as great. Uh, I think he has a lot of information, a lot to bring to the table. Uh, long-time listener. Um, Brittany Chizzy talked a lot, but it was a good show, and uh, just have a good show, I guess. Uh, pretty pumped to be calling in and leaving a voicemail. Yeah, we're pumped to See have you. you. Yeah, we're pumped to have you, guy. Mathis Gump, Syracuse, New York. Hey, just calling in to uh, call you out on one thing. Uh, last episode, you were talking about Manchester Honda. And you said the only three guys to ever ride there were uh, Bradshaw, Fernet, and I uh, forget who else you said, but uh, Paul Carpenter, 99. Yeah, rookie, rookie season. I think he rode uh, 125 East Coast and outdoors. So just wanted to call you out. You can have the crack staff check it out, but I'm pretty sure it was 99. Um, one other question. I was wondering back in your mechanic days if you ever had any interaction with Eddie Deans. He was the manager of Plant Honda. Just curious. All right, buddy. Later. Gump. Out. I was talking about the, the Manchester Honda team. They only had a team one year. Uh, Scotty Cotta rode for Manchester Honda. Carpenter may have rode for them in 99. But Gump, I was referring to the team itself uh, when they had an actual real effort. Right, JT? Yes. Did, did, absolutely. Did uh, Carpenter ride for him in 99? I don't even know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I know he went. No. Yeah, because he went to Hustler in 2000. Yeah. I'm not sure. You can't mess with these dudes, the Northeast guys. They're weird. Yeah, no, they're they're like, it's like a cult up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ackerman. And they run in packs. They run in packs. <laughs> they get cornered, you're dead. Yeah. What's up, Ackerman? Hey. Dude, that guy, they called and said about uh, breaking down the Leap race and how they put your injury down lower and all that. Does he even understand spinal cord injuries? I don't know. I'd say it's probably safe to say he doesn't. Yeah, the caller or yeah, Sinjin? Sinjin. Sinjin was because, the caller. I mean, I'm a quad, uh, quadriplegic, and I mean, I'm a C2, like Christopher Reeve status, without the lurks. 
And I mean, <laughs> with, if I would have had one of those, I could have at least used my arms and stuff like that, like like Bailey and Manly and those guys. Right. And Ernesto. I mean, that's bullshit what that guy said. And I don't know. So you just, somebody needs to smack some sense into well, yeah, we're 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 talking about maybe revoking his product review category. <laughs> well, start I'm just going to call Tyler. It's very short lived. Yeah. Um, right, I'll, I'll see you guys next. Or talk to you guys next week. All right, see you, Ackerman. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Um. Hey, pretty good show tonight. Not too great. Ackerman always leaning in there. Um. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we were this close. I'm holding my fingers about an inch away to uh-huh. having a Sinjin Ackerman showdown oh. on the line. This close. I don't know if the world could handle that. <laughs> uh, let's get, let's wrap these voicemails up here. All Come right. on. Hey, Steve. Hey, I'm a little late with this, but um, you know, I really like the uh, Valentine's Day all girls show thing. It's really good. Um, and you know, I don't want to be creepy, you know, but the question that that was begging to be asked, and it never was, was, um, you know, Brittany Chisholm, um, landing strip, fully shaved, you know, maybe you could find that out, and then, uh, Pookie, same question, <laughs> and, uh, Ping's wife, same question, and then, uh, any of the other metacrossers' wives, and, um, that deaf ch- He doesn't mean to be creepy. Right, but if you could just I want to know out. the status but of every single wife out the there. The wives where, out there. What their situation is But downtown. I don't mean to be creepy. <laughs> Poogie, would you like to? No. No? Mm-mm. Can I say? No! <laughs> I don't even know. How do you know? It's been a while. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that. Shh. What? Don't talk about that. Okay. Check. Well, you've been sick. I'd like to find out about that. You've been sick. Stop. No, I'm sick. That guy was creepy, though. What? What? I don't know. Hey, JT. Steve. Um, what can we can we expect some big sales this week from you in St. Louis? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Okay. We're out here. We're out here killing it. Right. Um, flag your flag yourself as self, bro. <clears throat> flat black helmets. I'm just, I'm just a messenger. Right. Flat black helmets. You're on board with that. I am. I'm the one that is crazy. Well, I don't think the flat black helmets have anything to do with you being crazy, but to your point, yes, you are crazy. Wow. Um, I don't know. What about this get on Shorty's ass contest? Are you going to help us judge it? Sure, why not? Yeah, we'll send you all the entries. I you know a good ass when I see it. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> um, Pulpamexshow at gmail.com. Correct. Entries, yeah. Yep. Uh, you got about three hours, two hours now. You got an hour. An hour. Okay, tits, do the math. 30, yeah. 29 minutes. Um. Kevin, what's up, man? Something like that. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for listening uh, at this late hour. Well, I'm the I'm actually the trucker that called in last week, so same deal. Oh yeah, you got no life and no yeah, I got it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yep. I'm joking. <laughs> you should no, do that over really the top deal. True. Try to win that semi <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> the what? Oh, the, the over the top Stallone deal. movie, you know, the arm wrestling. Yeah, I totally. What was the deal though? He he wanted to get the semi in Vegas. Oh, I don't know. I forgot. That, that's the whole point of it. He's, remember trying, the, he's remember? trying to get the win the the 
semi so he can, you know, get his kid back or something like that. I remember a kid, but I don't remember any semi winning any semis. That's what the whole I have no idea was for. That's what you won. <laughs> oh, really? Hey, Kevin, I just turn your hat on backwards and go with it. <laughs> do you know do you know that Sammy Hagar did the theme song to Over the Top? I do now. That was awesome. <laughs> did you know, hey, speaking of Sammy Hagar, uh have you ever seen the movie uh Rockstar, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Yeah, um did you know that uh Sammy Hagar wrote one of the songs for Steel Dragon? Are you serious? Because yeah. I love those and, songs. Uh, Actually, on the soundtrack, he sings it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're going to have to look that up. But the, <laughs> Hey, the Steel Dragon songs were, like, legit. Oh, yeah. I, that soundtrack is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I bought it. I didn't even pirate it. I bought it. <laughs> Kevin, I, Kevin, I think you and I could be buddies. <laughs> I feel the same way. You know? Yeah. Neither of you know anything about Over the Top. You guys are off, <laughs> off on the right track. And, Kevin, did you know my mom wanted me to be a long-haul truck driver? I did know that. I remember that in one of your podcasts. It's not that fun. <laughs> no, but Debbie thought it was a good career choice what, for what me. You like to drive? Been. You like to drive, she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, back then, you probably could have made more money than you can make now. Right, but... right, right. Kevin, how's the lot lizard scene? Uh, you know what? Everybody always asks me that. I've never met one. I've only heard stories. Sure you haven't. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it sounds dirty. Hey, I got no shame. I'd tell you if I did. But, uh, actually, the only, you know what? Uh, not lot lizard, but, uh, every now and then when I'm close to home, I'll have my chick meet me at a truck stop. So, I oh, mean, yeah. so you're dating a lot lizard. If you want to call her that, I won't be offended, but, you know. <laughs> um, anyways, my, my question, um, regarding the dirt of the tracks these year or these days, anyways, um, what do you know if they're storing it differently or anything like that? I remember um, uh, Toronto, the dirt used to be terrible there. I remember 08, there was you know, ruts down to the concrete all over the place. And, um, you know, now it's just as dry and hard packed as ever. I don't know if they're, if they're storing it differently. Do you know? Uh, they have uh, different Toronto's different dirt. Yeah. They have different, uh, oh, ways, really? of, yeah, ways of doing it. Um, ways of storing it every year, you know, but yeah, Toronto has been different for a couple of years now and they fixed it. Yeah. Well, do you, do you really consider it like, what, what about the other East coast rounds like Atlanta, you know, used to be awesome, and now, you know, it, it's just like one of the West Coast tracks almost. If the, we talked about this, uh, JT. Didn't we just talk about this? Yeah, like, we did. You might have. So, I, haven't, I haven't been out no, with no, no. the whole, on, on the a, show. Not on the show, on our, on our Racer X wrap-up podcast. The dirts are, are different now, man. They're just different. Oh, okay. Um, hey, uh, Kevin, though. Here, I found it. I found the song from Sammy. Yeah, play it. You miserable little surf punk. I'm going to make you hurt. This is the video. From over the top. Winners take all. Wow, what a video. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's there awesome. You go. Yeah. This podcast has reached terminal velocity, by the way. That's awesome. Hey, Kevin, thanks, man. Hey, uh, one more thing. Um, is Spooky still there? Yeah, bro, what's up? Hey, um, I remember, like, it might even be a year ago, but uh, you predicted a Cole Sealy win, so I wanted to get, you know, your uh, predictions for the next week. Oh, um, I don't think I can bet up against Dino, really. I do like Cole Sealy, though. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but Sealy's not racing. Yeah, I know. It was a side note. Oh, it's a side note? Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit, JT. She didn't know. That's not true. <laughs> JT, can I get a oh, can I get a judgment? On. Can I get a judgment? I think, I think I'm going with Lucy on this one because she brought year. up Cole. That's why she picked Cole, but she gave Dino as her pick. <laughs> I, like, I, I like what Will Hahn's doing. I think, I mean, he's come from some pretty bad situations, and he's, you know. Right. I think that story's awesome. Everybody loves Will Hahn. I don't know what will Han maybe. What about Gavin Faith and his X-Brand goggle, Moto Concepts goggle? Yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. All right, Kevin. Thanks, man. Hey, hey, JT. Sir. Hey, uh, I love waffles, so don't ever take that as an insult. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. Fucking best food. All right, guys. Take it easy. Hey, hey, uh, keep her straight. Keep her on the lines. Reach reach for the stars, but keep your foot on the gas, Kevin. Oh, keep on yeah. And remember, when you go in those diners and they look at you funny like in that Seeger song, don't worry about it, dude. Roll on. <laughs> All right, guys. Tell Seabass I said, what's up? All right, see. What did you say, JT? Seabass. I said, tell Seabass I said, what's up? Uh, Damien, what's up, man? He doesn't care. Well, I think you butchered like seven different cliches in that one last sentence. That was what a, pretty good. Whatever, bro. I'm, I'm sick. I'm on cough syrup. I know. You're sick. It's horrible. And I'm up past my bedtime. Hi, Pookie. Hi. Who is How it? are you? Uh, I don't know. Who is oh, it? Oh, caller. What? Oh, it's just a caller? I thought it was, I thought it was somebody I knew. Well, so, so you played my voicemail and... And then, uh, like, three voicemails after that, you got some guy wanting to know how everybody shaves it up. And, uh, you know, geez, I don't need the competition. I even said, you know, I was going to call and just cuss a lot, but somebody was already doing that. Yeah. So how come uh, how come you allow somebody to to, uh, to try and do my shtick, guy? What's up with that? I don't know. I'm a little lost right now, Damien. That's right. I need to, I'm gonna need to recap. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm, up, I, I'm up past my bedtime, like I said. I liked your email or your voicemail. It was good. Um, I, and the creepy guy with the shaving thing. I mean, you, you got to play that. You know. You experiment with a lot of hallucinogenics. There, there is, there is a line though. There is. You're right, Damien. There's a line, definitely. Clearly, you crossed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I just want to say hi to Pookie. Hi. Across this oh. line, you will not pass. <laughs> what a good song What's that JP? is. I sure. remember that song now that you just played it again. You remember that song? From the movie, yeah. Yeah, it's Hagar, dude. <laughs> Winners take all. Did uh, you ever talk to Myshack again about the Hagar story? <sighs> yeah. You did? A little bit. Your heart's broken? Yeah. Aw. Sad when your hero's a jerk. All right. Damien, anything else? No, man. You don't need me for this, thanks. We could use you. 
<laughs> oh, you want me now? Uh, all right, man. Thank you. He doesn't know what he See wants. you, Damien. I know. Bye, bro. Thanks for listening. Uh, Ronnie, what's up, man? What's going on, Steve, man? How's it going? Oh, great, man. We're just wrapping this thing up here. Pookie's in studio. I'm sick. JT's sick, like, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good show, though. Um, I, I wanted, to, wanted to call in, and um, there's a there's a girl in the in the chat room, Britt. She's always in here. Uh-huh. And her brother, he rides motocross. Great, great dude. I, I met him once at one of the races. Um, long story short, he's in a contest. It's called um, Always a Champion. And, like, if you go to always, uh, alwaysachampion.com, and then you, you could vote for him, and he's the only motocross guy that's in the finals. So always a champion. Is it a photo of me there? Yeah. <laughs> like, sort of, like, is, yeah. that my, is that my Manitoba plaques? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It was a joke, Ronnie. No, no, no. It, um, if, you, if, you, if you go there, though, okay. alwaysachampion.com slash uh, 139 yep. 0248. One three nine zero two four eight. Yep, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, sounds cool, man. Um, he's a motocrosser. Support. He's he's a motocrosser. What's that, Pookie? I said support the sport. Yeah, we want we want the guys to win. Yeah, yeah, he he could win up to uh, fifty grand <clears throat> if really? he wins it. Oh yeah. Well, do, do we the get best a, part is that he rides motocross. Do we get a cut of that? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, well. Anyways, all right, plug well, plug well, taken, bro. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you for listening. Uh, David, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, Steve? What's JT, up? Pookie, Tits. Hello. Hey, I uh, had a couple questions for you. One of them, I was at the Atlanta race this weekend, and I noticed, and I've never noticed it before, but after the bikes took off on the starting line, all the mechanics wheeled carts to the starting line that had, like, wheels, tires, all kind of stuff in them. Is that something they normally do? And I've never seen them change a wheel during a race. They started. Uh, they started about two years ago. Remember when Chad Reed rode Cowies and he broke a front wheel and he DNF'd? Was that during the first race of the year when he somebody turned down on him and broke his wheel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Austin Stroop. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Yep. Um, so uh, now yep. they just carry the wheels in the carts and keep them on the line so they don't DNF. Yeah, ever since then, guys have brought in wheels down to the to the line. I don't think anyone's used it since Chad Reed, though. JT, can you think of anybody? No, no. But there's a, there's more reasons than that. Flat tires, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But just it was sort of an awareness of Chad could have Chad could have put a fruit a front wheel on and say four guys DNF that night, and Chad would have got five points. Okay, you know, okay. so just that, to keep them from DNF, and that's kind of what I figured. I just never noticed it, and yep. kind of blew my mind to see them all wheeling wheels to the starting line. Yeah, no, they're all doing it. They didn't used to do it in my day. We never did it. You know, uh, you you got a flat, or you did something like that. You either rode around with the flat, or um, um, you know, pulled it on and okay. called it a night. All right. The other thing is, I listened to the Post Atlanta podcast that you did, Steve, and. Looks like you caught all the big guys, and I was just wondering how difficult it is to catch up with everybody after the race because I was at the race, and everybody kind of skedaddled pretty quick. So I was wondering how difficult it is to actually get time with everybody that you oh, managed to talk David, to. David, that, that's an excellent question. You cannot run the media, bro. It's an excellent question, David, and I'm glad you appreciate my efforts. That well, I on. do, man. I listen to everything you do and, uh, you know, the other show that starts with a D. But uh, I do appreciate everything you do for the sport. A lot of people don't appreciate the efforts. <laughs> It's a lot of people, tits, that don't appreciate the efforts. 
I, I appreciate do appreciate it. the efforts. I'm not trying to blow you, Steve. I'm just telling you. No, I, I no, like no. what you do. And, no, I know. I know, know you. Inside. I know you appreciate it, Dave, but there's some people out there that don't. He's taking a shot so, at me and uh, it hates, maybe it a couple motocross and supercross. Um, no, you know what? Um, it's not easy. Like you, I think like three weeks ago, maybe Oakland, yeah. there was like nobody in the pits. It was a yeah. ghost town. Uh, but Pookie. After A3, you guys said that too. You and Weed sometimes will be like, ah. I feel like, seriously, I feel like a like a paparazzi. 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 Papa Valentino Rossi. Um, paparazzi. <laughs> um, because I'm waiting for these idiots, you know, to come out of their trucks and stuff. And it's not easy. And I'm just trying to hustle and, and, and find these yeah. guys and talk to them. But um, at Oakland, like, I barely got anybody. Um, it was cold. And yeah. everybody wanted to leave, and so it's not easy. But um, yeah, I just, I just put my head down. I give it a hundred percent, and you know, I charge hard. You'll even stop people if they're just walking out. Just be like, "Hey, I got to get Brayton real quick," and like he's on his way out with his bag and everything. You're just like, I mean, I don't think it's so too much for these. I don't think it's too much for these guys to take two minutes to. Oh. JT, I mean, you were a, a rider. Like, uh, it didn't, yeah, that's fine. It didn't I mean, bother you, right? Right, like, yeah. Yeah, there we go. You're like, oh, this guy again. I don't think any of them are like that. Do you think, JT, do you think I'm bugging him? Uh, no, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's expected. Maybe bugging I Doug. remember you, remember on your uh, podcast with Weed talking about standing out to like 2 in the morning waiting on Chad Reed, you and some kid. That was Phoenix. Standoff. Yeah, that was Phoenix. Uh, I waited till about quarter to 1 in the morning, and I outlasted all these little brats except for one. Yeah. 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 And then I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing out here? I'm freezing. Waiting yep. for this guy to come out of his heated lounge that he was probably yelling at his team about. We waited for Chad for a long time at San Diego, too, and it was freezing. I think you guys actually left. I went to the car. Yeah. And you guys took off. And yep. one more question, and JT could answer this. How annoying is it on race day before the race for people to be bugging you for autographs and pictures and all that? Like, I felt like I was bugging the riders every time I asked them for an autograph, and a couple of them were just, you know, didn't even want to look at the fans because they knew if they signed one, they'd have to sign 100. Yeah, it depends on when it is, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely a time and a place for it. And then that's the biggest thing. It's not like, and I've been in this situation, I've obviously watched it more than I've been in it, but it's not that they don't want to sign for you or um, acknowledge that you're yelling at them, but one autograph turns into 30 to 45 minutes, and then if hey, they I walk actually, away, yeah. then they look like I watched jerk. that happen. I did it to tell Mike. I kept bugging him to sign my hat, and he was just standing there talking to his mechanics, and when he came to sign my hat, like, people just flooded over there, and, like, he couldn't get away. And I felt bad for actually initiating that. Um, good, yeah, well, it's just a bad situation. Good job, There's David. really no winning that situation. you got to get yours, bro. You know, uh, you, know what's, you know what's a good time is after the race, like, yeah. like we talked about. Um, James Stewart, our guest on uh, earlier, he, yeah. I've seen him sign everything uh, after the races. There's a lot of people there, and he's going through it all and signing it all. Chad Reed's very good also about being there late. Um, uh, and just waiting and signing everything for the fans. You know who really signed all the time, no matter what? Travis Pastrana. 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 I I would watch him come out of the truck and like going out for practice. He's signing and signing and like he's probably scribbling a T or whatever, (laughs) but he's trying to sign everything he can. Like, legit. That, that means a lot to the fans because the fans don't get to see these riders very often, and for them to actually get an autograph, it does mean a lot to them. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, Travis's thing, some people accuse him of being putting an act on. 
all those years. You like the Will Chamberlain of autographs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've met Wyndham a couple of times, and Wyndham was just the nicest guy and just prepared to sign. You know, he's just yep. you know, a real stand-up guy. Wyndham, I, Another thing I, that yeah. blew my mind was uh, being in the pits, and you're, you know, there's 100,000 people in the pits and just watching the riders walk through or push their bike through or whatever and just people just mugging them and just mobbing them, you know, getting on their nerves, and they got their race face on trying to, you know, figure out what they're going to do to win that night. And I just... I'm surprised that they actually have a pit party and have a, a presence like that because for a rider, that's got to be really nerve-wracking to try to separate themselves. What do the NASCAR guys do? I see them walking through the garages with tons of fans, and they're signing as they're talking. Like, I don't – JT, do you even know? Is that just normal procedure? I've never been. Uh, as far as they're walking, like, you have to have a pretty, pretty uh, – it's, it's very difficult to get that pass. So, oh, it is? But it seems uh, like a lot of people get it. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people at a NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah. the number of right. people that actually have the passes higher. Yeah, good, good point. So, I just sympathize for the riders because I know they just came off the track and their heads full of all the racing, and then they've got to walk through literally forty thousand people to get to their truck, and yeah, they're just getting stopped every two seconds and being annoyed. It just, I'm just surprised yeah. that that's actually an option. All right, David. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, um. Thank you, JT, for coming on, man. Appreciate it. No worries. Um, we, we, need, we needed you this week. Uh, Mike Mason backed out, so uh, we're going to try to have Mason on again here shortly. And uh, so you came through, buddy. Appreciate it. No worries, guys. Uh, have, a good, have a good night. Clutch. Pookie? Yep. Anything else to add or to say? Uh, no. What? No. You're too stupid? Yeah. Yeah. You're too dumb? I don't like really being on. <laughs> really? You smoke. You smoke tits on the questions. Smoke. I did smoke them. Yeah. <laughs> Should we make this a re- maybe a regular segment? Yeah. Pookie versus tits. Yep. Have a face off. Pookie tits. Do you think? Do you think you got her? Uh, I've been around enti- a long I think time. It's entirely I know a lot possible. of people. You have been around a long time. You know a lot of people. You're right. What's that? Type? Are these going to be moto questions? Or are these going to be more women's questions? I think moto. No, moto questions. Racing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I got a decent chance. Shit. Let me rattle a couple I pulled things. Out, I Let pulled me... out the Tony Haynes that you guys know. didn't think I could do it. You did. You did. Yeah. That's uh, not racing. Do you think that, do you think sure that anybody in Vegas will take my bets against tits? <clears throat> no. Is anybody no. on Team Tits on this one? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let, let's, let's try this real quick. Bring it. Name the Frenchman. Who won two consecutive 125 Supercross titles? Pichon. Very good, Tits. Good Suck it! Whoa! <laughs> uh, I knew it too, though. Why what? didn't you say it? Yeah, it was a oh, you I ring was, in. I don't know. I oh, so Pookie, Pookie, you want to try again? Go ahead. Um, name the factory Honda team, the entire roster in 1999. No. Jeez. Oh, no. No. Kevin Windham or Ezra Lusk? The entire on team. On a number four. The entire team, babe. You said or. There should be no or in there. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I'm just guessing at both of those. Pookie, one of those, right? You're, yeah, they're, you're both, right, they're so both right. Oh. They're both right. Oh, okay. So we got one more. Uh, no, you don't got one more. Nope, you got two, two more. more. Oh. Two more. Four guys on the factory Honda. Nice. Larocco? Nice, she says. Uh, <laughs> Larocco? No. 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 All right, I can see what we're dealing with here. 
This isn't going to be easy. Pretty good. I know Yogi was on number four. Number four Honda. I have a picture, I think, of that bike. How far back does your knowledge go, Pook? I go way far back. Oh, really? Yep. When Kevin Windham was just a phenom. Uh, <laughs> when I came he's on the a phenom. scene. You can't just quote Watson for your segment. <laughs> oh. But with my husband's very extended moto knowledge, I'm, you know, privy to some things. From before that. All right. Um, name the two Lawrence brothers. Phil and Randy. You oh, were... sorry. My mic was off. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. We can go on and on. Hey, uh, we got, you got, you got uh, a race tech suspension contest um, to do till next Sunday. Tweet them at race tech suspend or Instagram. At hashtag race tech contest, and you'll get a free suspension uh, oil change or credit towards a revalve. You got to pay the shipping though. Uh, thanks to race tech suspension for that. Uh, JT Fly Racing, uh, give us something for fly racing. Just pump anything, anything at all. Uh, we just released the new our new kinetic mesh gear for nobody. Nobody had seen it until last week, so okay. check that out. All right, new kinetic yep. mesh gear for that. BTOsports.com, you can save money there. Uh, X-Brand goggles. If you want to make main events but not make the top ten, you wear <laughs> X-Brand goggles. That's right. Is that okay? Uh, dear. If mediocrity is your thing, X-Brand's where you want to be. Stop it. 30% of... Don't Did laugh at that. snort? Sorry. Don't laugh at that. He's funny. <laughs> you laugh at JT too much. Yeah. Too much for my liking. Uh... Uh, Atlas neck braces, uh, great guys at, at Atlas. Uh, lots of neck brace talk uh, the last few shows. They may or may not withdraw their sponsorship with us. Um, NFAB Jeep and Truck bar- Parts, they just picked up Bobby Canari for the NFAB Yamaha team, and that's fantastic news for Bobby and for the team. Uh, Velocity 3 Racing is uh, done. Velocity has reached zero. Um, showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brop Bar, and 810 Solutions are all on board with us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate it. We're going to be back next week with another great, fantastic show. Thank you, Pookie. Thank you, JT. Thank you, Tits. You're welcome. See you next week. Later, bros. Later. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.